All right. Hi. Wave Jam 24, Foundry Side by Robert Jackson Bennett. We're doing another book. We did it. We finally got back to doing books. Which, oh my con God. considering the views the last one got, we really should be doing these more often. But, you know, hard to get through books. There's a lot of words involved. Much easier just to watch movies. Okay. But, but books are still most certainly a wonderful entertainment medium. Not just saying that because it's trying to sell books. But, <laughs> me, myself and Maurice have once again Hi. listened and partially read, mostly audible, a book. Uh, before we get into the specifics of the book, as I have multiple times while doing these, let's talk a little bit about the author real quick. Uh, there isn't a lot. I don't believe he's new to the writing scene whatsoever. But, to pop over into there, blip. Uh, Robertson, author of American Elsewhere, The Trope, The Company Man, Mr. Shivers, as well as the Divine Cities trilogy and Foundry Side. Uh, he's got a lot of books to his name, a lot, good number of awards. Uh, he's received the Edgar Award, the Shirley Jackson Award, and the Philip K. Dick Citation. Uh, uh, one oh, second, Thanks, I Philip K. Who's the hell is this Shirley Jackson Award? Well, you know Shirley Jackson. Everyone knows Shirley Jackson. Let's do a quick little look. The Shirley Jackson Award awards are literary awards named after Shirley Jackson in recognition of her legacy in writing. These award, uh, awards for outstanding achievement in the literary or psychological suspense horror and the dark fantasy are presented at ReaderCon, an annual conference on imaginary liter imaginative literature. Oh. I would assume his falls under the dark fantasy genre. Though I, I don't know. know who, um, who authorizes these awards. Like, who are these judges? <laughs> who knows? Who actually grades the... Who actually is the Academy? Not it's the me. point. Uh, he also was shortlisted, which means he nearly was awarded uh, the World Fantasy, British Fantasy, and Locust Awards. Oh. And he... I'm going to make an assumption here and say he is happily married with two sons. Because I like to assume the marriage is happy. Good for you, As of this. I hope everything <laughs> in your life is going wonderfully. I thought you were imagining the two sons. <laughs> no, the end yeah. describes the two sons. How how do you describe your sons, Mr. Robert? Uh, one is lar very large and one is very loud. Fair. Those, those are those are children. How do you describe your children? Alive. <laughs> Barely. In my home. Barely. Uh, his most recent release is actually the third book in the series that we're going to be reviewing the first book of, uh, Locklands. So if everything we say here interests you, check out the other two books. I mean, I I hear, it's doing it's relatively well. We did foundry side the first and, book yes i will read these first two little reviews of it by brandon sanderson and tamora pierce i oh, hope shit. i said their name right the exciting beginning of a promising new epic fantasy series prepare for ancient mysteries innovative magic and heart-pounding heists brandon sanderson uh Complex characters, magic that is tech, and vice versa. What? 
Complex characters, magic that is tech and vice versa. A yeah. world bound yeah. by warring trade dynasties. Bennett will leave you in awe once you remember to breathe. Tamora Pierce. <gasps> okay. These you know, reviews getting wordy. You know, I ain't gonna lie. This book did leave me breathless at times. I just don't understand what that second part means. The magic that is tech and vice versa? Oh, they mean magic that is tech and tech that is magic. Yeah. Yeah. Technomancy. There's already a word That's for that. not really what it is, but we'll we'll get into that. We don't need to I think about the other ones, because we haven't read those ones. I um, accept her little definition. Sure. So, I feel like we ought to just start with this premise, since, you know, we're at the beginning of it, and might as well get it out of the way. Maurice. What up? Not a number rating. How did you feel about the book? It hurt. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and I don't mean like, oh, the ending was Damn, sad type of way. Or anything like that. No, it was physically draining. <laughs> I that's that's the best way I could put it. This was you know, some people will say, man, that was a chore. That was a thing that happened. No, this was a 12-hour shift. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this, was a, this was a 9 to 9, I see. It was... Have you ever been jumped and they just didn't stop beating you? Yeah. yeah. But, it was, but it was mostly just your feelings? Yeah. <laughs> At that point, that's just an intervention. <laughs> Have you ever had hope and then constantly got dashed? Yeah. I felt like Hawkeye when Black Widow jumped. Man, it should have <laughs> been me. It should have been me. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you had any more, because the more I waited, the more you kept saying. <laughs> How did you feel about this? I... You ever feel... I'm joking. I was not a fan. It... There was, there were pieces of the premise as we were getting started that were actually really exciting. Like, certain things were brought where it's just like, you know, yeah, these, this sounds pretty good. And uh, I believe even when we got the book on Audible, uh, I believe I was the one that read the synopsis and went, I'd, I'd read that. Okay. Um, I can't remember which no. one of those was. I just believe it. No, no, it's no longer my fault. But I didn't think it would. I believe you said it was your fault at one point. I was like, I don't know if that's true. And I will accept that with not an argument. Uh, it is my fault then. Huzzah. Good. Look at what you've done to me. <laughs> to us. I'm here too. No, Good. just me. Um, <laughs> to get into it. Uh, yep, the, there it is. We summed it up. Yeah, it... There were just a couple of things that went wrong relatively early on that as the story kind of kept going, there were things that got worse and worse, and some decisions were made within it that were kind of like very clearly trying to be something really big, but came off as cringe instead. And I think one of my biggest issues is with these 
grand, sweeping statements that a number of the characters make. Constantly. A lot of them will say one thing, but then all of their internal thoughts and a lot of their actions point to something completely else. Like, they're just like, this is how it is. And then she's like, you're wrong about your opinion. And then, like, two seconds later, like, this other thing that you were just saying was the worst thing ever was the worst thing ever. It's like, but you just said that wasn't the worst thing ever. And this other thing was the worst thing ever. Which is no, the worst both... thing. You, I under... They're both equally worst things ever. Yeah, it kind of strikes me as... It very much struck me as the same people who were like, calling someone a Karen is just as bad as saying the N-word. And it's like... Why didn't you say the second one then? <laughs> you said the, say Classic. them both. <laughs> say them both. Yeah, and so it was just very much a. I can hear the words that you're saying, but it doesn't even seem like you agree with them. So why are you saying them? And I believe that with that we can get into actually recounting the events of the story. Before we do that, I have to just throw in one small thing. This has nothing to do with the overarching story, but it grated on me throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a slang swear word, all their own. This It's all for this story in this world. That's, that is scrummy. Or scrummy. Scrum, okay. What is it? Yeah. It's, what was it, the bottom side of a ship? I believe it was the or the port where the shit came out for the bottom at the bottom side of the ship. I believe to scrum is the act of shoving the shit out of the port. Yeah. And they universally use this word as a replacement for every other cuss word until they start using the cuss word alongside with it. Like he'll go this shit and scrum and I'm like Come on, dude. Or someone already says, oh, it's, you scrum me sideways. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, so it's like at that point, you're just saying, ah, oh, bitch me down the street. Bitch <laughs> me down the street. Like, I am never going to be a fan of a universal curse word that means everything. Even John doesn't mean everything. Right. It just means every now. You can't uh, join someone, but you can be a join. Right. <laughs> like the join can get I would jumped. Love to know but what that means. You, <laughs> like, you, could, you could say you could say I'm heading to the john, but you can't say uh, I'm joining to the store. You can't say that this is a john color. So yeah, it was obnoxious, especially when scrum was a part of one character's vocabulary for like every sentence he spoke yeah um anything else before we get into it no that was it i just i i just could not all right so let's get started then the book opens <gasps> with our main character Sancho. Grudo, Grudo, Grudo. A name that I have to admit in the... It was several weeks of us reading this book, actually. There were a couple of start-stop moments, because, again, I, I have to agree with Mary, it was a little bit of a chore. Um, 
due to the pauses, I'm gonna be 100% honest. I remembered everyone else's name except for Sanchez. I'm shocked you know her name now without it's, me having to remind you. I just re-listened to parts of the book so that I could make sure that I did this right. That's right, I do prepare for these despite evidence to the contrary. We do care. I care. <laughs> I, I do wish to like this book. I don't come in here to hate things. No. I just hate things. That would actually be a good point for us to get on. Two things. First of all, we don't go into this to hate things. We like reading. We like books. We like would like for them to be better sometimes. B, this is obviously not an attack on Mr. Bennett. He wrote a book. Yes. We didn't like that book. He's got like 18 other books. Not everything is going to hit. One of his other books might be absolutely fantastic. We just didn't like this one. Anyone okay. awards. If anybody actually hit every shot that they took in writing, they'll be me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I don't even know where they'd be. Like, not even George R. R. Martin, Stephen King. No, no one hits every shot. <laughs> we might have just chosen the wrong one. It's that homie Dr. Seuss out there. Dr. Seuss didn't hit uh, The Lorax is weak. Under, I like the pro... <laughs> I like pro-nature propaganda, but... You mean the movie or the... I'm gonna be 100% no, the, honest. The original work. I'm gonna be 100% honest, guys. Didn't like Green Eggs and Ham. I mean... I really? Was no that dog. was... That was harassment and propaganda! I was, you shouldn't like it! I was a go-dog-go kind of kid. Yeah. Go-dog-go. I'm a kind of hat man, because at least he's down with cool. That, uh, redfish, bluefish. That was educational. I like that. Was that was a hip-hop rhyme. <laughs> um, but now, I didn't read any of his racist works, but I'm gonna say that they're not good. I thought you were gonna <laughs> say, but one of those was definitely my favorite. <laughs> no, that's right. That's a good, uh, a, a very middling stance to have, mm -hmm. uh, just to <laughs> make sure you're only up not exactly up towing any lines there, right? Um, <laughs> again, though, but back to the point at hand. We open the book on Sanchia. She is already in the middle of a heist. She oh. has broken into the Michiel Campo. And a Campo is essentially like this city is divided into the major trade houses. There are six of them? Four. Four. There are four major houses who essentially have complete control of the city. The money, the items upkeep of the city, the government, everything is controlled by these four houses. Mm -hmm. So she's on one of their houses and as she's going through, she has to crawl through the sewers to get there because it's very difficult to get from essentially the slums into the campos, which is where those houses have all of their people. Wait. Uh-huh. Never use the sewers again. Nope, they never use the sewers again for anything. They kept trying to go through a fucking door when they could have just the sewers again. You gotta go over, under, or through, which I don't know why they kept saying that as though that was a revolutionary idea. Th that's literally the only options ever. To pass by anything, yeah. Te technically, in Unless some cases, the... there is the option to go around, but... That doesn't come up as they have the, Well, that they have the, over, but, under, or through. Oh, it does say over, under. Yeah, You're over, right. under, or through. The only other option would be to go around, which... Which defeats the purpose. Yeah, it's just like, of course you can't go around. 
gotta go inside. Yeah, uh, not the point, though. Um, the point is that she's there, goes to the sewers, she gets up out of the sewers, and when she gets up out of those sewers, we are immediately introduced to one of the guards, and he's got on a full suit of armor, and he's got a rapier at his hip. And as she's thinking about the rapier, she's like, gosh, if it's a scribed rapier, I'd never stand a chance. Um, it also introduces her darts. So Sancia, as our main character, carries around this blow dart and these special darts. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Like It's like Serafina Venom. And the way that it works is it's just a knockout dart dart okay basically and honestly the effectiveness of this poison just makes me question why every knife rapier bolt why everything is not coated in this stuff because she can afford it as some poor ass like apparently has no money street thief but everyone is running around with these like magical suits of armor and weapons like the rapier that can go a thousand yards if you throw it why why not yeah, just why not just sense. use this very uh, it's got to be easy to collect fucking knockout the, venom right given the fact that it specifically knocks out and doesn't do things like cause debilitation but doesn't render people unconscious the, it, the idea of putting things unconscious is absolutely valuable in any manner of combat yeah so it would be i would be more surprised that there wasn't a worldwide meta around it like there would be more armor or other sorts of um effects that could reduce the effect of incapacitation via seraphina venom but not the point. She has those, and she's like, nope. I might have to shoot this guard. And then a second guard shows him, and she's like, I can't shoot this guard anymore because there's a second one. And so she runs up, <laughs> to, she runs up to a wall, and we get introduced to her power, which if which... you guys got here from the tweet or the uh... Facebook post, the way that it is defined later on in the book is that Sancia has object empathy. Right, okay. Which, I'm first of all, I, I despise that title for what it is because essentially what her power is is if she touches something she can talk to it yeah. so if she touches a wall she will be able to find out how it was made are there any cracks in the wall what are some good handholds going up the wall are there any rats in you first off uh, ma'am I just met you <laughs> you're asking for a lot of personal information oh no 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 she's not asking you the the wall gives it freely it, it's ah. like oh i've been waiting to tell someone all this information bombardment so i was Wait. born as an acorn <laughs> ah, so, so every every object in this universe will be autistic coded that has special uh that has a very special interest they love info dumping about great Wonders. it is uh, i have a character wow, with a similar power but this kind of seems like uh very intrusive you were about to say I was very accurate in my guesstimation. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what this is. They, I, would, I don't think that was the goal, but that's definitely what this is. <laughs> it is crazy. 
Now, here's the thing that kind of pissed me off slightly. Sure. So, the items will 100% just tell her everything. Like, she feels it right now. She feels what it went through. But they also explain that when you scribe something, which we'll be getting to shortly, the item, you are tricking the item into thinking it's doing something that it's not doing. I was going to get to that. I I know. Okay. But the uh, like, sudden that I just can't I I just can't stand. So yeah, let's do this right one now. at a time. So the uh is there any other part of the info dumping aspect of object uh empathy that is that needs to be mentioned here? It only works it only affects her when it, the plot needs it to. And I mean this by the fact of Sanchia states herself her clothes, like anything she touches, her anything she touches affects her, which also means her clothes, which her clothes are constantly touching everything. Whoever is her socks, touching her shoes, which is touching the ground, which should be info dumping a shit ton of information on her. But apparently they are being polite enough not to destroy her brain constantly. Okay. Because she has no particular control over it herself. No control no. at all. Um, and that's kind like of hmm? that's kind of like one of the I'll I'll just get into this now. <clears throat> that's kind of one of the major points of this uh, of the character is that she does not have control over her powers, or that's something that is attempted to be done. And you're trying okay. very hard to have you have uh get introduced this character and have this idea that she is unable to control the power, it's constantly hurting her if she uses it too much, it's doing blah, 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 it's horrible, it's horrifying, it hurts, and that her only big goal is to get... It's, the magic is no describing. She has mm -hmm. this power because she is a scribed person. Okay. Something that... it There's a bit of a weird mix of ways that they talk about it because at the very beginning of the book when we're introduced to this idea we're kind of introduced to it in a way that is described as she needs to find somebody who can undo the scribing and she claims to know she, she's already identified a doctor who can do it but she has to get an incredibly large sum of money for them not to turn her in and she doesn't want to do this with just anybody because she's worried that she'll get turned in because any scribe person would be. Right. Because but they're then, not normal. Yeah. But then later on, when we talk about it, there are essentially, from what the actual, like, you know, influential people of the book, do you want to know how many people are scribed total according to this book? Sure. In I'll give out. I'll give out a general number of like fifty percent of all people are scribes. All right, all right, that's a good number. Good number. I'd say like twenty-four percent. Ooh, good number. Good number, Kaiser. Two total. One of them they don't know about until the very end of the book, and legitimately yeah. at one point they say you are literally the only person to ever be scribed and survive it. And the way they talk about it in the beginning of the book, it's like the way that <laughs> the fucking mutants talk about themselves, right? 
Interesting. So it's, like, it's something that she gets from birth? No. no, it was done to her. And, like, here's the thing uh, that bugged me about it. Is that... Uh, now, what bugs me about it is that they... It's not an uncommon thing. Someone with this type of ability is weird. They're powerful in certain ways that other people are not. Therefore, the people who don't have the power discriminate against them. Da-da-da-da-da. It's something we all see all the time, and especially in fantasy. Right. And they introduce it as that sort of thing. So one of the things I was like was wondering, oh, are we going to get introduced to several other people who have, you know, scribings on them? They are scribed, so they're going to be bigger, stronger, faster, and weird powers, able to do these sorts of things. No, it's literally just her. And it's just like, how, how would you know that they would turn you in? Like, that part's a dumb question because of the fact that, spoiler alert, Sanchi is an escaped slave. Um, oh. And, you know, again, she's the only one with it. So it's true that they would turn her in. But not for the reasons that she describes early on in the book. I right. I think I have to disagree because we know that people kind of know they were trying to scribe people. And we especially that... scribers would know that, pe that they tried to scribe people. And if you're a scriber and you see a scribe person, something that should not exist, ho, ho, ho. I think I made a payday. Maurice, quiz me on this. How does anybody ever find out that she's scribed? There are two ways. Uh, they have to tell her. Or she has to tell them. And the second? Someone's going to have to cut into her head and figure it out. The second way is that they utilize an Occidental Hierophant artifact to find out. Mm -hmm. Yes, but the third way would be the doctor having to cut into her head and seeing, oh, she's scribed. Yes, but here's the thing. She would have literally there... told them that she was scribed because the point of them cutting into her head was to get the scribe out. Oh, yeah, indeed. Okay, so the scribe is an actual physical object the, implanted it, in someone? she has a plate that is screwed into her skull. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's probably niches. Um, it does, constantly. And It's a burning of, headache. I don't disagree with any of that. I disagree with the way it was described early on in the book because it's oh, being yeah. described as something that, like, other people have tried to do. And, like, yeah, I thought it was more common, like... There are other successes. Yeah, and like especially with the whole idea of, oh, I have to go to this type of doctor to get it undone. It's like but, how would how would the doctor know how to even undo it? Yeah, and that's something that even gets brought up later. Like, like you're literally the only one. This doctor doesn't have any idea how to do this. They've never done what? it before. And what do you mean she, what, Sanchia? Yeah, and it's just like You would know. Like of uh, all also, people, you would know. Also, this will be a recurring theme of me yelling, What do you mean, Sanjia? What do you mean? Now, to get back to where we were, because we're still in the first chapter. There's like 42 of them, I yes. think. I'm going to pull it up now because I have... I'm correct. There chapters. is 43, I believe. They vary from three minutes to almost an hour. Jesus Christ. I think there might be one that's over an hour. 43 chapters with five parts. And I put that in quotes because the parts are the things that are like... 22 seconds long. Uh, oh, there was four parts. The, the, didn't I say four parts? You said five. There are four parts. Yeah, chapter eight is one hour and three minutes. You're making me think I fucking lost all So, just to, yeah, just, mm. just to go down through them, 21, 33, 37, hour and three, 35, 58, 34, it varies quite a bit. Uh, there's one down here that is ten minutes. That's a change in part. 16. There's a three-minute one. Th those are changes in parts. I don't really count those. Yeah, but uh, no, I, no, I don't mean the changes in parts. There's an actual chapter that's like three minutes. 
Oh yeah, chapter 43. The very last chapter, which is essentially an epilogue. So the shortest... The variance is an hour between the chapter lengths. Or if we don't want to count that one, there is also an eight-minute chapter. So the variance would be 55 minutes. So it kind of just varies depending on what's happening. And that's not really an issue for me. I don't mind that they vary. Yeah. Um. But to get back into uh. it. Uh, I mentioned specifically the whole if there are rats in the walls one because of the fact that her way of escaping the two guards is that she climbs into a rat hole. Oh. Yeah. It's and, like an old chimney. Right. And this is the first thing that happened that very much made me go, I don't know if I like this character, is the fact that she climbs into this, you know, rat hole and there are a bunch of rats in there. And most of the rats run away. One of the rats gets on its back legs because, you know, she just crawled into their home and hisses at her. Yep, pulled out a whole knife. No, she didn't. She punched it. No, no, I meant the rat. The <laughs> rat pulled out a knife. I thought you meant her because she no, actually has a knife. A but knife. no, she punches the rat. And like, I know what you might be thinking. Ah, uh, yes, Animals. punch a rat. It, it's like, oh, ow, that hurt. And then it scurries away. No, she literally punches it dead. And the thing is, she got none of that, none of the empathy kicking in. Like, should the like should you not also feel like the rat who has just been punched? Right. Should you not so feel his agonizing a, pain? That is an interesting hit? question. Object empathy only applies to inanimate. Objects. Nope, it applies Wrong. to animate. Nope. Including so people, she... like she can't hug people. Interesting. I'm shocked she can touch herself. I'm surprised <laughs> she decided to punch the rat. Like, like, sure, I can go into, like, gruesome details of, like, she should feel the fucking amoebas on her fucking flesh or all the little mites and whatnot. But, I mean, you know, I'm looking far past that because no one cares about that. Except for she says, Yeah, but she says that she cannot... This is a little bit later on, but it is just to get out the way now. She hates having sheets and blankets on her bed because she could feel the mites, the uh, the bugs, all the creepy crawlies that ever touched the sheet just coursing through her. And I'm like, sheets don't stop insects from crawling on your bed, girl. The bed should also be giving you the same exact thing the sheets give you. Yeah. I'm surprised she's not a germaphobe then. Well, she can't afford to be a germaphobe. She's poor! But um, but to get back into the chapter itself, so she punches that rat dead in its own home where she was the intruder. But yeah, good good for her. She can one punch a giant rat, I guess. I'm not. Also, I'm not even one mad punch. that she punched the rat to dead. She had to. It's whatever. Did she have to? Kinda. Yeah, that rat did attack too. It didn't attack. It just hissed at her and she punched it. Maybe right, I gotta listen. double check. But uh, you, go back and double check, and I'll continue on with uh, the next part. I, it's relatively near the end but i'm incredibly certain the rat goes on his back to like hisses she goes you a rat and it dies and also as someone who has dealt with rats before you really don't have to you don't even have to punch them legitimately if you have you know gloves like a certain someone just like backhand them away they run away rats only ever do things if they're cornered which i mean she did corner it no! The rest of them ran away! Well, that one felt cornered. 
I don't know why, but it felt it's more. House. It was just the biggest one. The biggest and the meanest looking rat. Anyway, so what she does, and this is where I was going to bring up the... I believe we talked about it a little bit, but I'll touch on it again. The thing she is breaking into currently is essentially this... I don't want to call it a docking station. It's like a directory for the carriages. Because the carriages don't utilize horses. They all work under the magic of this world, which is called scribing. The way that scribing works, and I believe, again, I think this already been mentioned, is that it is a different language that is utilized to convince an inanimate object that it needs to do something else. Like, it can, uh, most common one that comes up, and the easiest one to kind of talk about, is a lock on a door. It can be taught to only open if a specific key is in the lock. Or, Which is also kind of stupid to me. Maybe. Uh, it can also be scribed to have to where it is not only a specific lock, but a specific person. Or, if we look at the most complicated locks from uh, very late in the book, it is a certain key, a lever has to be pulled, other things have to happen. Certain time of day, and it emits light. Yeah. Uh, there's even oh, a, yeah. uh, a very simple one that comes up later is, uh, there's a scribing on a shackle. That shackle right. is scribed to want to be connected to its other end. And so it will not come undone unless it is given what is described as key calm. Because well, that's, calm that's later on. That's yeah, later on when covered. Yeah. yeah. The carriages, essentially the way that they work, is... Actually, if I remember correctly, it... No, that's what it is. I was, I was they scribe the There's, wheels. The carriages are scribed to believe that they are either pointed downhill, uphill, or on a level surface. Depending on if you want to increase, decrease, or stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maintain if it's level ground. So if you stop, then you put it back into flat because if you don't then it's just going to start to go down the hill that's how you park exist. <laughs> um, but yes so the carriages are pretty much from what they what I remember is each will ascribe the carriage ascribed to command the wills to convince them if they're on one of those planes then it will start you know driving you can steer it I don't remember fully how they decided to steer it I guess the joystick as well Yes, and she is specifically using her powers of empathy to find out where these carriages are going until she can find one that's going to the docks. Okay. Once she finds one that is going to the docks, she places essentially a marker on it, leaves, climbs up a big wall. Once that carriage goes off to the docks, she... Or does she activate it? Either way, the cart starts to go to the docks. She then jumps off the high building that she's at, pulls out essentially a parachute, and activates her marker. Which then, she has a piece, the marker is the other piece. The piece she had is convinced that it needs to return to the other piece. And so she gets yanked across the city. So that she can get over the dock walls to the dock. Yes. Um, this is all 
for a big score. Yes. We are introduced very early on that this is so that she can attempt to steal something. She doesn't know what it is that is worth 20,000 duvats. Duvats are yes. the currency. Uh, 20,000 is more than she has ever seen in her entire life. It's more than what her, I'll call him her handler, has ever seen. It is such a ludicrous amount of money that several times after they're done with the mission, there's, well, after they've already completed their part of the mission and they're going to meet the other person, that they're like, this person is probably going to try to kill us so they don't have to pay us this much money. <laughs> Which, if you're thinking about that now, you should have thought about that a while ago. Yes. Yeah, but you know. Also, to be really, really frank, this all could have been avoided if they were just paid. Yeah. And I mean for the bad guy. This is one of those situations where the bad guy fucked up by being stingy when they're rich. Yeah. You don't get to stay rich or, by, being, uh, by giving money away. Or to be fair, uh, not even really being stingy by rich, but thinking that you need to silence the people who work for you. It's like they're literal rats. Yeah. Just give the rats the cheese and go on about your day. So, yeah, sometimes I'm... Yeah. So sometimes I kind of... Look, I get mad when the story plot kind of hinges on the fact that there, there's a bunch of coincidences. There is a bunch of coincidences to make this plot turn the key. Yeah. Like, I've never tripped into a car this well before. <laughs> I tripped, fell, turned the car on, closed the door, buckled myself in, and took off. That's failing, how this plot started. Failing upward. So, she manages to get to the docks. As she's going through the docks, she leaves a special little device we'll bring up later on one of the boxes, which she also uses her power on to find out what's inside. And it's paper, essentially. This will be important later. Um, oh my god. She gets to the guard building, climbs onto the second floor, pokes her head down to look at the lower <laughs> floor. What? Roz posted it in the chat. You're getting distracted. Well, I blame Roz. <laughs> he could have said it live on stream. I would... No. <laughs> You're being very uh, reserved today, Ross. He's tired. He's well, I definitely hard. wouldn't have said that on stream anyway. But let's just move on. Moving <laughs> on. Um, but shit, my brain. You killed it. There we go. Uh, so she climbs up onto the second art. floor, starts to go down the stairs halfway, sees the guard, and she's like, "Ah ha ha! Time to use one of my Serafina dots." And then a large man enters the room. Also, the guard that oh. was in the room was like an old decrepit probably gonna die as he sits there man oh my um but this man who enters he's a man's man he's a large man he's the man of the hour and the only real like uh, the like he's the only real fighter of the book mm -hmm. uh this is gregor the captain of the docks i guess gregor dan dulo captain gregor dan dulo the Here's the thing that kind of gets me. That place that he was. Well, no, what kind of gets me? Hmm. Why is he captain? He's captain of the guard. When he made it. 
highest rank is what? captain. Is it? Nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he been in the military and he just wanted to stop a, at captain. I think he was a captain in the military too. I, promote yourself, buddy. This is your thing. You <laughs> ah, started this. Captain promote sounds yourself. cool. Like, could you imagine if you founded a company, hired all the workers, and then labeled yourself as just a uh, general, acting. no, like a general cleaner? Acting the janitor. Manager. Just like, you own this. Like, I mean, you actively made and own this. To be fair, Captain is a very high rank. It is. But for the person who made it? But it sounds better than Chief. Or commander? I think I ain't Captain. Cool I ain't Captain Shepard. That'd be a pretty cool name, though. Oh, wouldn't I? Am Commander <laughs> Shepard? No, it wouldn't. The, look, the only two shepherds I know was Commander and uh, Lieutenant Commander. Hmm. I, mean, I mean, it's like the guys who decide. You know what? I'm not just gonna call myself God. I'm gonna call myself God Emperor because I'm the Emperor of the Gods. Super comedy guru. Super comedy guru. <laughs> to be fair, the God Emperor of Mankind was just known as the Emperor of Mankind, but then he became a god, so. See, he upgraded. <laughs> oh, we got the man who's about to so down God Emperor. Yeah, but now we're just about to get a man who downgraded. Poor buddy. Anyway. Anyways. So, when he shows up, he immediately uh, he begins to perceive that something's going on here because he found the parachute they call it an air sailing sailing rig but i can only picture it as a parachute the yeah. parachute that sanchia used to get to the docks and so she's like sorry he's like hmm yes this was definitely done by someone sneaking over the wall therefore they're probably on their way here to steal from one of the safes and so she goes so we're... i believe he even says it's time for us to search this building top to bottom and then she's like, ah, oh, crap. And so she pulls out that little device that we set up earlier. Do you want to guess what that is? What is it? Well, let's just, let me remind you. She put the device in a crate of paper. Uh, is it an explosive? It is a fire starter, basically. <laughs> it is the first twinned item that we see, where essentially, if one thing happens to an item... The same thing will happen to the other item. Because they believe they believe they're the same item. So if you throw me, why am I still here? Woo! Yeah. Uh, a notable example of it is uh, later on, there's essentially these little things that if you break off one of the ends, the other one's end breaks. Yeah. Which is, yeah, here's the thing. Here's a good thing. I love this. This shit sounds cool as fuck. Yeah. I love right. this magic Should system. Yeah, I was about to say. To, to give the book confidence where it is due, the magic system is very interesting. There are a lot of, like, great options within it. But also, her power sucks. It's... I just feel like it could have just been a little tweet. I don't mind her empathy. I do mind the fact that it's like... It only affects her when she remembers it. It's yeah. more... It feels like a pl placebo. Because sometimes she'd be like, oh, man, this sucks. You should be in pain. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it, it reminds me very much about how, and I've brought this up on Wams before, how people have a tendency to treat clairvoyance. Like, ah, oh, yes, this character can see the future, 
But then also they get surprised all the time. It's like, you can see the future, motherfucker. How are you getting surprised this often? You can see the future, motherfucker. How did you not see this coming? Oh. <laughs> and like, also, it, it happens a lot with too many stories to count at this point where I'm like, ah, oh, yes, if I use my power too much, it's taxing on me. And all she ever gets is a headache. Or my favorite part is, oh, my. oh, I can't use my powers too much. It could kill me. Constantly uses her powers too much and walks away perfectly fine. But for uh, oh, my oh. head hurts. So it's like the anime trope where I'm almost out of power. I can't, I can only do like one thing. And then they continue to fight for like two hours. Yeah. yeah, remember how when Kakashi was literally out of chakra, he was like, I'll die for another three hours. It one just to give an example with an anime, one show where I kind of like the way that they did that, but they still did it in a good way. Uh and the early parts of this show actually did a really good job of power management in my opinion. Is Midoriya versus uh God, why am I Totoroki? Todoroki? Yeah. Because, like, well, ah, he I only has I... ten moves, but then he just goes, I'll break my finger more, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll save you from you. <laughs> he used his already broken fingers, like, well, well damn, did, that, that shit hurted. You, did I just catch you having toxic thoughts about your father? A thing I don't have? <laughs> Sometimes but, you gotta push beyond to save a friend from themselves. He ain't my friend yet. And <laughs> I, I just, spoke to that man. It was an established limit that when they broke it, it made sense that they broke it. But this mm -hmm. one, there's no, like... I'm not asking for every book to include, like, at the top left corner, a little magic bar so we could see how their MP is depleting. <laughs> Though that would be cool. That would be great. I yeah, think that... Uh, Say that out loud. That'd actually be a really fun concept that... for a to, to yeah, trademark. Fun to I'm, I'm copywriting it. You can't steal it from me. <laughs> Paper <laughs> Random House, get out of here. Fine. This is my OC writing idea. I'm already starting the novel. <laughs> I can't wait to make a story where there's a timer in it and I have them talk for 30 minutes and then it says three seconds went down on the next page. <laughs> I'll kill you. I, I can't wait to do, do turn-based combat. Actually, legitimately having, like, you know, an AP, MP, HP bar for characters at the top area of the book <laughs> actually sounds like a really cool idea. I hate the fact that I've said this out loud because now I'm only going to be able to think about this for the rest of the stream. <laughs> I mean, just, you can do inspired. that. You have I mean, a story. I, yeah, you do. I mean, I don't have... It would not fit with my book. Well, I'm sure. you know. what, what about Trevor? What about Trevor's story? The one with... Oh, that one. The video like, game. Yeah, that one, that one I actually 100% could do that. The only issue is that one's not in a book form. Yeah. Although I could just... If you want to find out what we're talking about, go to the WAM website, wham.blog. That is W-A-M-M dot B-L-O-G. Oh, it's shit. on the bottom right corner of the screen because we have an overlay and I completely forgot it was there. Go to that website like... to find out what we're talking about been like 10 whims since he plugged himself guess what yeah. it, myself <laughs> that is our website sir anyway back to the point fuck where oh yeah the twin died <laughs> <laughs> how long are we in this web we are 47 minutes into talking about this book i have i'm on chapter two so with this item she basically 
makes a little spark, it makes a spark, and it's like, ah ha a fire has started on the docks. Emergency! Everyone go to the docks! And Gregor's like, this is a distraction. We need to make sure that nothing gets stolen. I'm going to go deal with the fire. Old, decrepit man who looks like he's dying in his own chair. Oh. Guard the safes. And okay. then he, I'm pretty sure he even gives him the fucking sail and then runs off to the docks. Which, I believe, then explode. Oh, my. Yes. And uh, even Sanji's like, oh my god, I didn't expect that to happen. I thought it wasn't her. I thought they were under attack at the exact same time. Nope, uh, apparently uh, p- dry paper and fire makes explosions. Yeah. Also, one thing I forgot to mention. When Gregor showed up, Sanchia, for all intents and purposes, she had different choice of words, but she basically went, fuck this fucking guy coming to goddamn Tavon and trying to establish a police force and actually trying to give people accountability. This, this asshole God. making asshole. it hard for me to steal other people's shit. Yeah. Thanks, hero. Well, simultaneously early on in the, like, book, being like, God, the big houses don't have any accountability for anything that they can do. They just do anything that they want. And it's like, so this guy's trying to make people accountable. And you don't like the fact that those people aren't being accounted for. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, he ain't he ain't arresting them. He hasn't been able so to arrest many like people. Him. He's just at the docks. So I don't like him. <laughs> He's just at the docks. <laughs> but I don't like him because he, he just ain't... has the docks. Hey, how about this? Fuck that guy. <laughs> I know that's her opinion. Moving on. Sorry, my headphones just made a noise, and I was like, "That's not a real noise, is it?" That's not right. No, there's this weird, like, clicking, and I was like, is there something behind me? There was not something behind me. Last month. There was no Obaiwa Mo moment. <laughs> For now. But oh. I would like it to continue not to be now. Um, as you were saying. Yes, as I was saying. So, you know, Gregor leaves, leaves the old man, she pulls back out that Seraphina dart, and she shoots the old man, who immediately passes out. She then goes, He's gets dead. to the safe. I hope He's dead that. to me. His heart couldn't take it. I mean, we also never see <laughs> you him again, so it's entirely possible. You shouldn't drug old people. You don't know <laughs> what type of condition he has. I don't know what that did to him. His heart stopped, and well, she doesn't care. You know what? We make our own canon here at Wham, so you know what? Yeah, that guy died. We never see him again, so it can be canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but she runs up, gets the safe, unlocks the safe, gets out the special box. Also, just so you know, her empathy helps her cracks the safe. So she's touching the safe, twisting the knob, and they're both telling her their life story while she's trying to figure out what's the correct number. And it's like, no, oh, right here. This is great. Yeah, yeah, that's where I should be. Then back the other way. They're not talking, but it's pretty much like she can feel that that's the correct number. Then she goes the other way, and then the other way, and then it's, baha, the safe is open. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of just this, when she's doing it, she's kind of like, oh my god, it's too much. We can't do it anymore. I'm using my power too much. And it's just like, and I'm like, yo, just take some Tylenol. Stop being a drama queen. <laughs> yeah, she gets God. it open. And it, I, I just re-listened to it. There's a moment where it's just like, her powers were attacked so much that she knew there was something weird about the box the moment she touched it. It's like, oh, so just to add in there, we listened to it at increased speeds, some faster than others. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll touch on that now. Maurice, what speed did you listen to the book at? 
1.35. Normally I go to 115 because everyone who reads is slow as shit. So I speed them up to a normal speaking voice. In this case, you had to speed them up even higher because this one was even slower. It was taking too long. And also, let's just go in there. A lot of people I've seen on the reviews were complaining about this narrator. I think she did a wonderful job. I think she did a pretty good job, too. Yes. I think the, issue the narrator was the did. Uh, she was given. Sure. Some of her voices, I hate it. But I can't blame her for making Gregor sound like a slower Captain Kirk with a longer drawn out. Ron's <laughs> saying, like, ah, oh, so you great. mean all the characters that Kaiser does while we're playing Final Fantasy? I said no such thing, but I will like, agree. It was, it was hard. It Her was name hard. The... is Tara Sands, and I think she did a wonderful job. Yeah. Thanks, Tara. But no, Just here's the way Gregor would talk sometimes. I don't know what she looks like. I literally only read her name. Yeah. But this is the way Gregor talks sometimes. And remember, I'm listening to it at a faster speed so we can sound like a normal person. Ah, yes. Hello. I am Gregor Dandolo, and you are under arrest. Uh-huh. So I have discovered some information. Uh, I believe we know the narrator of this book. I never met this person. I got the character in the this is Tara Sands. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. she's hot. Oh, like she did Mokuba? I'm about to say, that's the first thing you saw? Yeah. No, that <laughs> wasn't the your first priority street. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally had no idea who this person there. was until I looked at uh, the I, no, Oh, I, I like know her. some of these characters. Nah, I don't like her. That, don't like that her? motherfucker. That motherfucker from uh, Roroni Kenshin can't stand his ass. Damn, that's not her fault. Where's the Roroni Kenshin one? Bottom right corner. Oh, Roroni Kenshin. I'm sorry. My brain was like, that nigga don't look like he belongs in Inuyasha. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this is the image we're looking at, so I don't know most of these characters. Hey, that's the Genrex, uh, I know 90% of those characters. The yeah. only one I don't know is the one in the top left corner. Uh, and the blonde next to her. Uh, I know Anna, but I don't know. She looks like she's from Slayer. From our friends I... listening on the podcast version, do you mind listing off a couple of them? No. I do. Uh, let's see. So, from the Generator X TV uh, cartoon show, Cersei. From Yu-Gi-Oh, the original Duel Monster series, Mokuba, younger brother of Kaiba. From the original Pokemon series, the journeys through both Kanto and Johto, is Richie, the palette swap color of Ash. And, and also Bulbasaur. The, and also the titular favorite, Bulbasaur. The leader the of the team. Yep. Also from the Pokemon series, because she actually has a lot of Pokemon roles, but not just the three listed on this picture. Bugsy, the uh, the Bug-type gym leader from the Johto series, and Jasmine, the Steel-type gym leader from the same region series. Every other... Well, that's a lie. There's one other character I know, but I can't remember her name right now from Shaman King, which is... Uh, Anna. Anna, yeah. Our, uh... <laughs> Wait, you don't remember okay. Kyrie? Kyrie right there from Digimon. Eh. Eh. 
Eh. But that's it. That's a. Uh, those are just some of the many roles that she has had over the years. I think she did a great job. Yeah. Again, I agree. I believe she did a great job. Yeah. Getting a professional voice actor to do this must have been at least humorous in that way, outside of the particular Captain Kirk character. It was degrading on my ears. Am I so degrading? <laughs> <laughs> you are a piece of trash. If it was like that, I might have made it survive better. Ah, yes. <laughs> Mother, I see you are well. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is this, the way that she had to speak for him and the way she speaks for everyone else, it had to be in the book. I can't see lines, but it had to be in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting back into it, though. So she knocks about, gets the box, and then escapes because all the guards are now dealing with the fire that is rapidly spreading. Technically, we're not told anybody dies, but fuck that. It exploded. There are dead people in the docks. There are dead <laughs> And she's like, oh, man, that fire there's, should be such a good distraction. I'm just going to walk out the door. Yay. And then she did. Jesus. She then runs then off she... into an alley, changes her clothes, and has, you get her first description of, ah, yes, changing out of her clothes was like getting out of a warm blanket into an ice bath. And so she had to pause for her mind to reset. And I was just like, damn, good thing no dock guards were like, that's the bitch that blew it up. <laughs> because because of her empathy, putting on the new clothes, now they have to just feed her the new information of their lives, I'm assuming. Which is... It should never stop. The clothes experience things as you do. Like, if you step in the puddle, oh man, I'm wet. Hey, did you know I got wet from you stepping in a puddle only three seconds ago? It was cold. Do you remember? I remember a time. This may not be the same type of wet, but there was a time I was uh, quite soaked and it was uh, uncomfortable. You remember that time you took me out into the rain? You should get new boots. I'm getting tired of this one. Well, fuck you, Gregory. Hey, want to hear how I got my color? So they put us all in this big dye bag. Oh my God. You know, here's the other thing that kind of bugs me about her power. Mm-hmm. This is the issue that we have with it. It's so very loosely defined in right. the fact that it's just like she touches things and it tells it about it, tells her about it. It's like, is it constantly updating? Like if she was to put her hand on a wall and then that wall got hit by a sledgehammer, would she be like, would the wall be like, ah, there was a new hole in me? Also, ah. <laughs> Um, or like, what what happens there? Is it just a ah? This is when you touch me. This is how I, tell my story. I will tell you my story now as I am, which would make it a lot easier to wear clothes. But also, I don't fucking. It's it's so weird, and we can get into this now. Uh, get two seconds. She changes. She gets back to her house. She goes up to her door, and I think she stands in front of her door for five minutes with her hands on the wall and the door, just making sure no one has touched it. And then yes. once she's sure, she opens the door, runs inside, closes the door, locks it, and then lays down on the ground and puts her ear to the floor as though she didn't just have to put her hand down to listen, well, not listen, to have the floorboards tell her if anyone was following her. Which And then, wait, wait, and then she turns around, puts her hand back on the floor while inside of her locked apartment to see and make sure no one's already inside. Yes, she did do that twice. She locked the door inside of her apartment, trapping her within her apartment, and then checked to see if anyone was in her apartment. Because, you know, instead of going through the door, they could climb through a window. 
a grappling hook. That's strange. Yeah. So I was like, you are not... Okay, you may be a seasoned thief. You're not a seasoned survivor. <laughs> not a seasoned survivor. Yeah. And... So once we get through all of that, we are brought into the... I'm sorry, I don't know why my brain farted. We get a lot more building up of her powers and a, I would say, a better... The author tries to give us a better understanding of Sanchia. So Sanchia is, like, five foot nothing. Uh, eats only rice and beans because eating meat is painful due to her empathy because it will tell her its whole life story, including... Being on the field, surrounded by grass, and then the butchering process, I guess. Which brought in another problem. Um, so would the rice and the beans. Do you want to know what it's like to be drowned while you grow? Because that's what you get for eating beans. Yeah. Also, insert this N-word is eating beans meme right here. <laughs> this motherfucker eating beans. We had the boys at 2am looking for beans. But despite all of that, she is also five foot nothing, eats only rice and beans. It is short, but very muscular. They say, and I think they give a definite weight later. She's about 120 pounds. Remarkably small. Short and muscular off of rice and beans only. Shit, I need that diet in my life. And let's not forget constant climbing, which is super well known for making muscular individuals and not string beans with very lean muscle. Well, in order to support all of that, she would have to eat a lot of protein. Yeah. Like, she'd Just have to eat a lot of beans. Which, yeah. Which, yeah. The beans do not provide enough. I don't uh, want to be around also, her when she farts. What's what's just the part that kind of bugs me is that she is act she actively says that she still has many days where she goes hungry mm -hmm. and it's just like how the fuck are you muscular and going hungry do you not know how much food is needed to be muscular yeah, no, that's like half the is, shit that happens if you don't eat for a while your muscles start to eat themselves yeah muscles get eaten for energy and if you're constantly sitting there starving you're not muscular. You're fucking paper thin. You're the kind of thin where if I fucking grab your arm the wrong way, there's going to be a little pop, and then I'm going to feel bad. But no, she's muscular. Yeah, muscular enough to deadlift a man off a fucking roof edge. We'll get to that one later. But that's all, this is also where we get introduced to the idea of, oh yeah, bedsheets suck, but the worst, the worst thing to come in contact with is a meat person. Meatbags. Yeah. Making me experience their whole life story, which never happened. Which I realize I'm shocked that it never actually happened, even though Gregor held her. Damn, he did hold her later. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, maybe she was just too angry for her empathy to kick in too angry well that should have been her solution the entire time she just needed to become Gordon Ramsay in a kitchen and just be constantly mad at everything bruh it's all wrong 
wrong. Maybe then if she was just angry all the time, she could have eaten some of the food. She would definitely know what's missing. True. Um, but then the plot continues. And Sanchez is like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to put away the lockbox and I'm not going to think about it. Because looking at the lockbox would be bad. Because that's exactly what we were told not to do. Doesn't matter. We're going to get 20,000 duvats and I'm going to get myself fixed. Lays down okay. in bed five minutes later. I'm going to look at what's in the box. Okay, I, I understand. Look, look, I understand that we got to be mad at her. But can we at least be a little respectful? What do you mean? <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving her such a dumbass voice. It was real. She can barely read. I need to prove it. Read. You're right. I can't prove it because she does then open the box and go, I can barely read. Oh, yes. The Occidental Hierophants. And I'm just like, this bitch should not just read the words Occidental Hierophants. If she I can barely read. I wasn't even mad that she said that. I was mad that she just started using words that just <laughs> she started forming entire whole sentences made up of words that had at least four to five syllables each. Mm -hmm. Now, here just, is just nonstop. Mm -hmm. Here is the part that was an attempt at a redemption for all of that. Within it, oh, no. what they did was they had her go at the very end of reading all this, and it basically talks about the Occidental Hierophants, Gracides the Great, their advanced technologies, and how they've started to unearth those technologies. It's a lore dump about this ancient lost race that were thousands upon thousands of years ahead of us in technology, and who believed the world was actually a large machine. And that there was a god at the center of that machine that they wanted to fight. And they, well, okay, now they're, they had me at fight god. Okay, I'm, I'm with them now. Yeah. So it, it, it's a lore dump for all that. At the very end of it, she goes, I barely understood any of that. And it's just like, who the fuck was just reading that then? And if you could be like, oh, it was just there so that you could get all the information. Everyone talks about it. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing that got me. Need the this is, and it bugs me actually, Mr. Bennett, that you did this because you're an award-winning author. You know that you can have world building done in a way that is folded into the storytelling, and I know you know this because you did it with exactly what you talk about in these papers throughout <laughs> the story. Why did we need this lore dump that we were just... This seems like something that was in your notes that you copy-pasted into the book to be like, now everybody's up to speed. And so now whenever we have a character go, the Occidental Hierophants? What are those? The reader can be like, I know what the Occidental Hierophants are. It was in Chapter 3, idiot. Book. See, for me, it went like this. She barely literate. She barely knows words. She knew all these big words, all these Occidentals, these hierophants. She actually said the word acknowledgement. I was like, impossible. Someone barely meant, uh, someone barely literate, just already knowing 
a five syllable words that has this many letters no you gotta at least sound it out honey <laughs> but she ain't sound nothing out and here's the thing that got me when they played it off as if she said oh i don't understand any of this i thought it was more of a like a quick little gag saying Sancho can't read but here's a lord dumb for all you idiots and i was like yeah and then she just start actually saying it the occidentals the hierophant those are all myths so you actually read all that you barely literate person maybe she tricked the word uh, maybe she tricked the paper into speaking to her i'll believe that before i believe the fact that she read it man that would have been that would have been such a better thing to do oh my god she should never have to read anything the paper should tell her what it says that's exactly That's the power I gave my character role. Like, she doesn't have to read anymore. She just has to pay for shit speak to her. Bros, you sound oh, like she... you're you're going into the Matrix. Well, the... well, she... That Wait, what, compliment... Yeah, a little bit. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. But it, it's coming and going. You sound better now. But, like, she's barely literate. That would be an amazing use of that power. Because the paper, yeah. like, knows what's been etched on it. Yeah. Like, and, like, there's some the kind chat. of weird translation shit that's going on because of the fact that, like, it, things know they were built and, like, other things, like, uh, the scribed ones, like, have full emotions. If I may ask, is this a series from Founders, uh, that Founders has a part of a soft or hard magic system? You see, that's a Sounds thing. Sounds very soft. Well, that's the thing. It wants a lot of the scribings and the way that they work operate it it's hard to describe because i would honestly describe it as more of a middling because it seems like it wants to be a hard magic system but it ends up with a lot of things being a soft magic system a lot of the like in order for the magic system to work later on it has to be a hard magic system because (laughs) things can only do the things that they are told or slight variations of those things in order to get through them which we'll talk more about in a little bit but Sanchia's powers are definitely within a soft magic system because they're kind of loosey-goosey in a way. Right. And there is a lot of variation to what can happen within the system, which would make it soft. But it does have a very strong, like, base. It's kind of like how it's been brought up several times, and I believe the most apt kind of comparison for this magic system is it's a lot like alchemy in Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, uh-huh. I have said it many times. Of, but so I've already times. seen Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> um, but that is how we get to her waking up because she tried to sleep for five minutes. And went, I can't sleep unless I know what's in the box. What's in the box? What's even in the though box? it's gonna, ru- even though it's gonna ruin. The money that she is supposed to get. Yeah, she legitimately is like, this is totally going to lose me my money. It's like, but then why are you doing it? Because I want to box with nothing. There's something in it. The box must be open. And she opens it up. And Boris, do you want to take over for a minute? Sure. So she opens it up. And she finds that piece of paper, which is all the information that she was barely literally able to read. I can't read. And then she 
felt the box some more as if she wasn't already feeling the box and it was like hey did you know i have an underside mm-hmm. flip the box open pull this thing up oh my god there's a key wow this is a weird key i'm not also i'm not really getting anything from this key hi how's it going <gasps> the key speaks she picks up the key again because she dropped on the floor. Yo, you gonna you gonna stop? You ain't you ain't gonna drop me like that ever again. I'm gonna swing on you. <laughs> no, but uh, no. The key introduced itself. His name is Clef. She thinks she's going crazy. I thought she was already crazy. <laughs> Surprise! You're already crazy. <laughs> so she has a miniature freak out. She not believing what she's saying, even though it's giving her valid proof that it exists. And if I remember correctly, she just puts them right back in the box, right? For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but then she can't sleep because this magical talking key uh, spooked the shit out of her. So she goes back to staring outside her window to make sure she wasn't followed like a paranoid person. Fair. And then eventually she pulls the key back out and they they have a whole conversation and she asks and it, it, the conversation's just back and forth of nothing really just a little lore of like i don't know i don't remember things but i do know one thing you dirty you nasty do you use soap the key's just like bombarding her with insults and i'm like yeah key you're kind of right because she hates being in water as well because i guess the entire ocean speaks to her so she dirty <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a joke the whole she dirty. ocean no all of it but um so after uh some conversation she asked the key all right can what what can you do open shit what the fuck you mean i'm a key which fair <laughs> yeah fair yeah, I, 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 honestly, if I was a key, I'd also be very sassy. Don't ask me questions you already know. Uh, so she she tested out because apparently this key can just open anything. So she uh, takes them to some of her practice locks. She just sticks the key in. And he's like, easy. Come on, you got to have a challenge. Oh, that was weak as well. She open, He opens all the locks from uh, easy to medium. So then she's like, all right, we're going to really put you to the test. You Once again, this is the thing that's supposed to make her a bunch of money to get herself fixed. She takes him outside. Yep. And her, her choice of destination is interesting because she's like, I would have found out if you, I don't, I keep giving her that, but I will desist with the voice. Um, Sorry. It wants to attempt to pick a... Well, it wants to open a scribed lock. Which is impossible without the certain whatevers. It's impossible. Um, And (laughs) she is like, well, I know where a scribed lock is. And she goes up to one of the Campo gates, which I guess... It's a little side gate that they don't use too often because it's for like the higher ups to like sneak in and out. Normally they're, as she puts it, whores. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I have a question because I, I went to sleep listening to Crimson Roll 
What is with writers in their penchant for making female characters call other female characters whores? I mean, to be fair, she's not wrong. They are actual prostitutes. Yeah, okay. But they're also, prostitutes to answer your, answer your question on the broader sense, if he used bitches, he'd be called misogynist. <laughs> he's not allowed to say it i'm not allowed to say it so i am sorry i got wham canceled damn i got wham get him out of here uh, i i have shown problematic elements of my uh, uses of words and my feelings towards half of the human race i'm just problematic for, for that I, I i need to properly Apologize. Repent. Repent. That'll yeah. be three Hail Marys and uh, two rough spanks from Gregory yep. down the hall. Y'all going to hell for that. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So she goes up to the lock, and when she puts Clef into the lock, she is immediately bombarded by not only Clef, but the scribed lock itself which at this point made me think so all items are alive because clef the key is having a straight up conversation like legitimately asking what are you allowed to do and it explains what it's allowed to do and he asks it questions until he confuses it enough to where it's like ah so you so opening is when you open inwards, right? Yes. So what if you open outwards? And then it has a nosebleed. <laughs> and eventually the lock will uh, give up and be like, all right, so if I open outwards, I'm not breaking any rules. So I'm going to... Oh my fucking God, that almost hit me. <laughs> like, that's not a joke. The door literally explodes. <laughs> yes, because I mean, he you, didn't... you caused it the zero sum. And <laughs> honestly, to me, annoyingly enough, this comes up again later. Like, this bugs me because of the fact that I found that concept very interesting. Just the idea of these items have rules to them. And this is what I meant when I said that this has to be a hard magic system for this to work. Is that these things have rules to them. And the key is, Clef... Loopholes. Yes, loopholes. It's like, what does your scribing say that you can do? And are there any ways to get around it? And I thought that was very interesting. But I think that we see... Three? We see three uses of this in the entirety of the book. It's not only done three times, but you only see three versions of it. One is this door. This door thing happens later as well. We see the communication used to find out that a certain lock can be undone by finding out what the password is. Sorry, the secret. Secret? The secret. And then the third one is essentially utilizing the dis uh, a very poorly defined inscription to get something to think it weighs something more than it does. That is it. And honestly, the second one annoyed the shit out of me. And me. 
because the the reason was let's just say this let's let's pretend this we'll get that. you yeah but I'll, I'll just i'll break it down like incredibly quick you pick up a brand new game right but you don't read the instructions but you've seen your older brother play but you fail at it tremendously. Like it takes you so long to understand the controls of the game that it's embarrassing. Even though you watched someone else do it already, you are pretty much a game reviewer at this point. Yeah. It's like, oh man, this this game is hard because I can't jump and dash at the same time. And that, that leads to a big problem I have with the book. A lot of smart people were constantly slow on the answers that are just obvious. Yeah. And I don't... I hate being early to a party. <laughs> you guys go to parties? No. No. But if I did, I hate being early. That is... When it comes to puzzles and riddles, which is essentially what these are, I enjoy it when we get to the end of it, especially with, you know, I, Maurice mentioned it. He listened to the book at 1.35 speed. At times I was listening to this book at 1.7. I was listening to the book 70% faster than the original version. I still was able to outthink the riddles. And if I'm listening to something at the the average, I would say was probably about one six five. If I'm listening to something sixty five percent faster, and I'm getting the answer before your character, your Guess riddle what I went through. Your riddle is too simple. I had it worse. They should have wrote it like the uh, They should have wrote it from the Riddler. Yeah. It, then somebody can hit him with the 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 lady who does the Suicide Squad. No, I have Google. That's how I figured <laughs> out the answer to your riddle. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda Waller. I still, like, it's kind of like what Maurice talked about when we were actually talking about Helldivers and with De... De... What was that Zack Snyder zombie movie? Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Where we could sit there. Army like, of the Dead. I'm sorry, Army, Army of the Dead. Whatever it is, Zack Snyder dead. Except he's not. Oh my. Um. And where it's just when you can look at a movie, be like, "All right, help them, do something, help them, do something." If that same thing is happening with a puzzle, where you're like, "It's a password. It's a password. It's a password. It's just a password. It's just a password." And here's the thing: it's not even that part of a riddle. Because, like, the riddle was trying to figure out the password. She couldn't figure out that she needed to figure out a password. Yeah. And then and I was like, honey, honey, please. I understand you're barely literate. But even you know, I, which, uh, like, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing I have to, like, understand. And we have to just let go. This is our first time experiencing a password when it comes down to ascribing. But this is not her first time experiencing a password when it comes down to people. I don't even think this is her. Remember the uh, her 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 friends actively have a code for her. Yeah, 
So I, she knows passwords. She knows passcodes, and she's just like, "What is, what is a breath? That's not a breath. To have this thing unlock." Wham! This just I could just hear me banging on my desk, screaming at her. <laughs> I believe your banging also got even louder when she went. Is it spit? <laughs> Because I know my ass was like, how is spit breath? I want to just pull Sancha to the side and like, Sancha, how, how did you get to that decision? To be fair to Sancha, though, normally someone else answered the questions. And that normally was Clef. Normally we don't need you to think, Sancha. But right now, we really do. I mean, at least it showed that she was barely literate. When it came to thinking. Except for all the time she did just come up with solutions. Um, but digressing. <laughs> digressing instead of aggressing. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, opens the door, goes back, goes, oh, this is, this is really powerful. This could change the landscape of Tavon. Which is kind of crazy because she had that door slam open and then ran away so yeah, I uh, no one investigated. That's how I feel. No one investigated. This fact never came up again. It didn't yeah, matter. Just a door. <laughs> just a door to a campo being broken off the hinges yeah, to allow the riffraff to run in. Yeah, it's just a door. I don't even remember which campo it was. Neither do I. Doesn't matter. Moving on. So Doesn't she goes. But we didn't. Um. Basically, she then collects literally all of her money because she's like this thing is so powerful that i think that they're just gonna kill us for it and well well let's not let's not get ahead of herself she uh she has to go see her friends before she goes see her handler right she okay. does go to see them first really she just goes there to establish the characters as characters because she goes to them and asks questions about Clef that basically just confirmed all of her internal thoughts about him. And I believe they're the ones that say that they think that... I mean, I... Oh, Sanchia, this is a dangerous thing. Just imagine what most scribers in the campus would do for something like this. Why are we talking like that? That is how I want Claudia, to Claudia, Claudia, please... Claudia. <laughs> Let me tell you a Claudia. Let me tell you a spooky piece of dialogue. Oh, what is it, Claudia? How are you? Claudia. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of a Muriel from <laughs> Muriel from Courage the Cowardly Dog. But this is also when we get to be introduced to the homeboy Gregor Dundolo. I have that to say his full name. It's like it's like everyone else you have to say the full name of. That is the next thing that happens. And I'm going to go through this part just very quickly. That's Greg just pointless. Yeah, Gregor Lily walks the streets. I don't remember something happens. He steps out of the way and says, after you, ma'am. And the lady goes, what's after me? And it's just like, no, I just be and you go. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. As soon as this part started, I was like, oh, look at him being a polite gentleman. And then she said, what's after me? Huh? That's adorable. And then it happened three more times with the same two people. And I'm like, I'm a puncher. 
<laughs> if she doesn't go into this damn fucking place, I'm, I'm getting angry now. She's doing this on purpose. No, I'm allowing you to enter the establishment before me. Oh, well, thank you. I, I swear to God, lady. Maurice is just sitting there, fucking fist clenched, Arthur beam. I look. Sometimes I don't like when a joke just runs on much longer than it needs to. I had my laugh. I wasn't gonna get two more out of the same trope. <laughs> yeah, no, man. don't you know from Family Guy? If you torture a joke enough, you can get an extra laugh out of it. It's a pity laugh, but it's a laugh nonetheless. That's not a laugh. It's a pity laugh. There's a reason why you call it a pity laugh. That's why they did it on purpose. Uh, I mean, okay, to not defend the guy but to defend the uh, logic pity sex is still sex <laughs> but it's pity sex though you still have to call it pity sex the, and, and then i bring up i only made this transition so i could talk about the lonely island doesn't matter had sex oh, well i don't know where this came from but we're here now uh doing so. anything to not talk about the book um but yeah <laughs> Gregor goes to a bar. The bar is owned by some sleazy dude. He gets fleeced at the door for like 50 divots. Doesn't matter. He's, he's got that dosh. And so he, go, he goes inside, talks to the guy. Guy's like, I don't like you, Gregor Tatolo, the revenant of... <laughs> I mean, there's legitimate reasons why, because... He's uh... a cop and this is a fucking gang boss. No, let's let's forget about that. It's because when he first started, Gregor was already causing him trouble. So he sent people to beat up Gregor. And then they came back hurt and was like, boss, we failed. And they never tried again. Pretty reasonable. He beat the shit out of your guys. Um, But that kind of led into him being like, hey, Gregor, do you want to fuck a young boy? You piece of shit. Oh I hate you. No, and... no. He wasn't like that. He was pretty much like, look, Gregor, you already ruined one of my business deals, but thanks to you, you opened up a new one for me. And then he goes and shows him, ha check it out. This is my new crime police officer. What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Did you just exactly straight up show said. the chief of police your new crime? But yeah, so Gregor does go, fine then, I guess I'll leave. And he goes outside, and then he, I believe he, it wasn't planned, but he goes outside and he's like, no, I shouldn't. But I'm gonna. And he straps on something. Whip. It's whip, whip, but I don't know what whip is. Okay, so I can actually explain whip because it sounds cool and stupid at the same time. Whip is pretty much this. It is a thing that you put onto your arm so think of like a wrist blade like a big gigantic forearm wrist blade but instead of that is a bowling ball on a fucking string and he just punches it at people and because of the way it works it will fire out thinking it's heading straight down while it's flying forward so it flies at you at the force of pull aka gravity so it will knock your teeth straight out your mouth and he just and I don't know how he's bracing for that recoil when he yanks it back, but it's like fighting Scorpion with a bowling ball. Oh my. You know, you thought sad? a spear was bad enough? A bowling it ball. It sounds like you guys really enjoy the power system, but don't really care for the story. Yeah. That's right. We really did. And again, the power system is like a very good base. There are just a couple of bad actors that make it kind of fucky. 
I also did enjoy some of the fight scenes. Like this one was one of the more enjoyable ones. I disagree. Oh, really? I didn't like a single fight scene in this book. Ah, fair enough. I. It was kind of just spacey and like also the internal dialogue during it just kind of soured it, especially the end. Also, the end, the end of the story fight scenes are very much just someone was stabbed and they literally exploded. Anyway, well, yeah, they went from fight scenes to actual slaughters. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, whatever. I don't know. Continuing. I don't have... So, here's my thing with it. I... I just don't have any of the fight scenes that I can put in and be like, that one. That one was the good one. They all just kind of were meh. Um, but you really like Whip, which is great. Uh, essentially, he just goes back and he beats the shit out of every one of the guards. None of them stand a chance, except for the mob boss leader's right-hand man, who is of the race of people that Mr. Captain Dandolo Citizen fought during the Enlightenment Wars, which is where he initially earned his rank and became the Revenant of Dantua. I finally remembered where it was. Yes, because it sounds like his last name. That's not why I remembered it. But yes, the Revenant of Dantua. Would you like to know why he's called the Revenant of Dantua? Well, I'm not going to tell you yet, because we had to wait like six fucking hours to find out what it was, and it was stupid. But yeah, during his fight, he does knock a lot of people out, knock them around. He knocks the... I, I felt kind of bad for one of these guards because he just knocked their teeth out. It was... Like, he was like, why'd you do that? Because they don't got dentists. His life is over. Yeah, the, this rich fucking dude came down into the slums and beat the shit out of all these guys. And it's like, <laughs> look, they're bad people. Yes, they're bad people. But you, Mr. Peacekeeper, Mr. I don't like hurting people, but I will if I must, just knocked all of a guy's teeth out and in a world where dentists don't exist, from, to my knowledge. Here's the part that bugged me, though. When we get to the last bad guy, Gregor legitimately is like the end the narration goes Gregor wasn't the kind of man to beat another man to death and then he, he punches the motherfucker like three times in the back of the head with his giant bowling ball fist smashes his face into the ground and kills the motherfucker yeah like I don't remember it was this fight or the next one but I just remember he beat a man to death I thought it was this one <laughs> while, while the narr- well, the, no, the last guy he beat up in this one he knocks into the you're right it is the next fight I completely jumped yeah. the gun Sorry. Yeah, he lo- he knocks this guy down into the latrine. Yeah. The Ew. next fight when he's facing against uh they're just higher thugs. The assassins come later. But yeah, it straight up says Gregor Dandolo isn't a man to beat a isn't a type of person to beat a man to death. Well he's beating a man to death. I think And I'm just I think he was even disarmed. He said he wouldn't okay, so this is the actual line. Gregor Dandolo wasn't the type of person to beat an unconscious combatant to death. But he had right. to make sure. Oh my fucking god, I forgot. They introduced the armor system. The armor's never used again. 
Oh my. Are, are you having are you having that realization, Maurice? No. They took the time to explain how the magic works. The mat sorry, the armor works essentially like a magic shield. Like it absorbs impacts and that's why he beats him. I think it might actually be like seven times in the back of the head. And he completely overwhelms it and kills the guy. Uh, it's because they like the only reason why I didn't question is because they also didn't bring back the Shriekers, which would have been so much more helpful later on during a certain part when they tried to kill him. Yeah, they God, how many times are we gonna go back through all these things and be like, this thing was introduced and never used again? Like, remember, there was one thing Probably where you know you just you know you just touch a little person, and a little bug goes on them and they die, and that was never brought up again either. And it's like, honey, that should be your primary weapon. You should be shaking hands with literally everybody in the city. Frankly, I don't know why you are not in charge. If you made a bug-sized device that eats the lining of your heart. Oh my. This shit, you did not need to do yeah. any of this, in bad any, guy, lady. In any of that, in any other story, that bad guy with that, they would be the big bad guy. They would be the final part. So she used it thing. against thugs. Yeah, we'll we'll get more into them and that later. We can get through ah! a lot of. We can get through a lot of this pretty quickly because I'm gonna be honest. So much of the story is words like if i wanted to <laughs> write a synopsis of this book i could Big probably ice. hit every major story beat in about two pages if anything the only reason why we're slow is because we're talking about the characters yeah but we've introduced the two main characters and the side characters are literally a sentence long um, like, remember Claudia? That's all I got for you. Oh no, what a shame. Yeah, Claudia, she's a scriber. Yeah, they're they're what's known as scrappers. Essentially, they're the normal scrappers who work for the houses and they do all of the big things. While the scrappers are the people that either weren't allowed into their schools, dropouts of those schools, or the ones cast out. And obviously, oh, my favorite part: a woman. Because we have to throw the sexism in there. But here's what bugs me about that. They're like, ah, oh, yes, Claudia's only here because she's a woman. They wouldn't allow her to train. And I'm like, we're going to get introduced to a character in, like, a couple chapters that's a woman scriber for one of the major houses. Luckily, or so is fucking weird, I guess. Because he's like... I'm not sexist. I'll hire anyone who's not a fucking scrummy piece of dog trash shit. Fuck. One idiot. of the main house leaders is a woman. Oh my god. A what? A woman? I'm just woman. sitting here like they're simultaneously trying to be like this is an extremely uh, patriarchal sexist. society, sexist society to where only men can do the, the real cool hard stuff, but then simultaneously have women doing the things that they just said women can't do and it's like how the fuck Take am i side. supposed to feel here guys literally our bad guys motivation yeah and it's like did you not see gregor's mother being a boss bitch why aren't you a boss bitch with these bugs that eats the lining of your heart you could have killed every 
bad guy, you it, 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 just want to jump off the speeding train I'm on. <laughs> With the way that she could scrap, she could have very easily had what's his bucket get into a vehicular accident, and nobody would ever fucking know. He would have just died in his sleep. No, Shit. <laughs> She could have turned him into a fucking meatball at yeah, any the, point in time. No one's going to fucking question the meatball. Yeah, but the car accident is the one that's the most convincing, obviously. It's just, she was, she like, she's hyper intelligent, but because she's a woman, her husband and father did not trust her to do anything. But I did it all behind the scenes. And you did not get yourself out of the situation that you were in. Okay. That's pretty bad. You, you had to build these things. Like, you couldn't tell someone else. Well, you did because you tricked them. But you made these designs. You could have... You made these bugs and no one knew about them. Again, I, I, I have to go back to the bugs. Because they were only used once. But it's... This is a... Wise. This is, well, three times, like, actually. if I'm going to say them all, yeah, I was going to say, if we're going to say them all three times, but it was all, all in one attack. This is the literally most dangerous weapon created in this. Fuck, fuck the key. If I go to a meeting, which y'all recently had, and you shake hands with everyone, and you plant bugs on the ones that you want to kill, and you activate them whenever you want, while you're all in the carts, they're fucking all just dying. No one's none the wiser because everyone was shaking hands with who, and no one can find a bug. Yeah. And think, oh, wow, this is have to be the handiwork of who the fuck knows. And I just. The one person that survives the meeting. Well, the thing is, like, you only kill the targets that you want to kill. She's not even in charge. She's just the widow of a very deadly attack that happened to her hover, her husband, and a couple of her house members. This could have been espionage. This was sabotage. <laughs> this was seppuku and sudoku. But they wouldn't know that sabotage came from within, aka me, the wife. Gasp! Because I am just a dumb Gasp. woman, as they constantly call me. Yeah, I mean, isn't that like? We see not this exact detailed scenario, but having the uh, most unlikely person be the the culprit of something is something caught me. Some, she uh, wasn't the least likely. Look, you Lucifer. Le legitimately, from everything that happened, I was literally sitting there like, "Oh, you're a bad guy." Like, we'll get into the her later continuing yeah yeah we completely jumped super far ahead so satya goes to try to meet her contact her name is sark who i guess she cares a lot about it's a little hard to tell i think that she was her he was her surrogate dad but like again it doesn't get They're talked not my about real dad. doesn't get talked about for 98 percent of the rest of the book after this because sark is dead by assassins Oh my oh, god. Oh. They said Sark is a paranoid, para, para, paranoid person. To the point where Sanchia can only meet him by going through actively deadly traps Which that he fun? sets in a place mm -hmm. that's and, unspecified until she needs to know. 
And also, oh he is so meticulous about it that the reason she finds out that he's probably dead <laughs> is because that he, there's one trap missing. She's like, there are only seven traps, and he always sets eight. And then she's like, Clef, is there anyone else here? And he goes, yeah, there are three people who have scribed things above you. And she's like, Clef. Yes, Clef can f feel ever scribed things at a distance. So it's like, hey, Ted. Hey, Clef. You can also find out what they do from a distance. How does that work? Because How he's a he supercomputer. He can see the scribings. Including mm. through walls. And he reads them. Interesting. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a quick yawn. Um. Mm. Back to it. Back into it. God, this is exactly what it feels like to read the book. I'm just tired now. To get. <laughs> so, to get. she rearranges the traps, makes some noise down there. Some of them come down, get shot. A little bit of combat. Nope. Nope. What she does is, all right, how many traps are still activated? Uh, the other ones. All right, tell me when one's directly above me as she takes one of the traps, loads it up, and this is one of those casters, what are they called? The sprinkles. The, yeah, sprinkles. She takes the sprinkle. She aims directly above her to where Clef says the person is, and she shoots a whole dart through the floor up the man's ass and out the brain. He's gone. Oh my. Okay, okay, he's not gone. He's dropped. And the other ones are upstairs like, she's here! With the generic video game line. Mm -hmm. Like, they all had the splinter cell blunt! Dun, 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 dun. And then one yeah. rushes down the stairs, instantly caught on a trap because she they... She did rearrange the trap. Yeah, and he just dies immediately. Oh, and she... Guy. Then out the window and runs. Yeah, so, you know, here's the thing. They didn't know she was there until she alerted them Do that she was there. That bugs me. Can you guys pop in the stream for a second? I would love to. I'm already watching. So, this isn't a sprinkle. Uh, it's too big. You got baby at Springies. This is what the sprinkle is for those of you nah. who can't see it looks like the predecessor to the trebuchet it's literally a box yes this is how the sprinkle works it uh scribes the the sprinkle and the arrow and I... you fire the arrow to make it think it's hitting once again, straight fucking down at the speed of whatever times Earth gravity you wish. So you can have it go like, oh, that's a normal crossbow. Boom! That's an anti-material rifle. Oh my. Like it legitimately goes through walls. Um, Which, once again, neat. Which, that's an important thing to remember as I described the fact that she gets out, starts running away down the beach. She's gonna get away, and then she's shot in the back. Luckily, it only hit her money. Yeah, and luckily, all her money was coins. Yeah, if you, you remember how I said that she had all of her life savings, she had it in a backpack, and they hit the backpack. But apparently, the Espringle could shoot through a stone wall. But man, coins are... thick. These are thick the real coins. Push. Mm -hmm. 
the real question is what uh, Springle, what were they using? Were they using a scribed one or were they using a non-scribed one because of what's happening next? But yeah, she, she drops the bag, runs away. Uh, she manages to evade them. She climbs on top of a roof and she's just like, they're everywhere. And then a carriage arrives and out steps some blonde twat. <laughs> and she's looking at him over the ledge. And that blonde twat pulls out a golden pocket watch. Yep. And this says, like, Vegeta says, look at that dumb looking watch you got there. <laughs> yes, a watch. And it does nothing else. This watch is known as the Imperiat. And he that holds it up. That we'll learn much later. Yes. And he presses a button. <clears throat> and that button essentially causes an EMP that detonates and takes out every single scribing in like a oh. solid like quarter mile or something. It's a oh. chunk. It is a chunk. And by I every single it. scribing. It hits Clef. It turns hers off. It turns off the lexicon, which is the thing that makes all the scribings work. It turns off the scribings on the supports of a apartment building that is scribed wow. to think that the wood at the bottom is made out of like stone and Very the entire building a, collapses yeah. yeah it's bad yeah it was like man it's great being stone it's good being stone hey wait a minute I'm wood well I guess I'll buckle <laughs> wait a minute I'm wood <laughs> uh, and I made I me guess I'll jiggle jiggle and fold <laughs> and something that made me think I wasn't going to mind this bad guy too much was the fact that once he saw the building collapse he was like I didn't mean to do that now he did in fact put the pocket watch away and then just got back at the carriage and rode away <gasps> he was like oh that yikes Unexpected. oh yeah I gotta go That's I didn't mean for that to happen I'm not paying for that this is poor people stuff that's I'm rich. <laughs> that's a poor people house. What? That's like what? Ten dead roaches, sir. Like three hundred people lived in that apartment, and three hundred people lived in that apartment. <laughs> you mean zero people now? Right. But yes. Yeah, so after the building collapsed, uh, one of the people, one of the random henchmen, aka as I like to call them, the one drops, uh climbed up a building and i don't mean like the side of the building or anything. no he went inside someone's house went up there and saw sanchi on the roof and it's like hey there she is on that roof shit 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 shit, shit. i'm a shooter so he just tried to shoot her with a normal sprinkle because the emp went off that's right but she has to keep on shucking it she is Running for her life, jumping like off the rooftop. She's doing a like if this was a movie, it, it would be a really cool chase scene. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, she gets away by going into someone's campo district and hiding there. Because, you know, if you're not from that campo, you're not allowed inside. But I have Clef, and Clef says I'm allowed anywhere. Thanks, Clef. Thanks, Clef. So 
after all this, her goal switches to, well, no, I don't have to worry about Sark. I have to escape with my life. Well, time to go to Sark's house because he has papers and documents and fake IDs and money. <laughs> I'm just going to get on a boat and get the fuck out of everything here and take my magical key with me so I can, <laughs> I don't know, go back to stealing people's shit easier. That's true. So, um, yeah, she um gets that good escape, lucky her. And she hides in um, someone's campo for a while. Which then leads us to Gregor, who was also walking around the town looking for Sanchia because he wants to know who and why someone attacked and burned down his docks. Because, yeah, that's a serious crime. <laughs> that's a, I like to call it, uh, active terrorism. But Sanchia sees it as business. Of course she does. I mean, like, if he didn't want to burn down, he should have let it been so flammable, right? <laughs> so, Gregor gets the information on where Sark lives, and he gets to his apartment. Uh, it's really strongly locked, so he has to work his way around, but he gets in, which tells me that this place is not that secure. Is this big-ass dude can just get in. But yes, he gets into Sark apartment. He's looking around. He sees a bunch of safes, some equipment. He's like, yep, this is definitely the right place. And then he sees, hmm. Why would Sark, a paranoid person who most likely looks like he cannot cook for himself, have an oven? And I'm sitting there like, probably because it gets cold, dude. He can't cook. Aha, the oven had a secret compartment. So this this dude just be cold? Great tunnels. <laughs> so once he um Yeah. So once he breaks into Sark's secret thing, he finds what Sanchi is looking for. A bag old money, uh fake IDs, uh fake paperwork. It's just like I don't know what your IDs look like, but I assume they don't have faces. So I guess you could just hold up this piece of paper and it's like, see, this is me. <laughs> the word's right there. Yeah, but maybe, how do we know that's you? Maybe he had them made specifically for them. Maybe. You don't know. You didn't see him. You're only in words. No, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so Gregor finds them. But then two people find Gregor, so it's time for another fight scene. This is where Gregor beats the man to fucking death. And this is he where we get the He also definitely meet. kills two of them. One oh, by yeah. beating to death. The other one, who lunges at him with a rapier that is designed to think when it's thrust, it has three times its weight so that it can you know, stab harder. Which, I don't think that's how that works. Um, but what happens is when he lunges at Gregor... Gregor just sweeps his legs out from under him, so the rapier just drags him along with him. Because I guess he didn't think to let go. And so he goes out the window and smashes his face against the wall across the way. Uh, <laughs> no. Close, but no. He falls. I could have sworn he flew across, smashed his face, then fell. No, I just remember him. Well, it, it, either or, it's not important. But yeah, he just goes out a window and just... That guy dies. Dies. That guy's definitely dead. 
And then after hearing his two compadres died, the last one's like, I'm not going in there and starts firing shriekers. Shriekers is when you have a a springle and decided to say fuck a anti-material round. I'm setting this shit on fire. And it just fires out like a goddamn RPG pretty much. Oh my. And I'm like, y'all should really use these more, but they don't. Anyways. Uh so he has to take cover because that's dangerous as hell. And the guy is rapid firing these. But then next thing you notice this small uh this small figure jumps in and throws a flash grenade. They don't know what it is because this is brand new technology. Once again, these scrappers are really making some good shit. Right, they made a fucking flashback. Another thing they don't ever use after this. Well, they only had a few. So, yeah, I don't know why they didn't make more. But So, yeah, Sanchi is just throwing them flashbangs and they are... It's powerful. Gregor's like, ah, I can't see. Ah, I can't hear. And then Sanchi's like, run. It is like, how? How? Ow, I can't. You disoriented me. I think I want to vomit. Didn't you go in and grab him? Yeah. Remember, 100 pound, five foot girl versus two fucking 15, six foot two. Also, this grabs him and gets him out of there while he's disoriented and discombobulated. Same person who just thought, fuck this guy about. But she gets him out of there, especially since this guy ruined her entire op because he entered the apartment before her. I don't think she was going to beat those guys, but fair enough. So they escape, and Sanchia has some questions for Mr. Dandolo. The first one is, why the hell are you here, and why the hell are you bugging me? And his answer is, you burned my dock down. And she's like, Right. Well, now we're even. About that. That was me. I did. Big sorry. <laughs> even. I saved your life. I even. don't think she ever apologized for doing that. By the way. Probably not. Why not? But yeah. So he says, "I don't care what you say. I'm going to find you and I'm going to capture you. Well, I'm going to knock you out with poison." And then she did, and threw him in the trash. It was more to hide him, but straight up, she just threw him in the trash as well. Yeah. So, you know, good thing and bad thing. Also, the fact that she somehow, once again, lifted. And this is, I am a person who had to help elderly people a lot. Lifting people is not easy. People are awkwardly made. They are not great for lifting. It should have hurt her bad. If you're not together bag. to lift a person, it fucking sucks. And she moved him from the middle of the street into a pile of trash by herself while there were probably more people waiting to come and murder her. Yeah. So that's nice of her and her feats of strength. Sanchi is strong, y'all. For a girl who eats nothing but beans... 
Is yes. Mo? She doesn't have scurvy. And she can't afford fruit. <laughs> she can afford beans, though. I mean, nobody wants them. Shout out to all the people who do eat beans. Uh, or the only thing keeping the bean population alive. I eat beans. So you're one of the only things keeping the bean population. Beans good as shit. Disagree, but I will allow you to have that opinion. Um, mm, eating pork and beans for dinner, and you're gonna like them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> right, a grown ass man with grown ass man money. Older myself a pizza. Nah. With beans on with it. Pizza if you ever give me a pizza with beans on it, bean pizza. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna be upset while I'm doing it. And it's not gonna be eating the pizza. Anyway. Sure, sure. So, you know, he wakes up and he goes home. Yeah, he he goes right to mama. Not for anything important. And we, he makes sure that it's clear that he walks the entire campo. And this is like walking downtown. He is walking, drunken with a hangover. And every guard is looking at him like either this man's a fucking idiot or, oh, man, this is awkward. Now the rich kids fucking walking the streets. Well, they're like, he has to go through like four or five gates. And every single one of them, a guard has to come out and be like, oh, hi, sir. Would you like a carriage? No. Okay. Uh... Could, you just, could you please just take the carriage, sir? And like his mother even points out that he's doing that out of spite. <laughs> like you know, if you had just taken one of the carriages, then you would have just been let through all the gates, and the guards wouldn't have had to come out and check you. Be like, oh, you're the founder's son. As a soldier, I would have expected you to have wanted the guards to have an easier time, because they're you yes. know protecting your shit. Yes. Also, P.S. She is a founder's son. She is a he is a descendant of a founder, which practically makes him a prince or a fucking president kid or whatever you wish to call it, a mafioso's child. You you ah, fucked up so on the day of my daughter's wedding. My daughter's wedding. A spoiled brat. Yeah. And she, in my eyes, I ain't gonna lie. She really does spoil him. She just lets him just. Do whatever the hell in he kind your of eyes she spoils him Morris we're gonna have to have a talk after this <laughs> no, it's no the idea she that spoils she... him yeah but it's just like ugh so yeah he goes home to tell his mother ah well mother I want you to know that I your son have think I have stumbled upon the thief who burned down the docks? Is that what you're still worried about? Your little docks? Yes, mother. It's very important to me. There was an EMP in the middle of the city, boy. No, not important. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> what do you want, Gregor? I just want you to know what when I bring them in, we can persecute them to the fullest extent of the law. Sure. And then Why he leaves. He does he ask anything of her while he's there? That makes sure that she is persecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Also, where is Orso? Why? I just want to ask some questions. You can ask <laughs> any other scriber scribing questions, but I want to ask him. He's the best. Fine, Gregor. You go do that. He 
No, there's a reason. He wants her to do something for him. Well, the only two things it was that he that I remember him asking for was for her to have the council ready to persecute Sanchia to the full extent of the law and to know where Orso is because he believes Orso has a hand in this. Right. That's what it was. Is she wanted them to be ready. Sorry, he wanted them to be ready to prosecute. Mm-hmm. And she's just... Fine, Gregor. You do that. I have a mountain of actual work Mobs. here to do. Moths, too. She is constantly surrounded by moths. To where the first time she makes a joke that if we can't even keep this place clean, yet you expect me to be able to do all this, and it's like, yeah, kinda. But yeah, moths come in later. I feel sorry for their clothes. Mm. So anyway, he go- leaves to go talk to Orso. And we get to meet Orso and Baron Nice. Who? That's her name. Baronese. And she wants to have a three-syllable name. I'm gonna make sure she hears all of them. <laughs> I mentioned the lexicon a minute ago. Essentially, the way that the scribings work, scribings are too long for them to write down everything that a scribe needs to do. Uh, a scribe item needs to do. So they have these lexicons, which are much larger that have the longer versions written down and they have essentially translations like really long sentence this symbol right here and that's the point of a lexicon and they're going through the lexicon because one got damaged well yes yeah they're at the damaged one and that's the one that they're going over like think of it as wi-fi for your devices to turn on mm-hmm and after their meeting, where... What the fuck does he even talk to him about? He asks him, so, did oh, you... Oh, right, he's trying to find out about the bribery and the items and the gobbledygook. Which he does. He gets good confirmation. And also, being this old best scriber they have, is like, all right, he's gone. All right, Berenice, you and me to the office. We're fucked, Berenice! We're fucked! It's crazy! He figured it out! We have to kill him! No, sir! Oh, shit, you're right. We have to stop him in the midst of what he's doing. So you're gonna follow him. I am not a soldier, sir. I give two shits of what you are, Berenice. Can we talk about that for a second, actually? Yes. I was so expecting that Berenice was going to turn out to be some kind of espionage expert? Nope. She's, She's a girl. Ju- like, I, this is what I want you guys to keep in mind. This person is just a nerd. Like, she is just a very smart like, inventor. That's all she Not is. Not even a hacker. She's just a coder, pretty much. Yeah, right. she, she, just, she just makes things. And he sends her to tail him. And gives him one of those little twin things where if you break it, then, you know, they the, the breaks mean certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she goes after Gregor. Gregor, I don't know how, 
Sanchia goes to bed on a roof. And she kind of has oh, a little... Gregor found her? Yeah. It's because uh, when he was with her, he smelled where she was hiding, which was a foundry stack in a certain foundry district that he hung out at a lot growing up. So he knew Pause. the smell. How the fuck did he smell that on her? I... If the only place she was before this was her fucking house. Because she's dirty. <laughs> she smells like foundry stack. <laughs> she was hanging around the smoke. She let the smoke coat her. She doesn't wash, so she was just rolling around in the filth. But she hadn't oh been where they were before. This no, was she her was. first time there. If no, she, no, she went there, there before. She no, no. She went to the foundry to hide after the attack. On no, um... she just climbed the nearest roof. No, no. She climbed the nearest roof. And then after the EMP, they saw her again and they attacked her when she broke into another foundry or when she broke into another campo to hide because they can't get in there. But she like she was hoping that it wasn't their campo. So, yeah, she broke and hid in a campo's foundry roof near the smokestacks. And then she... For some reason, went back to the same one, so that was on her. I thought she was in Foundry Side when she got caught. No. Why did, why did they go back into Foundry then? Uh, I guess this he was. He was. He was. Throws her in, and then they get attacked in the streets of Foundry Side. I believe he was taking her back to his corpo. I thought the campos were connected. No, they are. Four separate campos. Yeah, I know that they're separated, but I thought that they. No. Like. I need to look up the fucking layout of Tavon. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. But in my eyes, from the way they explained it, I feel it. It sounds like each corpo or each campo is their own location in the city, and they just put up these big ass walls around each one. So, it's like. Five cities all held together by duct tape. Yeah, the beginning part of the book is the part that I remember the least of in these exacts. Which yeah. is a shame because yeah. normally I'm the one that's doing the correcting. But yeah, so... It's still, yeah, he f- it's stupid that he finds her. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because even if he, like, smelled that on her... The fucking roof? Yep, he climbed up to a different vantage point and just saw her laying there. Why the fuck isn't she on the tallest one? Why the fuck did she go back to the same location? Go to a new location. There are so many what the fuck. Why didn't she go back to her fucking house? I don't know. As you said, it should have collapsed. You had a whole building drop, yet it wasn't her house. Yeah, I did mention that, didn't I? But, digressing. He captures her, takes her to a car, throws her in. It's like, you're locked up, ain't letting you out. And the way that these locks work, which is, once again, pretty fucking cool. uh, The more you struggle, the tighter they get. So you can accidentally kill yourself. Oh, my. If you struggle too much, or if you start involuntary caesaring. But, 
Yes. So he's captured her. She's trying to talk her way out the situation. She has low charm. Like, dead ass, it's a nine. Because she doesn't <laughs> wash up. Yeah, it's kind of hard to convince anybody when you're sticky, dirty, and smelly. Yep, minus one. Minus one to charisma. Uh, so Gregor's not necessarily listening to her until Clef starts helping her out by saying, we're being f- followed. So and he's like, at first. yeah, oh yeah, there was a little tracker on the back and he gets out the trusting her, which sure, uh, gets out the carriage, walks around, finds the tracker, gets back into the car. Or actually, no, he goes to the window. It's like, what is this? It's the, it's the thing I told you about. When did you put it on my thing? I didn't. I was telling you that someone else put it on there. Impossible. Impossible. And that's How when, could you know. you have seen it? You had to carry me over here, my guy. I saw it as I was coming in. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm built different. <laughs> and then he gets back in and starts driving. But now he's a little more cautious, a little more on edge. And that's when Clef is like, uh-oh, we're in danger. Because something hit one of the wheels of the carriages and it starts just going completely out of control. It's crazy. It's, it's about to crash. It crashes into a wall. It flips over on the side. They're both fine. But then it's like, Gregor's oh. is having a bit of a panic because his brother and his father died in a carriage accident. Dun, dun, dun. I'm not sure if it was an accident anymore, but we'll figure that out. Never. And then um, she's like, there are bad people around. And he's like, I don't see anyone. Look up. He looks up and there's just straight up people standing on the side of the roof like, hey, I'm going to shoot you now. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> he t- they duck and cover as people just start firing at Sprinkles. And this is where I come back in to you should have bought more Shriekers. And I understand you need a small lexicon for those to work, which, uh, sure, put it in a carriage or something. Duh. But, yeah, so they're shooting at him, and this is when the second fight thing kicks in. Or the third. Yeah, the third. The third. And this one is them fighting against the gravity assassins because they're using gravity rigs to stick to the side of walls, which is <clears throat> once again, impossible. They keep saying this is this is a new episode of The Flash. What? It got on my nerve quite quickly. Oh, I can imagine. It's like, there's a talking key. Shut up with your impossible. Luckily, eventually later on, Orso says, stop that. We can't say that anymore. We can't say it's impossible anymore. We're done with that. And I was like, thank you, Orso. Thank you for being on my side. <laughs> Finally, someone says something of minor intelligence. So anyway, this fight scene, I don't fully remember. It's a bunch of running and those two having to work together and hoping the other one comes through. So Gregor has to run off and be a distraction. And it uh fucking works because your mission was to get the girl they know they're after a young girl who's like five foot nothing and yet three of them straight up chase after this giant burly man who's not important to their goal so 
Grade aid help right there. Fucking two drops. What was the goal? Because I can't get, remember most of this fight. Get the key from the girl. No, no, no. I mean, what was Sancia and Gregor's plan? Oh, Gregor was going to distract him while Sancia snuck out, got onto a roof, and got stolen a sprinkle? She never got to a roof. Uh, she did something to get to the high ground to get in a sprinkle. She was inside of a century of factory. Yeah, but and then, then she climbed she... up into the steel. I just remember she got to the oh, high she ground, got to high took ground one she... out. She got to the high ground and then threw a flashbang. Right. And that and caused Gregor them to killed fly like into... three people. It caused him them to fly into a bunch of uh, clothing lines. While the ones that came inside after her, she climbed up into the rafters, managed to jump onto one of them. And, and he got meatballed. Yeah, so essentially what happens with these gravity rigs is that, uh... Well, they're fucking stupidly designed. Now, Hey, you be nice to... Uh, yes. Yes. I want you to think about something. Just with, uh, come with me now for a moment. Mm -hmm. Take me you have way. managed to discover a way to alter gravity. You've been able to teach something to make it to where someone wearing a device can go up and down in elevation, run along walls, move around where their gravity is. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, in the design, there's a dial that if you just turn it, will collapse all of the gravity directly onto that person. If you turn it the wrong way too much. Yeah. Where okay. would you put that dial? Hmm. I... I describe it one more time. There's a dial. If it gets No, turned... no, no, not the dial. What is the dial on? That's that's what I'm asking you. Oh, think of, you... think of a bulletproof vest. Right. Where would you put it on, on that bullet? If I was house? to put the dial on, it would be somewhere where I wouldn't expect to get hit. So, somewhere on the side, out of the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would put it probably uh, just uh, like the side, but near the guts. Not necessarily up higher, because I don't want my arm squishing into it. Correct answer, did say my, my plan would have been to put it on the inner hand so that you could adjust it there. Because I believe it's how they adjust their height. Mm. But no, they put it on the dead center of the chest. I Look, I would I at least put a... Look, I would at least put like a glass case over it. Something case to prevent... Case go down, I, don't know. I start twisting. I don't know. Case a, come back up. A, a five foot tall hundred and... 15 pound girl jumping onto one of the people grabbing onto their chest and twisting it which by the way they knew that's what that dial did because everyone who gets has a touch they go oh no yeah. oh no but well the first like after the first one i assume because no the first they, one didn't. they all stopped turning like holy shit <laughs> no, even the first so guy went, I don't... oh no yeah but I don't think they all thought they were going to turn into meatballs. I, like, firstly, I thought it was going to just drop to the ground heavily and kill them. No, this 
turned into a quick black hole machine. Honestly, the slamming really hard into the ground would have been funnier, but also would have killed Sancha because they were floating in the air. Yeah, but same exact time. Look, they could have used the excuse of, oh no, she, um... Let go of them because she falls that same distance anyways. Yeah, or the body... Look, it's going to be that generic. Oh, their body cushioned my fall, so I lived and they... Oh my god, I think a rib's inside of my rib. But no, because remember, when she falls, Gregor catches her and he hurts his back, which I was like, holy shit, really? All right. Oh, All right, someone getting hurt. Pounds. That just fell three stories. Thank God my arms didn't dislocate. <laughs> I completely forgot that that hurt his back because that also doesn't come up again. Did even get a brace. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, so you know, I'm not complaining a, about that. A couple of other of the assassins, though, they poke up over a building and they're out in the open. And Gregor can't move. And Sanchia is stunned. What do you think that they do? Run away. Wrong! They put Clef onto the gravity rig. Or Clef tells them. Hey, Sanchia, quick, put me to the rig. Uh, okay. And then. Clef does some funky ass shit where he kind of makes a gravity bubble around them as the two fuckers fire their sprinkles and their bolts get stopped midair before they hit them and then he adjusts the gravity some more and turns the bolts around and then shoots them right back at them and it kills and as the they're two floating, assassins as they're floating there they're like I quit I don't want to be a part of this no more y'all ain't fun like no more right. he's ain't funny anymore and then, after all said is done, our two main heroes, hurt, but alive in one, a cart pulls up. It's Berenice. Y'all need to live? Sure more... give it. Get in. Yeah, she pretty much said get in. But it's just the fact that it was just, the cart just pulls up. Get in. And the thing that got to me was like, what, Berenice, what are you doing here? I, well, did you put that tracker on me? No, I think they were tracking me. Then they tracked you. And she like pointed well, no, she out did. like she did put that tracker her... on his. Oh, because they were tracking her and Helios was tracking. Hertz was tracking his. And they put like two bolts through her roof. And I don't remember how she made it out. Okay, I guess after the meatball and everyone starts screaming because that's fucking horrifying to witness. Where I definitely would have quit. I would have just left. If I saw Fred turn into a meatball and I would work with Fred, I'm just going to set my sprinkle down on the side of the roof, watch it drop to the ground, climb to the top and walk away, keeping my harness. But guess this what? This is mine now. There's one more Zero-G assassin. Oh. As quick, they're you... going back, <laughs> fucking this we one, This jump, one's great. We jump over... How did I forget his name? You just or... said Orso. And as that shit's going on, Orso, for some reason, goes to a fucking book, opens it up, and reveals it's a fucking fake book, Ooh. and inside are all the records of all of his fucking embezzling of money. You gotta love when you just have a ledger. Yeah, and then he turns around and he's like, I don't remember opening that window. And then he looks up and there's a gravity guy in his roof and he's just like, blah! 
Yeah. Okay. So what happens is uh, Berenice gives them the break Sick. both of these to tell them that we're in danger. And uh, can you scratch onto it with this very sharp object? Uh, so, run. Slightly off. It was snap one side if he finds her. Snap two sides if he finds her and she has the item. And she snaps both but also writes on it, run. Dun, 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 there was dun, no dun, plan dun, for dun. if he was in danger because he never thought he would be. Yeah, well, I, I I just meant you know snapping both so you so he can get the signal, and then run. And Which... if I remember correctly, he goes run. Why would I run? And then the assassin. I believe. Why would I run? Was that window always open? And then he looks up, and the dude is pretty much standing up on the roof, looking down. Just hello. Like Batman. Interesting document you have there. And then, for some fucking reason, he puts a rope around Orso's neck, drags him out of the room, uses his zero G ring. No one witnesses. No, well, some people do witness this, specifically Baronies, Sanchia, and Gregor. Yeah, but But, I mean the normals. None of the normies see. As he literally drags Orso out the window and then walks up the wall to the roof. Now, there is a reason why he does this. A terrible one. Let's see if you guys can guess his reason for doing this. Thomas, Roz, why do you think he took Orso up to the roof? To throw him off. Thomas? I'm actually actually thinking the same. It could only be for nefarious purposes. Yes, but... Why the fuck did he do that if he already has Orso in a noose? Uh, I have the answer for that. And I don't... uh, Not good? Not bad? Don't care? It's his answer. Not high enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's a noose! (laughs) Tie the rope off to a chair! Throw him out! It, there's a mystery rhyme for this. He wants the chain to hang low, and he wants it to wobble to the floor. It's a uh, more guaranteed kill, and it looks more like suicide that way. Kaiser, Kaiser. And then he's wait, 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 wait. Before y'all have y'all counters, he then proceeds to beat the shit out of him on the roof. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to counter. I'm adding on to it. Suicide. <laughs> like Kaiser, there's a difference between in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, bushes, and dead immediately concrete. <laughs> no, I thought he was going to hang him, but apparently not. Nah. That would have been the best. He literally, he would have won that way. Instead, he drags him up to the roof, takes the fucking noose off and goes, don't want to leave any obvious marks, you know? And it's like, just have him have hung himself from the roof now. Why do we keep adding steps? <laughs> because I want to beat a man. And That's then right. he, he punches him in the stomach and then as he's doing that he's like I'm gonna fucking throw you off the roof and he tries to and he like falls but he grabs onto the edge Orso is by the way described as this small but very pudgy old man and so, so now he's holding me... up his whole weight on the roof and he starts stomping on his fingers and he's like ha ha you're gonna fall and die and Orso's like I don't wanna fall and die this would've so been a lot easier if you would've just hung me with a noose you know Yeah, well, let's also add in the part where they were like oh no we have to save him don't worry I have a plan get me close to the building and Sanchia actively just scales the building. Yeah, her whole plan was, I'll climb it. And she... once she got up there... <laughs> she fucking spears the guy. She Not tackles... off the roof, 
but she tackles a full-grown man at right. her this five foot nothing, 115 pound child. Five foot nothing, 115 soaking west, actively tackles a man so hard they kind of stagger backwards. Look, I have tried to tackle Dave before. Dave is practically, Dave is a bouncer. I am not. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. I Dave. weigh much more than Sanchia. I found Dave out exactly why they're called bouncers when I bounced yeah. off of him. You know, <laughs> Dave is a bouncer and I am the bounced. <laughs> but like, it so is they ridiculous. do in fact, he, they do get into a scuffle and reasonably, Sanchia fucking starts losing as the guy fucking gets on top of her and just starts punching her in the fucking face and then decides to go with the bitch choke and just grabs her around the throat with both hands. Wait, I got a question. That's the grappling name for it, by the way. I didn't come up with that. It's called a bitch choke. What's your so, question? When she was getting punched in the face, did she see all the other people he's also punched in the face? <laughs> Apparently not, uh, because he, she didn't feel nothing of him. Oh my god, she didn't feel anything of him, but he touched her bare fucking throat! Yeah. Uh, Although also, I... there are much worse things that you could feel while being punched in the face, considering it's a man's hand. Yeah. So, the best thing... Oh my god. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah. But uh, she had a counter, and the counter was... Oh, he has a dial. Bloop. The meatball setting. And he also went, oh no. Which was crazy to me, because I would just grab her ass. Ah! <laughs> Then my meatball hands could have slid right through her neck. But instead, he died. And then she, once again, five feet tall, 100 and barely 15 pounds, grabs Orso and pulls his ass up and off the side of the roof with pure beans and rice muscles. I will constantly bring this up. Sanjia is ridiculously strong off of beans and rice. I need her diet. <laughs> you need a metabolic theology. Here's the. I don't know if I would call it the best or worst part about it. She literally pulls him up and then goes, All right, and now I pass out. I'm like, Wow, that's convenient. Yes, you could have passed out while you were grabbing both of us. Yeah. Fuck it, that's probably what you would have passed out. Fucking try to deadlift this old ass man up and then just. And remember, this is. Remember, uh, Gregor just had his back hurt from catching Sanchia. Sanchia's back is great. They she had also, perfect posture, great form. They also arrived like 10 seconds later. Bermising yeah. Gregor. Oh my god. There must have been a struggle up here. Why is there a meatball? <laughs> <laughs> or so... Uh, they... Whatever. They get her back to his office for some reason like ah yes the assassins will never come after me again in here which i guess isn't so dumb of a plan when i remember they fucking don't yeah look after look after the first meatballing and then we hear about the second uh sorry sir i prefer not to wear the gravity ring well i think you are i will fight you first before i put <laughs> that shit on like uh, that's not a joke we literally don't see any more gravity assassins Unfortunate. Like these people just don't get into melee. How fucking simple is that? You're not a boxer. 
Shoot, you're, you're a Springle. <laughs> you could literally do it from space. Or, you know, at the end of the day, at least try to take it off quickly. Shit, it looks like you have a second. Don't give him a chance. Seriously, just don't give them a chance. Like, if I was the fucking coordinator, I'd be fucking crying at this point. Just, just run just away. Why do you guys keep getting close? Since when did we become Star Wars Stormtroopers and we're just going up to them? Like, I'll use my fucking crossbow at point blank. That means I'm guaranteed to hit. Ah, I've been punched in the face. Mm -hmm. If I wanted you to be in their face, I would have given you the armor that makes it to where you could be punched in the face, not the fucking thing that makes you meatballable. Mm -hmm. Every time. Anyways, they're back at the apartment or the uh, office. office, and now they're all a team. They're friends now. They and by friends, not. I mean. They still don't like each other. In Except fact, Berenice. Everyone's cool with Berenice. I mean, duh. She's like the greatest. <laughs> her dad used to have her play totally not chess competitively, which she beat some other people, and that meant she'd be a good scriber, so she got into college. But fuck her dad. He's gone now. <laughs> That's kind of actually how we that, got the backstory. That's that's ba basically the story we were told. Which also, what the fuck are you trying to tell me? That the fucking scrapper girl can't get in because she's a girl, but Berenice can get in because she plays chess good. Because she is a once again, But once again, we have to remember, and this is perfectly acceptable-ish, Orso's fucking weird. To the point where everyone looks at Orso, all the other scrappers, and goes, that weirdo? Oh, look, I may be sexist, but I'm not Orso. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm not that one over there. So yeah, they're all having a conversation of, what the fuck is going on here? And they're all like, well, Orso was going to... The conversation that Sanchi wakes up to is Orso going, Just dump her in a ditch! Yeah, <laughs> and Orso's like, kill her, and Gregor's like, I will punch you. He's not like that. He's and much more of a pussy. Paradise is like, I don't think we should kill her either. Like, here's the thing that... Here's the problem I have with Gregor. Gregor is such a pussy. Mm. There's been many times people were just straight up talking down to them where if I was Gregor's size in Gregor's situation, I would have grabbed Orso by the underside of his chin and lifted him up. Look here, fucker. I need you to understand. I have been in some shit today, and I don't want any lip out of you. Uh, but Gregor doesn't kill people. You don't need to kill a person to choke him out. Thor did it to Tony Stark. I can do it to Orso. But Gregor doesn't kill people. And this is why he fails. Because guess what? He doesn't do anything for a while. It's fucking serious. Oh my god, that's the last thing he does until we... <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, uh, <laughs> every character's a fucking waste. <laughs> this, this was the last time he was important until an, another part... Like multiple parts later. <laughs> All right, I kind of want to speed run through the rest of. The oh plot. yeah. Oh, because right now this is the speed run section, and I can quickly sum it up. 
Sanchia lies about having Clef. She's like, oh, no, I already gave him the package. They just want to kill me to, you know, silence everyone. Oh, no, then we don't need you. But I remember the person who did its uh, face, but I can't tell you right now because it's hard to describe. But if I saw him, I, I'll know what he is. And Gregor's like, oh, of course you do. So I guess we all got to work together. We're a team. All right. First thing we got to do is go into whose foundry what's happening if they have to sneak into a place just her just yeah. or uh right. berenice and so, oh right wait, wait. No, 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 i, I no, no, completely no, no. missed the part don't worry You're I, right. I completely I skipped speed run so they're in the foundry that is orso's which is uh gregor what's his last name dandolo dandolo they're in the dandolo chartered foundry they realize that something weird is going on because there's no reason that they should have been able to follow them that quickly. So, yes. they then go, and Sanchez is like, well, I can hear scribings. And they're like, ah, can you find the thing out. that they used? And she sniffed out, actually with her own powers, that there was a listening rig in the mm -hmm. foundry. Then Clef wakes up, they find it, more for reals. Uh, this, there's a second half of it. Once they find the second half of it, they wait eventually well the reason oh, why they no, wait there's a middle part that we're completely because there's a booby trap with it yes mm. but we're actually skipping a part she finds that Please. out they go to get washed up while they get washed up Orso uh. goes to a council meeting at said council meeting there's the the blonde dude is there and he it, uh, to sum it up, Orso, Orso immediately pegs him as the bad guy because everyone else is talking about it. And he's like, eh, it was probably nothing. Dismiss it, blah, blah, blah. Let's get out of here. Dismiss it or establish a police force, which the rest of the family's like, Bruh. we would never establish a police force. I already got my own Next police you'll force. have us giving handshakes to the poor. Bruh. This is verbatim. I'm joking. But it's kind of verbatim. It's basically verbatim. Uh, they really Orso, don't like the poor. Orso then goes and approaches same blonde dude's wife, aka his ex flame, the Estelle. Whip. Estelle, and he goes Estelle, Estelle, Candyland. You would tell me if your husband was trying to kill me, yes? That's not the voice of that he's given in this. Of course. Good, and then he leaves. But it, that Goodbye. conversation takes like ten minutes. As they do have a bunch of back and forth of, oh, look at you. You look like shit. You look like an old dick. Oh, Estelle, how I missed you. Ha ha ha. You know you aren't supposed to be talking to me. Shut up. <laughs> Why the fuck aren't they supposed to talk, by the way? <laughs> because he's the old flame of a founder's. Nobody he's the knows old flame. That. And that's the founder's wife. And he's from a completely different foundry. And they just approached each other and had a whole conversation with people around them questioning if you would have, if your husband would have me killed. Revealed his neck scar. She goes, oh my, how gnarly. And he's like sick. <laughs> and I'm just like, I get it. You used to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with the way they were talking to each other. I'm just like, I wasn't even <laughs> at the same page. We were just like, 
I don't know if you were her father figure or if you two fucked, and I don't like the fact I can't tell the difference. Also, if I I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I do not remember. But my brain is telling me I heard something about a 15-year age gap. Oh, all right. That could be true. I, I, I have to re-listen to it, but I don't want to. We would rather not know if this was the case. But anyways, Bennett, Mr. Bennett, you wouldn't do that to us, right? Right. I mean, they're. I mean, they were both adults at the time. It's just the fact that it was added for no reason. But it makes sense because he he's old and she's hot. This is not. <laughs> oh, no, this is not hot. me being mean. This is not me being mean to him. That's literally how it's established that he's old, but she's still quite very attractive. Anyway, getting back into it. So. Then they go back. Then he's like, ah, you gotta find the second half to the listening device because this part is just the one that moves, but it's twinned with a bigger one that's gonna write down everything that we're saying. And it, well, not they're not in the room with it when they have this conversation. And she goes, okay, and Clef is back. And, oh, also, I forgot. They had a whole conversation, Gregor and Sancha, that essentially, I don't even, what the fuck did they say during this conversation? It was something about the whole, like, you're not an item. It's just a bit, a bit. Oh, it was kind of pretty much like, I understand you. You oh, don't yeah, they, understand me. They still own you. That was the one for this one. Maybe. I don't know. I hated all their talks. They weren't friends. Yeah. There were a lot of talks about just... Uh, the, the way that the city works, the corruption involved with it, and whether or not she was still owned. Oh, that's... that's not a it's the terminology they use. I can't remember. Listen, I'm going to be honest think, with you. I think that one came up later. I think this one was about just understanding each other. Because he has seen hardships too. What type of hardships could you see, pretty boy? I've been to war. Well, I've been to... Oh my god, I almost got hit by a train. <laughs> but I've been... Like, I've had much train. more hardship. Because I'm poor, and I'm like, I get it. I Shut was up. on the plantations. The pain, the pain Olympics. It's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful a thing A lot of the conversations in this fucking book were the Pain Olympics. The thing that gets me the most is that I Sanchi think I was is winning selfish. in most of the situations. <laughs> Sanchi is just selfish. No one else can have pain like her. No one else can go through hardships like her. It's all me, me, me. And I'm like, Sanchi even Clef is telling you to chill the fuck out. And he's a key. No and he's a key. Gaston face hardships like Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> no one follows up PTSD like Gaston. That's right. Like straight up, Clef says, yo, give him a break. And, and I have to and agree. Like, I would take a bath, but baths could kill me. So she just washes up. Because apparently bathing in a bunch of water would overload her system, which uh, uh, are you feeling the every, life force of every drop? Every individual particle of H and O is currently <laughs> speaking with her. I am horrified the fact that air hasn't killed you yet, Sanchia. <laughs> every time she breathes, I was once in the lungs of a cow. <laughs> I used to be someone's fart. See if you can. 
Anyways, I, I'm going back on a... Sorry, I'm a Gregor farting uh, two rooms down. He didn't think you would notice. Uh, I'm being mean to Sanchia once again. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was a fart one. <laughs> so okay, anyway they whatever. find yeah she finds the device yeah she finds the device that's doing the etching there's a bomb next to it if you don't have a thing it's gonna set up an explosion she's like clef can you also, undo it and he goes also no. just to add in there we're reaching the point where santia can hear more scribing's talk thanks to clef because their powers are melding together where she can hear what he hears and he can hear what she hears and but she uh, also hears what she hears he, that he hears. Can so, Clef also hear other objects? Yeah. Yes. Well, he actually he talks to them. Up. And yeah. because he talks to them, she can hear them have a conversation. Yeah. So, That's annoying. Yeah, yeah, so some of the devices be straight up. I must have... I mentioned this with the lock earlier. Yeah. Right. But this device is straight up. I must tap. I must continue... Uh, I'm waiting for my lovers to dance so I can dance with them in a wonderful dance. I want to dance with my partner, but they have in the clay. In Why won't they dance? And she's like, "Oh, there's a device." And she and Clef's like, "Hold on, kid, don't go any further. Listen. Oh, I can't wait. Once someone comes near, I get to make the light. And once the light gets made, there will be a spark. And after the spark, ashes." And Sanchi and Clef's like, "What the hell could that mean? It's a bomb." You know what yeah. a bomb is? Yeah. See, every you time you say the one. name of it, I keep forgetting that Clef is a lock and not an actual person. Well, key. Okay, okay. Yeah, best way to think of Clef is Clef Key, the Pokemon. Key Clef. Which is I call him. Fair. The very uh, coincidental that the names are so. Yes. Yeah, so he has a much longer so name, but I forgot at the instant that they said it. Clifford. <laughs> it's not Clifford. The Big Red Key. The Big Red Key. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so she comes back and she's like, yep, there's a bomb in there. And this is where Russell's like, all right, I've had enough of the shenanigans. How are you doing this? I know that this isn't a normal thing, obviously. No one else can do this. You can't just hear scrabbings. And she's just like, no, I just can do it. It's just like, you, you're a scribed person, aren't you? And she's like, shut up. You're from the plantations. And then she tries to kill him. You're a now, now, here's the thing, here's the thing. Orso makes a really good point. So you're telling me that you have sensed the device. Yes. It's underneath the floorboard. Yes. But if we get close to the device to confirm it, yes. There's a bomb down there that will blow up and kill us all. Yes. I don't believe you. Well, I'm not lying. Sounds like a scrubbing no lie. Right. There's no way to know until I uh, go over there <laughs> and yeah. check it out. Would you like for me to go poke the bomb? Yeah, sure. Let's let's all die so I could be right. So the yeah, so Listen, he figures out that she times. came from a plantation, and heavy metal music kicked in, and she just starts to throttle him. Oh, oh my! To the point that Gregor Lily has to grab her and pull her away, and then goes, "Shush, it's all right. You're not there. Him. You're no. having let your me, mind let is me in kill a different him. place. Let's, uh, shut up, Gregor. I'll kill him." Which I would just like ah. to take a moment to say. Ah. That's not how you handle people with PTSD. Right, just just, just pick them up and rock them to sleep. PSA for the week. If someone is suffering, especially like PSA to, to go, for the week. Just your PSA for the week. <laughs> like, as someone who knows many oh, people in the military. For the week. Yes. Oh, I get it. I'm sorry, I misspelled week. 
Oh, oh that's yeah. why you laugh so hard. The WEA. Yeah, no, that's cool. Them too. But I know a lot of soldiers. I know a large number of PTSD. I know a lot of soldiers as you actively were a soldier. Precisely. That's why I know so many of them. Those fuckers. Um, <laughs> one of the worst things you can do, especially if someone is having an out-of-body experience, if they're being dragged back into those situations, one of the worst things you can do is immobilize them. Like, obviously, you need to keep them... Uh, it's kind of like uh, the same way you would treat someone with a uh, mental disability when they start to have, like, an episode. You never want to immobilize them. Especially, like, you want to keep them away from things, you know, obviously. But you can't, like... Gregor literally wraps his arms around her and picks her up. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like... To be fair to Gregor, though. This ain't, like, a complete fair. But to be fair to Gregor, though... Uh, he wouldn't know what to do since he didn't have any soldier friends afterwards. Because they're all fucking dead. Hey. The survivor, the remnant. Hey, Woo, That's not an exaggeration, but we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, like, especially when they're having the out-of-body experience, because generally, <laughs> when it comes to PTSD, especially from military term and what he would have been used to with PTSD, they're being brought back to moments of high stress, which for military personnel is generally combat. I want you to think about what the mind is going to create as the reason for them being restrained while their brain is going through the memories of being in combat. It does it not take a therapist, psychiatrist, some kind of a genius mind to realize, oh, right, if I was in combat and completely immobilized, I'm just going to get more violent. That's on you. No, Sanji got more violent. She was fucking kicking and screaming, and it's just like Gregor no, she went... no, she calmed down slowly. Eventually, yeah. But like, obviously, get her hands off of him. But then, while this, you know, due to size and other things, this is just as uncomfortable. What he should have done is he should have corralled her. He's much larger than her. He's much stronger than her. Get her arms off, and then kind of just block her until she is like against a wall and has a chance to breathe you don't crowd them you just keep them away from the things that could hurt them or that they could get onto that hurt others see Kaiser, you know what you're forgetting though Becker's a police officer <laughs> you're right police officers are notoriously terrible at dealing with ptsd attacks and people with they are not social workers <laughs> yeah. good job robert <laughs> like i remember this got brought up oh god what movie was it uh was it one of the horror movies we were watching last month? No, Probably it not. was a movie with that girl from Dance Stars, Maddie. And she was playing someone with a mental disability. And they had the social worker, like, while she was having an episode, like, tackle her and actually, like, lay on top of her and hold her arms at her side. Like, this is the way you calm them down. And it's just, like, every social worker was like, no, don't tell people that's how you deal with it. That's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's exactly how I felt listening. It was like that's not how you deal with this kind of PTSD attack. It's kind of like how um what you find is uh another one of the worst things you can do. It, it sucks, but when someone is having a PTSD nightmare, like the ones where like they're moving around and they're making noises. Mm -hmm. The absolute worst thing you can do is grab them by the shoulder and shake them real hard. 
Who the fuck wakes someone up like that? A lot of people right. are just like, I gotta get them up as soon as possible. It's Jesus like, Christ. You need to make them feel safe. It's one of the best things that you could do is actually, essentially what you do is, the human body is very smart when it comes to waking up. Put a finger in their hand. If they do not have both fists closed, if you can put a finger on the palm of their hand, their hand will close around your finger, but since they have a hold of you, they're the ones in control. And so their body goes into less of a panic mode. Also, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not an infant. It that sounds like something you do for babies. Hey, man. I mean, you could... We are big babies. I mean, babies are small us. Yeah. Babies are small. Also, if you do that, uh, if you're worried about them continuing to act violently, don't put your pointer finger there. Give them your thumb. Because it's harder that's to break also, the thumb. Say, that's also very important, though. Yeah, but it's harder to break the thumb. Yeah, but I don't want to be a Your hand moves better with that. If someone has your finger, your pointer finger, then it can go straight back, and that's going to suck. Ah! Oh, definitely. If anything, can I just put a pencil? You could. That is another option. I'm just saying, like, if you are that worried and you're trying to get them up as soon as possible and you're there, don't, like, not going to make that joke. Uh, The other thing is, like, Hand grabbing can work, like just nah. hand holding, but that can also, if you grip I'm too not... hard, result. Listen, I'm, this is real advice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I believe you. I just, I'm not placing my hand in a person who may accidentally hurt me. Tan. That's the smart thing to do. I will try my best. Just like get a I'll water get a... bottle and hand it to them. Yeah. Look, if you need to strangle something, it's like, you know, like this. If your wife wants to hold your hand while she's in labor, that's your call to make if you wish to keep that hand. Remember, a pregnant woman's grip when they're in labor is as strong as a jacked up zombie. They don't know how to hold back and you're going to (laughs) die. And you're going to die. If that hand is worth the risk, take it. Take it, and she will not apologize because she doesn't need to. That was your idea. That was your call. You accept your fate. This is your your portion of the pregnancy. I may give him, like, my forearm or something, something they can't just shatter. It's Full Metal Alchemist. To create a life, someone will give up their whole body, and another person will give up an arm and a leg. (laughs) So what you're saying is, is... If I eventually get a wife who has kids, after she squeezed my hand for a bit, I have to lean back in my chair and just give her my leg. Like, you gotta squeeze this too. Yeah. And she'll do it. I need That's something right. to crush. My That's friend right. once said that I have to give up my arm and a leg. That's right. It's equivalent it's exchange. Equivalent exchange. Anyway, back to the actual story. <laughs> Sanchia no. calms the hell down. Sanchia calms the hell down. And then. It works! Then they do a stakeout, and someone takes the thing, and then Sanchia and Berenice go on a little follow mission, and they follow yes. them, and then they, they follow do them a handoff all the way to the right campo, and, and to they a get foundry. to a foundry that looks like it's not even in use, but there are people inside, which means it's in use. They're like, okay, we should report back. Sanchia's like, or well, we could sorry, break we in. We skipped a very important step of this. When they uh, got into this new campo, they had to change clothes to fit in better. And Sancia looks at Berenice's bare, freckled shoulder, but then looks away immediately. 
That's apparently important for later. It's so scandalous, the pervert. That's right. Why are you Baka looking? hentai. Hey, what are you staring at me for like that? Anyways. Yo, why the fuck are you looking at me, you dirty street rat? So they go inside the campo. They they um follow them to the foundry. Berenice is like, "All right, we should go report back." Sanchi is like, "Or we could break in." And Berenice, Berenice is like, "Sure, fine, but we're doing it my way." And then they go underneath the building, and my fucking Berenice reveals that apparently one of the things you can do is you can twin magic a fucking wall, just fucking set it up with a wall that has a big old hole in it, set up your things, and then voila, twin, there's now a hole in this wall. Which, you know, I normally isn't, like, look, I love consistency. And this is one of the times where I think it should have been, because there's no way that scribing reached that far. That has to be very complex, and it reached from wherever her workshop and that wall is to another Campos foundry. True. That's a uh, sus. You can't even fire a boat like a shrieker without having a whole lexicon. She could open up holes in the walls and she never does it again. Yeah, there were a lot of times where it definitely could have been done too. Where all she had to do is scribe a hole in a wall. And it's, it's not a, like, it's a big hole. Like, what is it? They say it's two feet? Easy enough for both of them to just easily crawl through? Like, fucking Gregor could probably squeeze through that. Fucking big-ass hole. Yeah, I think the funniest part about it was their description of Berenice attempting to pull it out and just failing. Like, it, the hole yes. doesn't just appear like a portal. The It, like, actually carves a hole in the wall. And so mm. she just walks up to this big old hole and goes... She sticks a little handle on it, and then just, eh. She's uh, like, I got this. And Sanchi is muscle, 100 pound, five foot, rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> she like has to brace her legs on the wall to do it, but it's still just like. You know, I feel like the reason our lovely author made Sanchia so small is because if she was any bigger she'd be doing more shit here's the so thing he's like now we gotta we gotta limit her capabilities do you know what i think really should like this is a thick wall it's made out of brick right brick like and it's held together are you suggesting Sanchia blows it down like the big bad wolf she is no what i'm trying to get at <laughs> is like i watch mason i work in construction i watch masons Crazy. all the time those guys are moving, like, two, three, maybe four bricks at a time if they're stacking them up and they're strong. This has mm. got to be, like, this is foundation-level bricks. These are big bricks. Two-foot and diameter holes. That's a lot of brick. I think that what should have happened is, you know... She walk uh, not Sancha. Berenice walks up, tries to pull, nothing. Sancha goes up, tries to pull, maybe a little bit of a wobble, and then they have to work to fucking dagger! <laughs> fucking both of them pulling! <laughs> they both squeak at the same time because neither of them is that tall nor that strong! But, yeah. you know, they did it. 
Also, yeah. the fact that they didn't push it, they pulled. Huh. I don't. I just think it was a mistake to not have them work together to do it, especially because yeah. of things. Also, it's a lot easier to push something than it is to pull. Yeah. But anyway, she gets inside. She goes through the building in a super secret way, and she gets up to the fourth floor. But she needs to be on the third floor. So she climbs out the fourth floor window, and Berenice is outside. And she goes. Oh my god, what is she doing? But then she climbs out of the third floor and she gets off on the third floor. Then she does a little sneaky sneak over to. What's his name? It's like Tim? It's, uh. Oh, right. Because I kept making fun of it. Tomas. Oh, yeah, his name is Tomas. Not Thomas, like our. I know, it's Tomas. Yeah. So. It's Spanish. She finds Tomas's office. And who else would be inside but Tomas? And. <gasps> Some person who I believe is even described in the book as looking a little bit like Sancha getting fucked. No, it's just sudden, just some It's girl. definitely described as being her height and build. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't remember them were, going to that much detail, but I believe you. It sounds dystopian, so the idea that Sancha is not the only skinny small person in the universe is, is, a, is, a, is a easy sell. It's definitely not supposed to be dystopian. Uh, it sounds dystopian. I was about to say, it sounds very dystopian <laughs> with the corpos running. This is cyberpunk, but with scribe. This is scribe punk. Scribe, scribe punk. Um, I'll, I'll take a, I don't want to take a look back at it. But I remember there was something about the, either it was something said, or something about the description reminded me too much of Sancha, and this is where my big red flag came up, where I got scared. Because we have entered, like, the way that their facial expressions are described is the dude was doing his motions with a look of determination as though this was a task to be gotten done. And she looked apprehensive, but obviously pretending to be into it. Yes, they're fucking. Just, just that was, yeah, that way. wasn't a joke. <clears throat> um, because yeah. that's where that's the state that we had to find them in. Yeah, he I, has to be cheating on his wife. Because we have to hate this man more. He also, like, even goes, God, my wife is so just ugly. More. And old and loose. I I, I don't remember. I hope you're exaggerating. He definitely insults her a bunch, and I'm pretty sure he does call her loose. Damn. That's just, uh, baffle. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Well, there was a thing. Right. That was what it was. I remember that because that was what put up my red flag and what got me worried. Because I've been I've been hurt too many times. There are so many there's so many books out there. Just so so many thousands upon thousands of books. My ass keeps somehow finding the ones with rape in them, and I fucking despise it. <laughs> uh like it is a never-ending cycle because you find one they're like oh he must be into this let's give him give more, him more. <laughs> yeah it's <clears throat> anybody listening i'm sorry if you if we get on a book and we start to get through it and we get a good ways through i i've already reached my breaking point a while ago if the rape begins i'm gone 
Uh, I have to read ahead. Like I'm a Pokemon. Just gonna go eight blocks that way, and I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> it really oh. sucks because there was actually a book that I was actually really liking, and then they went, "Well, time to do the rape." And it's like, do we have to do the rape? The book's like, "Yep, already started." Do it have to be started? Yup. Here's the details. I don't want the details. Don't care. Here's three pages of details about it. I would like zero. I don't care. Hmm. <clears throat> we hope you enjoyed. I didn't. <laughs> and yeah. you know, so I've just gotten to the point that's just like, nah, fuck you. I'm leaving. And then I'm just gonna crip walk away. <laughs> well, not specifically crip walk away for the actual crips in chat. I'll murder this. I thought crip walk was a dance style. No. It's also for the it is, a, it is a dance style for the people called the Crip Gang. Well, I know about the Crip Gang. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Only it Crips is not for Crip Walk. <laughs> it is not for free. Like how mm. only blood should do the blood sign. I don't know how to Crip Walk anyway. Well, just look at Snoop Dogg. He knows. No, don't even learn. Don't even don't worry. I don't know how to dance in any way anymore. I used to know how to swing dance, and now I just know how to dance like someone's dad. Wondrous. It's a bit of arm movement and slight swaying back and forth. It's how you see most people dance in a car. That's how I dance while standing on my feet. I can wiggle my finger. <laughs> I can only Anyways, he's doing that if you don't know how to dance, swing. just do the two-step. I don't know how to two-step. You just step once to the side, step back. <laughs> Step to the other side, step back. That's the two. That sounds what like a hustle. It? Buster Rhymes, lean back. All you have to do is just nod your motherfucking <laughs> Anyways, back to the book, because mm -hmm. it's a tight schedule here. Ah, uh, yes, we are a tight schedule. Where was I? Right, they were doing that thing, and it made me uncomfortable, <laughs> and I got worried. Um, But he leaves, he the fucking guy comes in, he's like, we can't make the any more Imperiats. <laughs> and it's like, well, are you killing enough people? And it's like, yes, it only calls for one. And it's supposed to happen at midnight. Well, I want a hundred more made by tomorrow. And it's just like, that's not possible. Do it anyway. Sorry, Sir, you're asking for demands that definitely cannot be met. I will choke you. Override Fine. the lexicon, you fucking idiot. I... All you scribers think you know better. I do. You can't scribe. You're literally you not know a how scriber, to make money. This is why this bad guy really got on my nerves. You know what? You're he, not he a kept, scribe. You're a scrub. He kept acting. He kept acting as if he was better than the scribers, and kept getting infuriated with them as he makes impossible demands for them to answer, and is trying to figure out why can't you answer them, sir? Oh. They're f actually fucking impossible. It's like working at Walmart. Normal, yes, yeah. normal corporate, normal corporate BS from your manager. So yeah, Tomas is, you know, they just want you to hate Tomas him. They, they made it easy. I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, his name is Tomas. Ziani. Never, never trust it. Never trust any man named Tomas or any variation of that. Five letters in his name. Hmm. No, especially don't trust the motherfuckers with the hidden six H in it. What is it even for? It's a mystery that they won't tell you. <laughs> But yeah, so they have to leave. Well, first I gotta go and get the drawings. Once I get the drawings off the desk, then it's time to leave. 
And so they start to leave, but then the lexicon turns on too hard, and Sanji is like, ah! And Clef is like, ooh! And then Sanji's brain is filled with a memory of Clef's, of a weird person with a swarm floating in the air, and him being strapped oh. down to a table, and all that jazz. Let's not forget okay. that he, uh, Sanchia also knocked out the random lady. Just quick dark. Ow, what the fuck? <laughs> she just went in there and had a pleasant conversation with her. But yeah, hey, so she passes out, the guards start to come back, and it's like, oh no, Sanchia can't move. What are they gonna do? And then Berenice, like, I don't did she blow up like a fucking light pole or something? Yeah, she fucking blew something the hell up. And it was at a really weird time because she got worried for Sanchia when Sanchia wasn't in danger, but the explosion made the guard come back to check on the lady because there was an explosion. Mm. I that no, no, sounds no, no, like no, no, she got worried because of the fact that she had been able to see Sanchia go into the room, and then she saw her fall over. She uh, shouldn't be able to see Sanchi fall over. Sanchi was completely out of sight. No, I just remember she, she like she was just worried. Room. I can remember this because I was yeah, wondering, yeah, I remember how the her... fuck did you see her when she went in there? And then yeah, I remember her, her go over. into the room because she climbed out of a window. Well, she climbed into a window, right? Yes, but she saw her go into the other office and saw her fall over. How did you get this vantage point from down below looking up three stories? That's what I was wondering. Because that should not be something she could see. But it all should right. not have been. I thought she made Sanchia get caught. Or almost caught. No, her distraction actually does save her and distracts them. Okay. And then, and then they she... run back and escape. Yep, but the guards find out. And so she's having to avoid dying. And she does, and then she goes out through the door, and Berenice is waiting there, and she's got a bomb, and so they run away, and then it explodes. And they escape off the campo, make it all the way back to their campo, get back to the the hideout, and bam, not caught. GG, good game. Yep. But then, they come up with a new plan. Now, they must attack the mountain. Bum, bum, bum! I don't remember the mountain being mentioned before this. I do, but it was in kind of passing a part of the lore dump of the Candiando family. Yes, they're the lady, the bad guy house is called the Candiandos. So I called the entire location Candyland. It's true, he does. Like, if you go through our messages, I've misspelled everything on actual purpose. <laughs> All of my messages but, um, are generally in voice memos. I go on some pretty funny rants. But, it was my way. Um, but, so they have to figure out how they're going to attack the mountain. One of the Okay, so first off, let me just say this fucker's name because this is like the most best scriber who was in the city at the time in his prime. Tribuno Candiano. Tribuno Cantiano. 
He built the mountain. He was good friends with Orso. His name is Tribuno. Tribuno. Tribuno, Tribuno, Triad. Who named this child? His Triangle. mother. His mother knew what she was doing. Triangle and Buano. Digressy. So yes, he built the mountain. He. <sighs> it's essentially yeah. like a mega dome, but they're a bunch of nerds who work there. So to break down the mountain, because we're about to break into it, uh, the shit's practically alive. It recognizes what you're doing <laughs> and will change its patterns to meet yours. So let's say like you go to the bathroom at a certain time normally every day. The mountain will adjust so the water will turn on as soon as you walk up in front of it. Or if you catch the same elevator every day, the door will just open up because it got used to you. Or if you make a specific type of food, I guess the microwave is up and running. Oh. It's it's perfect. It's it's a great house. Yeah. It's creepy as shit. That's why everyone thinks it's haunted. Because the place literally recognizes you and it's like, I got you, Chief. And I love him. I love the mountain. He's a great person. But yet again, makes me think that this shit is fucking alive because you cannot just have a straight up conversation where the goddamn mountain is questioning you and wants answers. It wants to talk to you. And yet you're telling me it's not alive? This supercomputer is not alive? That is kind of sus. Even if it's artificial intelligence, at that point it's alive because it's trying to have a conversation. Yeah. But no, it, it's not alive. Not even slightly. So yeah, they um something. What makes them have to flee again? What do you mean? They they have to go to the crypt. Yeah. Why? It's because they have a lot of work that they need to do, and they can't. Uh, with the fact that they blew up the uh, foundry, they'll be under too much threat of attack right and so they go they collect the two bigger ones of the scrappers miss oh uh, and a dude I don't fucking remember Giorno yeah G Giovanni and fucking oh Claudia Claudia I'm just gonna probably refer to her by that noise that I made <laughs> but yeah, so Sanchia, Sanchia, once again. But by, by the way, let me just let me just start adding this in right now. She's the cause of all this. So Sanchia brings these two people in, and it's like, all right, Sanchia, we will help you out. Perfect, because we have these people here, and these are poor people who are now inviting rich people into their house, and they're like, what the fuck did you get me into? You already took the money. Yeah literally their response um but yeah so they they go into the crypts which are you know literal crypts it's their super secret last resort hideout which they have to ship so, a bunch of equipment into which would definitely make it not secret anymore nah anyway so Orso is actually impressed by all this stuff he's like this twinning technology is amazing and I'm like 
You don't have this? No, they, they have it. Like, they had it on their fucking things earlier. It's just they're real good at twitting. Yeah, because he was impressed by the fact that they just made little balls fucking react to each other. And I'm like, do you not do you not have this? Are you telling me two active junk rats have better technology than straight up corpo houses? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just roll with it. Only on certain things though. Yeah. Like they make counterfeit sashes. Or uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Sachets. Sashay is. It's a sash, but sashay, it's not a sash because sashay. you can wear it around your neck or in your pocket or anywhere that's not where a sash goes. I'm gonna look up what a sashay is. Probably something stupid. Please continue. Um I don't think that's what a sashay is. Sentient avians indigenous to Crystal Nest. Crystal Nest? Ah, apparently I accidentally... I, I must have misspelled a... I did misspell Sashay. Uh, the Sashay I looked up was a uh, Star Wars Crystal race. Crystal Meth? Oh, that was Crystal Meth. No, I thought a sashay was a dance move. It is also a dance move. And get I think down, all I'm getting get is a dance down. move right now. There's also apparently a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm I'm done looking. I give up. He hits Anyways. Pokemon. Goes, I think I've gone too far. We've entered Weepin. Yeah, we've entered the furry bait. I must escape. I must go. My people need me. Which people? Only only God knows. My people. Anyway, so yeah, they're in the crypt and their plan is to rob the mountain, the most secure thing ever. Sanchia says there's a death wish that only fucking idiots would try that. And they all look at her. But you're gonna do it though, right? Where, where are you... <laughs> That ooh, when she found out the plan because they didn't fully tell her. Uh, just skipping ahead because not much really happens. We learned that Gregor once again still has done nothing. Gregor goes back to his mom and he's like, "Mother, I have returned, and I don't remember why he went back." And she goes, "That's wonderful that you've returned." Now oh, it's because um they had a conversation that the plantations had oh, yeah. slaves and not only slaves but they were scribing the slaves oh my god he was like Mother. i completely forgot we skipped that conversation fucking while they were right before her old ptsd talk uh, you know she's scribed and like we've talked about what her scribings do they actively cause her pain and like it cause a lot of weird shit and she says and this is almost a direct quote. The experiments were nothing. Nothing in comparison to the slavery. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the next line? I don't remember. What is the next line? Pretty much he says, the experiments was nothing, nothing compared to the slavery. The 
most horrible things that happened to me was the scribings they put on because she did not talk about any of her slave experience besides being scribed so what the fuck did they have you do were you picking cotton maybe later on i need... do give a fucking description like oh, i used to do this and then we'd use it to make molasses and i'm like ew molasses like the like the worst i heard that happened to her was she got scribed and whipped yeah that sounds pretty bad yeah, and other but people like, also die. Like, Every day could have been my last. Look, Sanchi, I wasn't a slave, but my ancestors were. Uh, they didn't just get whipped. There, there was a lot more, honey. And I ain't saying you can't have some more pain, but like, <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta bring more to the table right now because they, you're, you're saying that you had it a lot worse is... than them cutting you the fuck open and turning you into a robot. <laughs> Like, we didn't get that. They just killed us. They didn't cut us open and try to turn us into a machine. I mean, because one, that's dumb. We'll we'll fucking kill you at that point. Because now I'm a Terminator. That's right. Be boo. Put it, put it, The Pacific Rim music. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> Two African American slaves into one giant slave. <laughs> the two brains. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, I'm going to hell. It's okay. They also thought that they also thought that African American brains were three fifths of a human brain. <laughs> they had they in their minds they had to put two of them together in order to get one functional. Oh my god. Two, two people, one body. Oh, we're going to hell. Gotta imagine the fucking arguments they would have with themselves. I'm sorry, ancestors. I'm sorry that they didn't combine you into one robot no, body. We're not sorry about that. <sighs> but yes, digressing. He goes up to his mother and it's like, Mother, did we do the slavery? Yes, son. We into slavery. How could you, mother? It was not I, son. It was your father. No. Yes. It was your no, father. Yes. He, we didn't want to be he left did it in the past. The technology. Everyone was doing it, son. And once I found out about Everyone it, I was doing it. Even oh, no, Becky that, that was, was doing it. Cool Becky. You know how cool Becky is. That was the actual thing. But yeah, she was like, as soon as I found out, I put a stop to it, Gregor. Because right. we didn't need it anymore. That's why you stopped it. Yep. And uh, you can guess why they didn't need it anymore. Also, for also, Sanchia did after she got you know changed, burn the fucking plantation to the ground. Yep. Don't know. Hey. Also, just to add in there, just just so everyone can still remember. They're not gone. Nope. The plantation still exists. They just don't do human scribing well, anymore. Well, that plantation is gone. Well, yeah, it burned to the ground. Burned to the ground. But yes, there's no more human scribing that I know of. Why'd you say that last part super quick? Hmm? But one second, Park. By the way, come with me. And then she leads him to the back of the fucking... Uh, their manor and into the back room where they have a motherfucking shadow Sorry. suit. Oh my. 
He has a Black Panther suit, as I will have to call it, because it literally allows him to hide in practically shadows or just in darkness. Like, if it's, it's nighttime, he's gone. Oh fucking hard time seeing this thing's constantly in my blind spot. Yeah, and it That's has cool. this large halberd with an axe on one side and a hammer on the other with a long, sharp spear. Yep, because that's the and halberd. a shield behind which is a bolt caster. Yep, because that's this thing, and they told me this seven times. They do describe it a lot. They really exactly they the same way. Like could have fooled just, me if it was copy pasted. Want to make? They just wanted to make sure that you had it. Well, I do. I remember it. Mission accomplished. I remember the black plate at the center of its chest. Yep, and it's just it's the Black Panther armor, and and she's like, Gregor, I need you to come home because war is upon us, and if this happens, we will need you to lead to... our forces. And by lead our forces, I mean sneak into their campo and just assassinate their head. Oh Jesus Christ, woman! If we, I just got home. If we take out the leader, they won't know what to do, and we can dun, end this dun, before dun. any more violence afflicts anyone. And Gregor is like, no. You would do that for me, wouldn't you, son? My son? No. My boy? No. No. I refuse. And then he leaves. Oh, yeah, he does, he does in fact say no and leaves. Like, I don't want <laughs> Also, just the fact of him explaining some things to his mom, and his mom's like, of course you survived, my son. You'll always survive. And I, uh, me and sitting there. Me. Don't forget the part where you come back yes, to me. Yes, and come back to me. And me sitting there in my chair, groaning. Oh, so he's a scribe person too. In your face, Shantia, he does know your pain. You <laughs> can't, can't hog it now anymore, girl. That's true. But then they continue on as if it didn't happen. And he goes back and once again, does nothing to help. He like I'm not well, I'm he... not calling him useless, but straight up he can't scribe, he can only fight, he can't sneak, he can only fight, he can only fight, and they're not fighting anyone. <laughs> he and then when they nothing. do fight people, he literally is never there. <laughs> That's not a joke. He literally is never there while his friends are fighting people. Gregor can only fight people when his friends are not present. He has the biggest fucking stage fright issue of any character. I've ever seen in his position. Feels bad. Anyways, they're playing for Sanchia to break into the mountain. We're gonna shove you into this casket. I mean, this tomb. I mean, this capsule, and we're gonna throw your dumb ass into the water, where it will drag close to the ground underneath, following this barge. Then you'll float back up, sneak on out, break into the mountain using this blood that I happened to get by talking to my ex-girlfriend that she stole from her father. Yes, this it's is an actual vial of blood. Oh my. From the from, crazed leader. From Tabru... 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 From Candiano himself. Cantiano. <laughs> and then once you're inside, the mountain will allow you in access because you have his blood, but you only have a short amount of time to escape because eventually he's going to realize you're not him. And once it does, then you'll use this paraglider to sail on home right to Gregor, who will catch you. Okay? In no! a non-romantic way. Oh, my. Sanjia doesn't like this plan because everything involved is actively stupid. 
It's also 100% her doing everything. So I can understand her, you know, uh, her not wanting to do it, but she literally says, nope, I'm out. Wait, you're out? Yep. Like, you quit? That's what out means. You can't quit. Watch me. And I'm sitting there. No, you literally can't quit. You're the cause of all this, and they're trying to hunt you down. Where the fuck are you going to go? You are wasting my time with this bullshit of you walking out so you and Gregor or you and Berenice can have this conversation because it does not matter. You actively can't quit right now. We are so deep into the fucking shit. I'm drowning in it with you and I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to be here. Look at her two subscriber friends are like, what the fuck? Like she literally just bought them on. They were chilling. And she, not even a full day ago, bought them on, and now she's quitting. You don't get to quit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. But then Gregor comes out and they have a conversation, a yeah. little heart to heart. And, and Gregor's like, I'm going to fix this city. And we must, we can't just let it change by itself because it never will. We must be the change. And I'm like, wow, maybe if you took control of the fucking. Dandolo house, maybe you could change things from the inside. But no, you want to be a cop and beat up the poor. Alright, Gregor. Wow. Like Batman. Alright, Gregor. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm I'm here. Thumbs up, buddy. Don't forget, he also explains what made well actually someone before this actually explains what made him into the revenant of Dantua. Yes, they explain it as he's being the sole survivor of a unit, and everyone gasping, and I'm like, and? What did you think that the Revenant of Dantua meant before now? Uh, and then, to get a little uh... bit more into it, essentially what happened is, his unit took a town, the enemy forces utilized a child fucking suicide bomber to mm-hmm. run up and blow up their lexicon. Which means they had no Wi-Fi. They had no Wi-Fi, no magic weapons, and were completely surrounded in enemy territory. Uh, So they tried to hold up. Uh, They got surrounded and starved out. And so people, you know, started to lose a whole lot of weight. Some of them decided that they were going to start eating people, which supposedly started a plague. Eat your dead. Eat your dead. Yeah. Starts a plague, don't eat your dead, don't eat your dead. The plague eventually got to him, which he was actually in charge of this operation. Uh, he was also not eating people. He was not. But uh, then he died. And they buried him. But he that was woke nice up. Of them. They, they didn't eat him? No. No, they buried him. Thank God they didn't eat him. Because again, he woke up and then he crawled out. As he got out of being buried under a... a more bodies like he literally has bodies on top of him in the grave he crawls out and as he gets out he sees that the enemy forces had been attacked by friendly forces from one of the other groups but that had forced them to get desperate so they broke into the town and they killed the few remaining members of his unit so he's the sole survivor Woo! he straight up digged his way out of a grave that he was buried in for a couple of days. I know it's a little bit off topic, but I can't trust people who eat other people. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know anyone who has? I know too many people who are okay with the idea of it. That's a fairly good survival tactic, I dare say. <laughs> it depends on the situation. I don't want to eat people. I wouldn't we kill don't someone taste good. to eat someone. What? what? Like, we can hunt for food to eat first. someone. But if but you yeah, die of natural suck. causes while we're in a survival situation. Well, uh, I guess you. in that scenario, Kaizen, you'll get to live. But if you die first, just know we're dying together because I'm not eating you. <laughs> I would rather you eat me. No. That tastes no. good. But I want you. I know that I'm mostly fat, and so therefore I'm not quite as tender as I could be. Live, damn you! No. My stomach has pizza inside of it if you go looking. Anyways. So he survives, comes out of a straight up grave, tells Sanchi the story, and she's like, all right, I'm back in. And I'm like, I would have punched you while I was there. You're lucky it was Gregor. I would have walked out and socked you across the face that you drug me into this shit. And now thinks you get to quit. You know, I'm going to die because of you. My thing that bugs me is he's just like, the only way for us to fix this is rebellion. And I'm just sitting there like, my my brother and Bennett, you literally started the police, and now you're saying that we need to start a riot? What the, what angle are you playing? Oh, so remember how the Scrappers and all of them, they're doing the Full Metal Alchemist thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time I saw him, I was like, but I already saw Kogias. <laughs> All right, Suzaku, what you got for us? And this is zero Suzaku, which means he's also Lelouch. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the worst type of Lelouch. Suzaku. Suzaku. <laughs> the worst kind of Lelouch. That's, that's, that's a hard thing to accomplish. So, they all get back to work. Uh, Gregor still has nothing to do. I have to point this out because I kept wondering what the hell he was going to do. And then we learned his part of the play. Don't worry. We're going to send someone with you so they can help and catch you. I want Gregor to come with me. And I was like, oh, shit. Volunteering Gregor to do something? At last. I need someone who can fight because, you know, when we get out, it's going to get really messy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really recognizable. Shut up. Let him do something. And go. The plan went off without a hitch. Everything went perfectly. It was beautiful. She got in. The mountain was helping her out. They were Wait, having a conversation. You're the most important part. Oh, rewind. So, as they, oh, as they, sure. as she's getting ready to get into the capsule, Berenice looks down. She goes. What are you going to do after all this? And she just goes, I'm going to fucking relax because this is stressful. And she's like, do you want to relax with a drink with me? And so it's just, just like, huh? Hey, yo. Prop proposition. And Berenice first, goes, I saw I you looking think... at me when we were changing. Oh. And I find first... you to be interesting. Just sitting here, just... I thought this was friendly. I didn't know y'all were even into each other. I didn't know Sanji was a raging lesbian, but it starts picking up after this moment. Oh, it get it picks up a whole lot after that moment. 
Like, like you think, oh, she could be bisexual. No. Nope. Yeah, this is a raging <laughs> Like, it's like the only reason why I say raging, she was in a life and death situation, but she had to sneak a peek at a hot woman. Understandable. I do the same. Yeah. It's like it's like uh Issei from high school DXD. Yep, this man is a raging pervert. Yep. Fucking dying ah! over here. Up to his own detriment. Mm-hmm. Fucking Denji over here. I'll die for some titties. Oh my god. <laughs> Denji, no. I will die. Anyway. Anyways, so, so she breaks yeah. into the mountain. Everything's going off without a hitch. Everything's working fine. Mountains she sneaks in. in. They're having a fun conversation. She gets into the room. She looks for the shell. She can't find it. She asks the mountain where it is. The mountain's like, it's not in this room. All right, but where is it? Uh, four rooms down. Oh, why would it be there? Because it's a trap. To be fair, by the way, uh, it told her a while ago that it wasn't there. Yes, it pretty much did say it was four rooms up, and she was like, this way? Well, no, it says in the room with the others, like, oh, it's not here, by the way. Tomas took it away long ago. Well, the server took it away long ago. And then she gets in there and she's like, what happened to it? It was, like, it was taken away long ago. Gosh darn it, Thomas. No, Tomas. I know what I said. Tomas relocated it. It's just Spanish, me. It's just Spanish. Spanish. You're a Spaniard. Alright. My name's Tomas. So, anyway, it's a trap, and apparently. The Imperiad can control Sanchia because she has a because she's a scribed human, and I yeah. I didn't know it had a control setting. I thought it had an off setting, but apparently it has a control setting. Yeah, but there's technically more to it than just that she's scribed. But continuing, oh no, it's a trap. But she has to escape first because she realizes a trap. The door won't open, but Clef tries to open it. He's arguing hard with the mountain, but the mountain is a big boy, and the big boy don't want to open because that's what he got to do. But she gets the door open a little bit. So she decides to rip Clef off, put Clef inside of the little box that was supposed to contain the Imperia when she stole it, and she sent it away. Goodbye, Clef. Good luck. And Clef flies right into the hands of, uh, Gregor. 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 And Gregor's like, oh no, something bad must have happened. I must escape. I must. Oh, I've been stabbed. Damn. He literally oh. goes, huh, I just saw some movement. Oh, I've been stabbed by. Who Estelle Candiano. Yep. Estelle Candiano. I thought you mother, were helping us. The motherfucking noblewoman just stabbed the career soldier. On high alert, and then dumped his body. Also, he died from this. Like he he bled out real quick. Even though he's been badly hurt before, this was it. And she threw him in the canal, where he floated. Died. <laughs> just yeah, he just kind of 
floated there and fuck it let's so, let's get him now and then we'll go to Sancho. sure his mother picks him up literally like just picked hours up by his later it's like an hour later it's the fact that he was floating face down in a river he was already dead that's the point because guess what he's fine yeah he's Suzaku. So his mother wakes him up, and it turns out he's not just Suzaku. Oh, God forbid that. He's also the Winter Soldier. Oh, no. A scribe human who I'm I'm just going to say it now. His scribing, unlike Sanchez, which is, you know, Oh, you have object empathy. This motherfucker's scribing is he cannot die. He must survive. He must return to his mother, and he must... Do her wishes. These is what I am speculating because these are never clearly stated. But <laughs> she was somehow able to talk him into putting on the armor and getting to work. And then I heard the Winter Soldier's uh, fucking dinosaur scream. And uh, the part that's pretty weird about it is just the part wherein. Um, Sorry. Um, it doesn't seem like she has, like, just go to her, she will tell you what to do. It seems like in order to tell him what to do, she has to be poking the side of his head. And do a whole little ritual with a bunch of moths and some people in moth robes. And uh, just, it's kind of weird. Then she, like, places her forehead against his temple. And it's like a cat rubbing against another cat. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's your son! Yeah. <laughs> But let's let's pass back over to Sancho. That's the least of the problems here. Yeah. So Sancho gets captured by Tomas. Tomas and uh, company. She wakes up in prison. When she's in prison, something shows up and is like, "When he takes you, get him to leave, and then I will help you escape." And then it disappears. Did I describe what it looked like? It was a large, naked, golden woman. Then I turned for me, and then she woke up because she wasn't really awoke. <gasps> and then, then they came in. Yeah, well, they didn't really come in. They essentially they used the Imperiat to make her listen again. Gets taken away. Cl- comes on into the torture room. She allows them to strap her in, and then he turns it off, and she starts yelling, and he's like, Stop yelling at me! And she's like, I'm gonna keep yelling at you! Stop yelling at me! I'm gonna keep yelling! Why did you kill Sark? And you're like, that was the first time you've brought up Sark in, like, 20 chapters. You're just like, who the fuck is Sark? <laughs> and he, by definition, does rape her, but it's the touchy rape rather than the actual okay so the best thing i can say well the way the way i see it is more like this he was threatened like he was excited for the ways he was going to torture her and he was just panting her thigh which is that's what he was doing i look all i recall is him saying like he patted her thigh while constantly threatening i can describe to you the part that was fucking awful Sure. Uh, the part that had me literally sitting there in the process of sending you a text that said you lied to me 
was that he had one hand go from her knee to her inner thigh, sit there, massage there, and he put his other hand on her wrist, and he squeezed extremely hard. And he said, one hand gives, the other hand takes. You decide which I use. While massaging her inner thigh and squeezing her wrist. I do not Just remember you. that. That's terrible. Then he leans away, and that's when he pats her thigh. And then he just talks about how he's going to torture her. Yes. Don't worry. The rapist comes later. If there had that was one. a rapist right there. Mm. This next guy All is of definitive. that was sexual assault. Yes, but this next guy is All definitive. Um. But yeah, so doesn't get a chance to he eventually uh she tells them about the pod but claims that orso is still in the pod and so they go ah yes we shall leave to go and get it and then they leave and so they leave Son- two people to guard her yes and that is what they do they guard her but sanchia manages to start speaking with a box that's in the room Inside of also, the box is the golden lady. Also, just throw in there, this room is also filled with just other golden artifacts. So he's been, the well, uh, Candiano has been collecting them. And since he married the daughter, uh, they're mine now. Muhahaha. I don't know how any of this shit works. Except for this one, the one that I use all the time. Yep. And they want to get this box open. But yes, the golden box lady starts talking. And she essentially goes, "The, I can help you. I am an editor. And there's a lot of shit going on right now. Things beyond your understanding. But you're going to be part of it say I'm an ine- in- inevitable. They are inevitable <laughs> as well. But I want it- you to make me a promise. I can stop everything that's going on. But... You must bring oh. the key to me and rescue me. And in return, I shall make you an editor as well. And she goes, uh, sure, fuck it. Do it. And she goes, okay, this is going to hurt. What do you mean it's going to hurt? And then she alters Sanchia's scribing in her head to yes. make it to where instead of just having object empathy, she can do everything that Clef does. She can now- communicate directly with scribings, see scribings, and convince them of things. Now, this was a very simple version. It took a lot longer for this communication to happen at fast speeds, because we increased the speeds on our talking, to her talking to the box, whose name is uh, Valeria, Mm -hmm. and Valeria explaining what an editor, uh, that she's an editor, how she can and cannot help, how if I undo the latches, I won't be able to help you anymore. So it'll just be easier if I made you into an editor just like me. I don't know what it is. Well, you better hurry up and figure it out because guess what? They're coming back soon. What's it gonna be, bitch? All right, fine, do it. Okay. Also, the number of times that it was described and that she, yeah, the fact that she was clicking and the fact click, that her click, voice click. was distinctly inhuman. Lot, lot of repeat descriptions. Click, 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 click. Um, but yeah, so 
she starts to bleed out of her eyes and nose, and the guards kind of panic. But they're like, all right, we're going to come up with a story. All right, let's turn our backs and walk all the way into the hallway to figure out a story while she is writhing on the table, bleeding out of her orifices. Should we wipe her face off? I'm not fucking touching that. That's disgusting. That's poor people blood. But yeah, she <laughs> does in fact play dead, and while she's playing dead, she starts to communicate with her things that are holding her, and she basically is like, "Hey, can you unlock that?" Like, no, never. Won't ever unlock. It's like, all right, all right. But what could Please? make you unlock? The key gives us keycom. Does anything else give you keycom? Yes, but it's secret. What's the secret? Can I tell you it's secret? And that goes on for a solid, like, ten minutes. Which I didn't hate at first, because it's Sanchi relearning the rules of this little game she has to play. Where, all right, I have to ask you a specific question. I have to make sure that you understand that even if I ask you a question before, and then I ask you a second question, to make sure it sounds like the first question, because you're stupid. And then she has to keep learning. But then the fact that after she learned it, she just got stupid made it the bigger problem for me. Because she she figured out the rules, but she couldn't figure out the answers. Yes, and the riddle, I, I call it a riddle, it revolves around the secret. And she asks a number of different options. And the one that works is that the secret is a breath that is not a breath. Which I'm just going to save anybody who is thinking, I wonder what that might be. It's a password. The breath that word. is not a breath is a word. Just a word and that you have to say. So she then internally goes through all the options while we do get the rapist guard. Why do we call him the rapist guard? Well, because he literally walks in and then grabs well, uh, his junk. Hold on. Hold on. We're, we're, we're skipping a few things. We can go back to that after I get this out of the way because it's just easier to get it out of the way now. Fucking fine, we'll go back now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they do return while she's going through, and before she can fucking figure out that it's passcode, literally takes her until. I there don't is know a how to there's a that dumb anymore. little argument that just shows me why Tomas is a goddamn idiot. It's like, oh, right, so we just cut her open to see if she has it. Sir, this is a scribe human. This has never been done before. This is a fucking marvel. We can't hurt her. I say we can, because it may have the answers. Fuck you, mate. I mean, sir, we can't do that. You <laughs> fucking but idiot. Sir. It's like you found the most rarest thing in the world, and you want to cut it open? This is why we can't have nice shit. Also, Leave it he, in the ocean. He does, in fact, grab a knife at one point and tries to start cutting her open. But uh, when she attempts, uh, Val does make a very loud noise that stops him. But that's before where we're at. We're skipping no, a couple of details. No, that wasn't Val. That was the Imperium. No, that was Val. Was it? No, I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought nope. it was the Imperium screeching because Clef was getting close. Nope. It oh. was before, and it was Val because uh, Val was trying to stop them. All right. Because that was Cause... before they left. Uh, God, I remember the second time it was because Estelle showed up and the Imperiad so just starts screeching for no reason. He was complaining like, why is this thing going haywire this time? No, no, that was that was all about. That was before. Okay. The Imperiad never screeches. It does make buzzing noises next to next to Sanchia and Gregor's head to show that they are scribed. 
but that's it. All right. Uh, may have to fact check just to be sure. Sure. I mean, if you want but, to talk, I'll pull it yeah. up. Yeah. But uh, no. It's, it's the thing is, it's not important. It's just one of the fucking magical items in the room goes haywire. Also, Estelle shows up, and Estelle's drunk. And oh my god, if this guy like they're like, hey, you you don't you you're not supposed to like this person. So let's make him mean to his wife as well. Estelle, what the fuck are you doing here, you dumb bitch? You ain't supposed to be here. You're drunk already, you stupid harlot. And it's it's just a fucking tirade against his wife. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, buddy. Yeah, it does sound a little heavy handed. Like, I get it. You don't like your wife. Fuck off already, my man. And she starts, you know, drunkenly walking around the room, touching the guards, and the guards can't do nothing. This is their boss's wife, a.k.a. the daughter of their former boss. And they're like, oh, well, she's drunk and ain't gonna do anything. And she's just touching all of them. That's when she plants the bugs on them. And like, yeah, she's having a conversation. She gets uh, her husband, Tomas, to admit. I don't know why she needed him to kind of admit it, but just to show how much of a piece of shit she, he is. Like, I guess it was the last chance to fucking listen to her once, but she doesn't. And then the bugs activate as they crawl into their skin, immediately go for the heart and dis- destroy the lining around the heart. And it happens so quick. That it's disturbing. That this is not used more. And then her husband's like, what the, what the fuck did you do? And then she starts talking about how she kind of is the cause of all this. How she fed scribings to her crazed father who then gave it to him who he then had someone else build it because she came up with the blueprints but they wouldn't listen to her because she's a woman but a madman who lost his fucking mind i'll take scribing from that man for 800 so real quick we were technically both right oh so it was the imperiate that made the scream but it made it before they left when Tomas attempted to cut the thing out of her head, which was again before she got edited, before they left the first time. Ah, uh. and the reason why I got confused is because the Imperial is the thing that did the screeching, but then Val immediately went, "Get them to leave, and I will save you." Yep, do it, bitch. <laughs> so, um, what was I? I don't know. I was I was checking. I think. Oh, uh, so she kills she kills them with the bug, and then when her husband's like, then after she does her monologue, saying that you know I am the mastermind behind all this, she places a metal plate on her husband's chest, which then hovers him into the air. No, that happened at the beginning. No, the yeah, bugs. Like... No, the bugs start killing the people first. No, she, well, before she does her monologue, the plate's already on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she kills the people, places the plate on his chest, then does yeah. the monologue he starts as the go... plate is slowly crushing him. Yeah, she starts to go, what are you doing? And as he steps up to her to go, what are you doing? She just goes, oh, look, a thing. 
And then she like looks at Sancha and she's like, oh, you're starting to sweat. And Sancha's like, ooh, just talking to her husband. You on the table. Oh no, you're starting to sweat. Well, no shit, lady. You killed three people with fucking heart eating bugs and you turned a man into a meatball. I've seen two meatballs this week. I don't need to see a third. Well, you're going to. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So she then brings in her two guards because I guess I had to die because I was working for your husband, not like fucking Stefan over here who's also working for your husband, but you well, no, I mean, I came like to me the, first. The other guards definitely work for her, not for Stefan. Shit, I would've... Look, I wouldn't... Look, I work for the household. If you tell me what to do, I'll do it as well. I don't give a fuck. I didn't need to die today. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give a fuck. It's like the idea, like, the two... Like, the two guards and the scriber had to die before the husband. And it's like, but the scriber didn't... The scriber never hurt you. He took her jab. That's not my fault. So, she talks to Sanchi, and they have a conversation that I've completely forgotten. Whom? Estelle and Sanchi. They have a fucking yeah, bad guy, good guy monologue that I don't remember. I don't think that their talk is very long. But then she's like, all right, we have everything we need. Man, what should we do about the girl? Uh, dispose of her however you want. And he's like, that means I get the rape. And she's like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. It, during all of that, it, the the main focus of the chapter is the act of her figuring out how to get out of there. Yeah, she's still trying to figure out that this man's getting a little pervy. And Sanchia learns that she can talk to these machines at the speed of light she finds out oh, she can talk to them much faster at a very convenient time to find out she can talk to them faster as she needs to come up with the password mango which is the which is a really funny thing because it's like oh man i really need to get out the situation does the secret word start with a <sighs> no does the secret word start with a... and she's doing this at super speeds while this guy's like mm. Well, time to get ready to do what I'm about to do. Lily walks well, up and he goes, not going to make too much noise, are you? Sh- not I'm busy. that I mind. Hey, shut up. I'm busy. I just, I feel like the but author didn't people. plan to have her be able to talk faster. But then he would like, but how do I make sure it's justifiable that it happened so fast that she found out the word. Ah, yes, she realizes now she can talk a lot faster. And then it was pretty much, uh, no, I think it was playing since Clef and the Clef can do it at the super speeds as well. So, why can't she? Why didn't she do it from the start? Why did she just so happen to remember how to use it? Oh, because she had very easy, but something she needed to do very quickly. Oh, I can answer that. Because Sanchia, once again, can only do things that she puts her mind to. No, this was convenience. No, oh, remember, she this this Sanchia. That many yeah. aspects of uh, both the tense filled situations and the solutions thereof uh, happen to come sort of conveniently and 
Dave also could have retroactively interacted with other parts of the narrative. Yeah. Um, so she breaks free with the password mango, which I yelled at, like actively was like, shut up. Shut up. Mango. Specifically mango. Uh, this, does the, uh, does the secret word start with a muh? Yes. Uh, man. No. Man. Dango. No. Mango. <laughs> man. Dingo. <laughs> mango. That's it. Mango. What? Everything <laughs> breaks off. She grabs the man's wrist with her super strength, shoves him into the cuffs, lock it. He doesn't say mango because she breaks it. Beats? Oh, did she? Yeah, she breaks the listing needle. Oh, that was smart of her. I just thought they were idiots. And also, it, uh, it, there were, she literally goes, because she actually speaks in response to not going to make any noise, are you? Not that I really mind. She goes, the only thing I'm going to say is mango. It's just As like, like, for the rest of her dialogue? Yeah, then dialogue, she escapes. And then it, it, she escapes, and she hooks him up, and then breaks the listing needle. And then and I then, think she punches him. I'm about to say, didn't she have to, like, fight her way out of, like, two guys or something? No, this is the one where she knocks him out, takes his rapier, and then she's like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, ah, I increased my gravity by threefold. Cool, cool, cool. How much do you weigh? And he goes, undefined. Oh, no, 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 that's wrong. You see, you, you weigh, weigh this much. And she sets the rapier on the ground and stands on him. To increase his weight and it's like, oh, also, I'm I, heavy as fuck, boyo. I think it might have actually been 16 times my normal weight. Yeah, it was 16. Because it is explained as, you know, 16 times 2, 32, you know, pounds. Not bad. Uh, 16 pounds times 115 pounds. A lot Where we more. got her weight. And then she chucks it. And I'm pretty sure it murders six people. No, it blows up a wall that has a wind. On the other side, there's a window and she just leaves. Wee! I love how you're so good. Like, nah, she fights her way out. It's like, nope, just leaves. Because I remember her throwing something at the group to slow them down. Nope, just the wall. Why didn't they get her? They were too slow. No, it's like she had a whole chance to stand on a rapier and get his weight. Something was holding him back, and I can't remember. Back to researching. Anyways, she escapes. Yay! And she gets back. Yay! And everyone was like, well, Sanchi is dead. We gotta get the fuck out of here. And then she returns. Sanchi, you're not dead. We don't gotta get the fuck out of here. Oh, and she's like, Gregor's dead. He's dead. Not the muscle. And they're like, and? That's how it felt. No one seemed to fucking care too much. Because, you know, they had to get back to work. Because now what's the plan? We gotta break back into the mountain and steal Clef. And then put Clef into the box and then activate it. But you just left the mountain. Now I gotta get back into the mountain. All right, we'll come up with a different plan. Well, we once again, we can go under, over, or straight through. The first two doesn't sound possible. Well, we have a gravity rig, so she can go over. Sure. 
And Sanji, you can talk to the scribings now, right? Yep, I've been upgraded. So, they have to make a, to fast forward it, Mm-hmm. For this gravity ring to work, they have but, to make a lexicon that can hold it, but they can't make a lexicon, so they decide to make a heating chamber that is twinned with the heating chamber where his lexicon is to hold the heated lexicon. And if you twin it, you can make the lexicon, you can make the heating chamber think there's a lexicon in there, which then will allow there to pretend be a lexicon in there. And I'm like, you're lying. You're going to make a box thinks that there's a lexicon inside of you because it has because another one has a lexicon inside of it. And they're like, yep, and it will work. And once they get it all done and Sanchi is flying through the air because she has to. And this is also where we see where Gregor gets Winter Soldier and has to put on the armor. They're they're about to be a big old attack on the mountain. Yeah. So the Candianos have beefed up security. So they're on complete lockdown. Sanchi gets a rig. They have to break. Okay. They have to. Sanchi's plan. Because she's going to fly over. So she decides to go to each door. And tell it to open at a specific time. So she is running completely along the wall. With a helpful stealth suit-ish. She has like a little orb on a holster that makes her like that's made of the same technology as Gregor's suit of armor, which allows her to be in stealth as well. And she's running along the wall. And once she's finished, she runs back to Orso and Berenice. And they have to wait a minute as each door just explodes open. Maurice. So, oh my. Yes. She literally did nothing to stop the guards. So they just they just took too long. Wow. Failures. Despite the fact that the trap guard literally calls out one other guard in particular, and she didn't even knock him out. She just punched him real hard. Because rice and beans, baby. Well, if it was the real rice and the real beans, she would have knocked him <laughs> unconscious. Anyways, um... At the doors collapsing in? Yep. So well, each door exploding. Past the part where we got to see Gregor. I I I didn't skip it. I breezed it. I said this is when Gregor gets Winter Soldier and gets put into the armor. No no no. At before the gates explode and he's actively already fighting people. Oh, right. Yeah, he fights a bunch of people on the wall and they're just like, "What the fuck is that? There's some weird blurky blurky attacking the people. They're screaming and he's just this torturing is... people." This is all from Claudia and uh, Gio's point of view. Yeah. Of just watching Gregor murder people from a distance while Sanchi is running along the walls, whispering. And I'm like, y'all could both just walk through this flying suit of it. Anyways, so after that, they drive on in, they get into the perfect range, and Sanchi takes off into the air. Woo! I skipped over the testing of it because it was not that important. Uh, But there was a little bit of. The thing? Yeah. Yeah, there was a little part where Berenice got to write an entire new script by herself because she's that skilled. Yeah. And her and um, Sanchia flirted a little somewhere. Flirted a little. They they didn't really flirt that much, but they did kiss. Oh, yes. Before Sanchia takes off into the sky, they make out. 
in yeah. by makeout, I mean it lasted all a second. I think the weirdest part is that we went from Sanchia being like, wow, it was really surprising that Berenice was like, you know, into me, to right before they kiss, she is like having these, I will call them interesting thoughts. Where she is like, I wanted to tell her that I wanted to whisk her away, take a piece of her for myself, and pleasure myself. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it, we are... These were horny thoughts. These were and real like, horny thoughts. Sachia, this is not the time. It's like, Sachia, I understand that you time. only now, after years, can finally, you know, remember be near another person right. without just getting their entire backstory. But calm down. I mean, even this time, she's like, oh, I want that backstory, so... I want that back in my story. Tell tell me that... Put that story in my back, please! <laughs> I don't like the fact that Thomas moved so, so far away from his microphone when he said that. So she takes off to the like fucking Thomas heavens. getting into the position. He fell on my face. Yeah. But it, it made the point. The point. Anyways... Sancho takes off into the heavens while Gregor takes one of the frontal assault. He now, is carving through these people. Here, here's what I will say before we get into the carving up of the meeples. I think that one of the only moments of the book that actually made me chuckle was the part where Sancho takes off because she unexpectedly turns the gravity up way too high. And so she just goes straight up into the air. <laughs> like it's really just a, all right, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Okay, so what's the gravity and the suit? Also, this is the most enthusiastic machine that I've witnessed. This device is like, awesome. How heavy do you want to go? Oh, twice the planet's gravity? Ah! <laughs> so she's now flying through the air. And then we cut to Estelle because she's the villain. She is... Partially naked, tattooing up her body with paints, getting ready for a ritual that has to happen at 12 o'clock precisely because the entire world turns its back and all the rules is loosey-goosey now. You can do whatever you want. That's actively how the book describes it. Oh, my. That the, Fucking midnight. The rules don't apply. Oh, it's the state of nature. My favorite mm -hmm. type of nature. So now because the rules don't apply, she is now... Hear me out because this is her own plot. Going to stab her father as a sacrifice and take control of everyone, like kill everyone in the town who's a part of her guild so she can become a Hyrule fan and immortal. Because I love Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sure um, this is all happening at like 1150. So Sanchi is in the air, and she's like, all right, what's going on? All right, uh, her her right-hand man, who I'm just going to call him R Roscoe. Roscoe's like, man, there's an attack. No shit, I heard the explosions. Go check it out. All right. But then she goes, wait, wait. it's a distraction. What? Oh, shit, bring more people here. All right. And frankly, he's a Muppet in my eyes. He's fucking <laughs> Kermit the Frog running half the time. So then she gets like all the guards and they're like, all right, well, be on the lookout. They're on their way here. Ma'am, I see something at the moon. What the fuck is that black speck? I don't know, ma'am. It could be anything. Well, get ready to shoot it. Then Gregor kicks the uh, fucking door in and doom music turns on. And then he just like, she gives us like a split second as she looks in the hallway and poor Roscoe's dead, decapitated. And then the first guards just fucking bisected. Just 
And then she's like, oh my god, I've never been in combat before. And so she ducks down to the ground and crawls away. <laughs> like, Whoa. that was the most real I've seen a person be in this yeah. fucking thing. Uh, that, that's, that's very valuable. Learning to learning the self-preservation that most human beings would do will keep you alive. Gregor is just fucking murking all of them. He is doom music, slicing these people, shooting them and everything. And as he finally gets to Estelle, she finished getting the Imperial done and she clicks it and he stops and she's like, oh shit, I made it. Oh, oh, I'm in charge now, you big lug. Kicks him over. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Oh, let's see who this is. And she takes the mask off and sees Gregor and like, I killed you. <laughs> Why are you here? And then she's like, well, I'm just going to stab you and get information to why you're here. Because, of course, the mom sent him. Because he's also because being he, hit by the Imperiate. And he's also the Winter Soldier. He, he just paints nothing to him. And as she's monologuing, it's pretty much like, and she now I'm going to get this information. And why do I hear screaming? And then she looks back over and she is yelling as she smacks into the glass and goes, ow! And then looks down at Estelle, who's looking up at her like, I killed you too! And then Sanchia, in a desperate move of whatever, sees Gregor, sees Estelle, places... Remember, her goal is to grab Clef and put him in the golden box. She places her harness on the glass, tells it that it is... that the mask is... The mass location is it. So the suit's like, oh, so I'm the mass location. And what is the setting? Uh, reverse at full, full, whatever full Maximum is. Capacity. And she fucking leaves as this thing turns into a black hole. It just starts sucking everything in. And I'm like, first off, I'm sick and tired of seeing these heavy-ass rocks fly past, but Sanchia's 100-pound ass not be as heavy as a fucking boulder. But yeah, also she apologized to the mountain. So, first apology. Hey. Yeah, to an inanimate object. Who could have guessed the person with fucking object empathy would actually feel empathy for an object rather than a fucking person? But... Sociopath, but... Digressing. Uh, yeah. She... I don't... Uh, she like f- frankly didn't she like halfway have to start running down the fucking building to escape yeah, the she... gravitational pull of multiple earths yeah she starts to go down then it ends up running out of juice and she yes, looks up and the... sees the floor is still there because what's her bucket utilized the Imperiat to cancel it in her area and she goes yes I'm the fucking best and then she looks over <laughs> at her fucking dad and sees goddamn Gregor there and Gregor shoots her in the fucking chest. No, no, no. Gregor is still underneath her and shoots her in the fucking gut. Yeah. He he pretty much like she was pretty much just sitting on top of him ready to kill him it and then that happens so she does the... Yeah, but he just, he just never got up. But she holds up the thing and she's like, I did it. I'm the greatest. I'm the GOAT. Bang. Oh, my God. Ah, fuck. I forgot about you. You scrubbing bastard. Why? Why is everyone cheating? Why do you? Uh, why do men have to make this so hard? 
I think that was a one way black hole, but all right. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be real with you. That's a question outside of this book context. That <laughs> None of us have the answer. Definitely, no, it's relevant, and someone most certainly needs the answer. Roz, what's the answer? He's falling asleep I was about already. To say, I think Roz died. How about I say, it's almost Yeah. We're almost there, but, though. So, yeah. shot in the Sasha chest. Sasha climbs back up. Yeah. And Gregor, Gregor gets back up as well as Estelle, who's never been shot before, is crawling away because uh, that fucking hurt. He also has uh, Clef, because at some point he got him. Um, but yeah, so Sancho climbs back up and she goes, Oh my god, Gregor, you're alive! And Gregor immediately turns his bolt caster, which is attached to the back of his shield on her. And... But the Pretty thing is, Sanchia... is that he points it at her, and then he freezes. And Sanchia argues her way out of the situation, not because he's a scribed person like her and talks to him like a scribed person. No, she talks to humanity with inside of him. And he, as described in the book, breaks himself to not kill Sanchia. So now he's kind of just there. But on the back seat, back burner Gregor, he's <laughs> instant mashed potatoes. I, I still think the funniest part is it's not like she has this big old, like, you know, she doesn't have the hero speech here to save her friend or colleague or anything. She literally just goes, so everything you said was bullshit? And then he doesn't say it. She just goes, I'm going to walk well, over don't there. Believe Shoot me if you're going to or don't. And then she just walks over and takes back Clef. And Clef goes, hey, look fucking behind you. And they, she turns around just as Estelle stabs her dad. Hey, guess what? It's midnight, bitch. And she's like, I win. And so as a whole bunch of people, uh, just as described by the book, anyone who has a Contiano sachet starts to fucking collapse. Sanji goes, oh no! And then she starts to go towards the lock and Estelle pulls out the Imperiate and freezes her. Now, here's a key point that I I think we forgot to mention. Valeria states that the only reason the Imperiate was able to control Sanji in the first place was not because she's a scribed person. It was because she viewed herself as an object. That she's a slave. And she it... hadn't escaped. She had merely stolen herself. <laughs> yep, there's a difference between being free and the having mind, stolen yeah, you're yourself. Still in the word, she unironically needed the words of Kanye West where slavery was a choice and she was still choosing to see herself as a slave. Yep, Ow. that's actually the answer. So Literally she, what the book says. So she kind of puts the key in, but also relevant. has this I conversation. I, I know that mindsets and lifestyles are hard to kick off, especially when you've lived one as possibly harsh as hers. <sighs> so, you know that scene at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy where they're all, like, holding on to the power stone but they're moving in slow motion because, you know a power as strong as the fucking universe itself is attempting to tear them asunder. Mm -hmm. That's basically mm -hmm. what Sanchia does, but she's going like, do you want to know the worst thing about the city? Yeah, the worst, worst thing about the city isn't that it treats people like objects. Sure. It's that it convinces them that they are objects. 
Yeah. Tools to be used. That's that's but true. not anymore. The big problem. What are we gonna yeah. do about it? He starts off as being really ro- he starts off as being really robotic, but then slowly starts becoming a person again. And now she's free and she twists the key and she unleashes a fucking god onto the planet. Let's not forget, by the way, that as she starts, she can't hear anything while she's giving her whole speech. As she starts to turn the key, she finally gets her ears back, and Clem is sitting there going, I don't know if I can take this lock, my guy. And then she starts screaming his little lungs out, which, yet again, this is why the voice actor did a great job. And... (laughs) Then she's pulled into another freeze frame. But Asachi goes into the key on purpose. Yeah, but still the idea that, like, her body doesn't go, so her mind went into another freeze frame. Yeah. Sanji has been frozen in time for all, like, three seconds has passed in the real world, and Estelle must be confused as fuck. True. Yeah. But, uh, she goes into the key, gets to the setting where she meets Clef or Clefantha, please, or whatever the fuck his name is. And he basically is a man who is being simultaneously final destination eaten and crushed by a bunch of machine cogs yes if you play twisted metal he kind of has the axle vibe going on right basically he's just like hi i just really wanted to say like you know hi and meet you for real technically this is me i'm clef uh hey bff we're best friends i have enough power to reset the key to how it was when it was first made which means I'm not going to be able to talk no more. But you will be able to open up this box because I can't do it. But fix key can. But I don't want fix key. I want clef. Well, that's too damn bad, kid. Well, that's too damn bad. That's right. Well, I just wanted to say hi, Sanchia, and tell you, you fucked up. You fucked up. You unleash another great evil. You got so much work to do, Sanchia. It's bad, girl. It's bad. Like, it's going to be bad if you don't do it, but, you know, doing it is also bad, and now you're in a war. Just going to let you know now. You ain't getting out of it. You're going to have to participate. I and hope you do like, well. Wow, that was a great final goodbye. Later, Clifford. I'll see you around. And then he fucking kicks her out and becomes a key again, and the thing unlocks, and, and Valeria steps out. But instead of and being, then we have another freeze frame. And instead of being a large naked gold lady, it's a large gold armor lady. super armored lady. Wow. She's probably naked underneath that. Some people would argue it's better. Whore. Bet you're naked underneath those clothes. So she has a conversation with Santia. She froze time and only Santia can perceive her but not move. Like and straight up goes, ah, it's good to be free. Hey, Sanchi, how's it going? Oh, is this the person who's been bugging you? Oh, let's stop that now. Boop. All Lily right, I'm going to go fuck shit up. Lily goes, I owe you a favor, Sanchi. And Sanchi goes, I want you to stop what she's doing. And she goes, oh, I was going to do that anyway. I don't want another maker. And so she fucking just stops Rap whatever the her. fuck she was doing. And then goes, also, I still your favor. owe you one. Nope, that's your favorite. Bye. It's, that's not what she says, though. She literally says, Well, she's a better person than me. Yeah, but she literally goes, That wasn't a favor. Don't worry, I'll get you. Toodaloo. And then she disappears, and that's basically As- where that scene cuts. Estelle looks at the. Estelle wakes up perfectly, like, 
all this happened to Estelle in a second. She was winning, and she's like, "Ah, I'm Got bleeding her. out. Why am I not immortal? Why is the dagger not gold? Why am I falling to the ground? That's not fair. It's, it's not, not fair. Well, I fuck you, bitch. Right. Nothing's fair. And literally, Sanchi is like, "Well, too damn bad. Fuck you." And I'm like, "Damn, Sanchi." Mm-hmm. Skill well, being trying murderer a bunch of people. Right. Skill yeah. being one. Honestly, like frankly, you just couldn't use the bugs to kill your husband and your father and take over. Yeah. Who the fuck else is going to be in charge? And no one's going to goddamn argue. You also, did not. You, really you did to do not this, need to do any of this. I don't know why you decided to kill your own people. By the way, like if you really wanted to do this and become in charge, I would have fucking killed people of the other campo. Yeah, you could have definitely gave everyone else sachets. You could have fucking snuck in there with new sachets. Like, the counterfeiters make sachets. They could have made the new sachets for the other guilds. They wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah. Would have been pretty easy. But It's also for the fact that, you know, they wear the sachets so they can get into certain locations. They're not leaving those certain locations either. They're not coming to the slums. She could have That's been... just a Gregor thing to do. Could you imagine if she had gone, like, if she had just given Tomas a hug one morning as he went into that council meeting, just covered him in a small swarm of the invisible bugs that then spread to the entirety of the rest of the council? Mm-hmm. Or fucking. Here's another thing. Why your own people? You could have just gave the poor sachets. They like free shit. Yeah. And Give then it the would have been another situation. Yeah, then there's another situation of, oh, the rich versus the poor, but, you know, it's whatever. Uh, let's full metal alchemist and kill our own nation. So, uh, she dies for blood loss because, you know, when normal people get shot in the gut, they bleed out quickly. Hooray! And Sanchia gets Gregor out Boo. alive in hiding. Once again, Gregor, much bigger and heavier than Sanchia, and Sanchia being 100 pounds, five foot nothing, had to actively move this man from place to place for three days. While Orso over here is arrested for active many crimes, many crimes. Accused of attempting to start a war with the Cantiano Campo. War. But, surprise, they go in for the trial. He is sentenced to death. But, in order to have a conviction, it must be a unanimous vote by all of the trade houses. Which is crazy, because one just lost all their members. Except it didn't. I seriously don't think anybody died. No, I mean their head members, the people in charge. Yeah, but like, who the fuck cares about those guys? Um, not not the point. Uh, but yeah, and he goes, "Well, you don't have all the houses here," and the lead fucking Gregor's mom. The is mom like, is like, "Yes, yes we, we do. do," and he's like, nope. "No, you don't check the charters," and. They checked the charters, and Orso had put in all the paperwork to make his own house, which is mostly him, the scrappers, and uh, no one else. But it's enough to technically be a house, and so he goes, I pronounce myself not guilty, therefore I can't die. You <laughs> win this time, Orso. <laughs> Pretty much what she said. You win this time because you're a founder. 
And one day we're going to crush you. I don't think you will. And why is that? Because just from what you said today, we killed the Candianos. I destroyed the oldest house of Tavon in one night. What then do you he crabbed think I'll do to out. the rest of you? And she's like, bruh, they were literally the weakest house at the moment. Bro, I will actively kill you right here in front of everyone. <laughs> Bro. Anyway, so then he, uh, Zoyberg walks out of there because that's all I can see. And then uh, Sanchia shows up three days later like, all right, what the fuck is all this? Oh, we're a house now. What? When? I was hiding in fucking dumpsters with Gregor for three days. Where is... Oh, well, you don't need to do that no more because we want you to be a founder too. Or you could just fucking leave. The choice is yours, Sancho. I won't force you to do anything. You're free now. I get it. You are free. She can make choices. Like the wind on the breeze. I will kill you. <laughs> Sancho, her first question is, what the did Berenice choose to do? Oh, Berenice decided to wait for you because she has no choice. It's what you do she or what you don't do. To you. Because of How your... does it feel, slave owner? She lusts after you. And that oh. makes her a slave now because she can't make her own choices. She has to follow your choices. Yes. I mean, her choice was to follow your choices. I mean, that's it's just like what Kanye said. Yeah, that's just depressing. Anyways, so she decides to become a founder. They keep Gregor uh, hidden away from his mother. His mother's like, oh, oh, mysterious benefactor who I don't know who you are. The Mothman. My, my son has not returned to me, even though the fucking scribing said they should. I'm worried. And then he says, I believe it's time that I come out of the shadows. Well, can I have my son back at least? We'll, we'll get there when we get there. Can we get there sooner than later? No. Well, maybe you should not have sent him out if you were this worried about him, you dumb bitch. Maybe if I you could have just done as anyone. I said and put more moths into the armor, then we wouldn't have had to worry about this. You should have given him wings. We couldn't give him wings. Failure. The other ones have gravity devices. I saw them. They were cool. Anyways, and that's the end. That is the end. And I just kind of want to touch on the characters real quick before I get too tired to talk. <sighs> Gregor. As I called him, he smashed potatoes. Gregor doesn't do anything for a solid 80% of the book. He's very clearly supposed to be the secondary, like, We'll call him a supporting character. He's supposed to be the first of supporting characters, and he's just not. The I know that when we talk about romance, I, I've said it multiple times. I think that romance should be a secondary thing. It can't be so secondary that I didn't realize it was happening. A.K.A. with Sancha and Berenice. Like, oh, don't worry. They put it in the forefront during that third act. Out of nowhere, immediately. Yeah, they, had to, it, they had to catch up. There were so many things through. that just involving their character and their way of talking with each other that honestly made it feel out of character when it came time for it. Because she was so like, I'm not really into people because I can't, like, 
get anywhere near them and like high fives hurt me because you people have too much shit in your lives to I have an extreme amount of lust for this person like the fact that she no longer would be pained by that touch should not wipe away the years and years and years of muscle memory that that is what would happen if that happened also just the fact alone that I did not know Sanji was a lesbian until they made it obvious in the third act. Like, they really could have made it very obvious with a lot of different things. They could have made it obvious clearly, just straight out of the first act, that, you know, she's a person who looks but can't touch, and she's sad about it. Yeah. But, but no. Uh, I, I got underneath the impression that I thought she was asexual because of the amount of pain she was in. That's what I would have expected, and in fact, that's the kind of, like, it, her whole, you know, response of, that was unexpected after the Berenice stuff almost made me think that that was even more true. Just her, that reaction, I was like, either, like, it's not an either. I was like, there are three options. They just go with it that way. They have Gregor also say something to where they get romantically involved and there's the love triangle. Or C, I hope not. she's not into anybody. I don't want that. No, I don't think that's going to be a thing. With Rick. Also, I feel like I mean, from we, what I read for the that. second book, the books. Gregor is just a short end of the stick type nigga. <laughs> I wouldn't use those words, but I agree with you. He, he's not going to get nothing out of this. He's just going to constantly lose. He's losing every time. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have good memories. He's a fucking slave when he thought he was free. It's He's he's just not winning. He's, a, he's, he's just failing. like the sad boy hours haven't ended. <laughs> so, from what I Like, the book ends with him broken. Very, yeah, I'm about to say very understandably, uh, as, we, as I talked about before, Gregor might end up being my favorite character because he is repeatedly, continuously, and unabashedly dog-washed. He is. And I felt bad for him. Yes. Like, as soon as he got to do something cool again, he just murdered a bunch of people, which he hates doing because he's been brainwashed. And then he gets beaten by a non-civil... like a civilian who has just become a bad guy actively now doing things who just had a pocket watch. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's a that's definite Yamcha behavior. Mm-hmm. And I just I felt bad for him. But then his speech pattern started to kill me again. So I was like, uh, it's kind of going down, Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it waxes and wanes how much sympathy you're able to give him in any given moment. He makes it difficult. Like, I feel bad for him because I don't know. He deserved a victory. He got no victories. He caught nothing but else. <laughs> and like that's sad to watch. That is very like, sad. To like watch. his own mother straight up says, "Gregor, I know you hate killing. That's why I sent you to war, and that's why you came back. And now I'm about to send you to war again, even though I know you hate killing. You will forgive me, son." Because you always do. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady. Yeah. I can't tell how much do. you... Mostly because you have to, because I've got a magic oh, yeah, no, in it's your just, head. Right. It, I it's cannot a... tell. That, that mother doesn't actually care about her. That, that's the crazy part. Like, she makes it sound like she cares so much about him. that she keeps willing to risk his, not I mean, just the, sanity, right. 
but his physical well being because he yeah. will return to her because of the scribe in his head. So no matter what, he's not going he's to die. Yeah. But he's this poor boy. Just like yo, by book three, he's just gonna be the saddest sack of tangerine little shit. At that point, I just hope he's the villain, just so his L is can be attributed more so to being a villain than being. Well, I know what happens in book two, so technically, yeah. Oh, all right. Oh. He he fuses with one of the uh, warring factions to fight the other faction. Oh, for a minute, I thought you, you were talking about actual legitimate fusion. Ah, I didn't <laughs> stutter. <laughs> oh my! Well, you said factions, so he becomes a we are legion type of being. We are great. No, no, no. He fuses with the one of the leaders. Ah. Like, like it's pretty much. I don't. Okay. So for some reason, I did not read book two. I, you got to pay me to do that. Uh, he fuses with Valeria, who is the eight foot tall golden woman. I don't know what she needs a six two white boy for. But I guess. I guess. I don't know. Maybe she's just a suit of armor and it's better to have a homie inside of you. I don't know. I don't know. I have to read book two. I really don't want to. Um, this has been Foundry Side. This, of course, brings us to the particular segment of our night where the two of you, first and foremost, will talk about your book ratings out of ten for, if I'm not mistaken, story, setting, combat, and characters? Is generally what we do. We go back to the last book that we did. Setting character, story, plot, overall. Setting character, story, plot, cool. All right. Oh no, the combat's also there. Sorry. Setting character, combat, plot. There we go. So, Kaiser, how are we feeling? Let's start with setting. One second. Characters. Combat. Plot. So, setting does include world building things, so that would include the magic system. Uh, I don't find Tavon that interesting. Like, the city itself is... Like the magic system is very original. It's got a lot of cool things going on about it. Tavon is just your average everyday city with multiple major houses in it. In a fantasy world. Uh-huh. Because magic system is included in setting. I'm going to give it a 6.5. <sighs> For me, I did not mind the city of Trovan so much. I like the dystopianness of the. So for me, it's more they did they 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 pulled the cyberpunk, where oh the corporations have took over. Now here's the thing that that kind of wanes on me a little bit. There's these four merchant houses. There are big houses who control so much and blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know what any of these fuckers are known for. Yeah. They don't tell us what they sell, which is a really right. big part of the cyberpunk thing of knowing what weapons or armor, gear, scribing you can get. Like, I don't know who's the best cart merchant. Like, right. this or is like even, Ford, GMC and like shit. You say, like, you say merchants, but that only their power and influence only really matters world building wise based on what they actually do. And I have no clue. Right. They that's sell why, nothing. That's why to Disney. Them. That's why Disney is a good example of a merchant, a merchant faction, because you know that its hands are in entertainment and merchandise. Mm-hmm. So you expect to see it there. You expect to have characters with some level of relationship, either good or positive, with those things. But if they're just four big corporations that just exist, I mean, they mean as little as they do to the main character, apparently. Hmm. So I don't know what any of them sells. I know a bunch of them were doing the, you know, scribed humans, but that's pretty much just the shady part of the organization. I don't know what any of them know for. Like even in Borderlands, I know like what a lot of their organizations, their little companies within are known for and like which ones are like, oh, that's the goofy one who makes the guns with legs and that's the serious one who makes the, you know, hard hitting like sniper rifles and things like that. This place, nothing. Just none of that. So they they gotta lose points for having merchant houses and not explaining what that is. Like there's four of them, which means there's four industries. I don't even know if they do music. I don't know if they have music. I don't know if they have plays. I don't know what, like which ones out here building the fucking uh. The Springles, like who right. who makes the best of Springles? Who makes the Seekers? Who has the best armor? Who makes the best knife? The standard issue thing that everyone has is a fucking uh, stiletto. Kaiser? That is their standard knife, yeah, the stiletto. Yeah, I don't know anything. And it, that hurts it a lot for me because I'm a big world builder fan. I like understanding the place where people live. It's fun. I got none of that. But I really like the magic system. The magic system is fun. The magic system has a lot that it can go for and things like that. I don't like... I, I get a little annoyed at the uh, constant chipping away at it with practically, in my eyes, cheat codes that are now here. Which is fine, you know, sometimes cheat codes are cool. But Sanchez's cheat code was very inconsistent. And I just I just don't fucking understand Gregor's. Survive. So he did not die when he was buried under dirt for days. He cannot die when he is killed. Did you really think killing me would make me die? That like, does it regenerate him, or every time does he come like come home? Does the mom actively gotta fix him? Like, does she steal organs to put back in the boy? Does his heart just keep beating? If I cut his head off, can I put it back on? What does that mean? You're as bad as Senzaku. That's why I keep calling you it because Lou says you can't die, and he just went okay. <laughs> And now he can't die. I don't think he could die from old age. I think he's an immortal. I think he's going to survive the heat death of the universe because it's not explained. 
So, I give it a seven. Pull of that I like, for a seven? I like yeah. the magic system a lot more Doc, than I hate the leg. Three serious points docked. You know, have... two quick things. I thought of another thing that they did that they never brought back up again. Uh, first of all, Clef had a bit of trouble with the first scribe block he had. Secondly, the fact that the book decided that they would describe it the way that he spoke after he got it done as feeling extremely pleasured. That was creepy. But they never yeah. did it again, and I'm just like, why do it once? Right. I assumed he just had a high from it. No, they they def the way that they talked about it, he was like, he nutting. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll give it a seven. Next category, <laughs> characters. Three. The relationships between the characters either came out of nowhere or never even got built. The relationship between Sancha and Gregor feels incredibly forced. They don't do any attempt to actually relate the characters to each other. The main bad guy just kind of walks in and goes, Haha, I'm the bad guy the whole time. And it's like, yeah, I kind of saw that you were going to do something. Kind of surprised this was it. But I guess Slay Queen? But then she just dies too. And it's just like, okay. I mean, you slayed... Your husband is an old queen. man. I hope that that's enough for you. Um, uh, Berenice just shouts out her backstory during one scene, and that's it. Uh, While they're walking. Yeah. It, the buildup for the relationship between Sancha and Berenice is that Sancha looks at Berenice while she's changing, and I believe Berenice dabs her forehead while she's passed out after she saves uh or so it gregor is there and then gone and does almost nothing he kind of just does things and is stupid all the characters act in the interest of the main character but then want the main character to do everything and like it doesn't make any sense for Gregor, the man who is supposed to be a man of action, to exist to be like, yes, this is good plan. I will stand around and wait. This is what i good at. Instead of being like, can I get in the pod too? I help. <laughs> like, even though, like, oh, no, you're too visible. Get me a fucking mask. Like, if anything, I really felt like they should have been in teams of two. Like, I understand. Sanchia needs to sneak around. But the same exact time, you know what's kind of crazy? How she never ran into anyone ever. <laughs> also, like, uh, we're 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 talking about sneaking around. Hey, do you remember that rig that uh, turns the suit invisible? Not, not invisible, but makes it hard to see the you know smoke stuff. Remember how Sancia had that too, because of the fact that Orso made the stuff. And he already had two lying around. Why the fuck didn't they use that more often? They're like, oh, we can't sneak around the big, broad Gregor. And it's just like, what if I have one of those smoke things? You oh, could. that would make you very hard to see. Yeah. Oh. Maurice, pass it along to you. Okay. So let's, let me, let me, let me break this down to y'all. Maurice is quickly... a completely different number than mine. 
let me let me break it down to y'all the best way I can. Thomas. What's up? Who is my favorite character in Ruby? Neo. Neopolitan. What is Neopolitan known for? Being silent. Being silent. I have the capability of liking any character in any story. I fucking love a mute who does not say anything and barely has screen time. I do not like anyone in this book. My favorite character is Whip. It is not alive. <laughs> Whip the fucking hammer. Not even Clef. Clef was the closest to being my favorite until whatever the hell happened nearing the fucking middle end. Because I just, I couldn't put up with him and Sanchia. I can't put up with Sanchia. I couldn't put up with Gregor. Uh, it was hard to tolerate Orso. Berenice, I constantly forgot she was there until she spoke. And I'm like, ah! forgot you were here. Gregor's mom is a piece of shit. Fucking the bad guy's a piece of shit. I was halfway rooting for Estelle to win just because she's the only one with a backstory that I can partially see why you would turn evil but she's an idiot because she made other ways to actively win and uses the dumbest method possible i'm going to become a hyrule fan you don't even need to do that and if you even wanted to if you did you could have done this in a much shadier way you allowed so much death and destruction to happen because you just did not kill your husband earlier where you would have then been in charge because who's going to who your father can't marry you off anymore because he's a madman and your husband would have been dead that would have made you in charge and no one was going to be able to say anything because you are the highest ranking member left here Gia was there and fucking Claudia was not yeah Claudia was Claudia was there and it was but just just one it's 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 nearly impossible to make a story where I do not like a single character where I cannot find a favorite as I said in Ruby there are tons of characters I picked the fucking mute because I despise a lot of their characters. But the mute is great. I love the mute. And crazy enough, this is not the only time a previous book we read. There was a character named Silverpin, another mute. It's true. She was our favorite character. Like, we should be able to find a favorite character. One of your characters should click for us. How does none of them None of them. And I tried to like a number of them. The issue was that your your main character was just kind of a turd in the first chapter and then never recovered. Like, even Valoria was like, all right, you're kind of, again, degrading on me. Valeria, Val, she got degrading real quick. Everyone was just, just pissing me off. And I just, I just won. I would give it a zero, but 
That's just mean. And this is rare for me. I love characters. I assume then it's a one. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a zero. I <laughs> can't. I I physically as I can't give out a ten. I can't give out, bro. I like if it's a zero, I would have quit the book. I would have said, nope, I'm not doing it. I don't care how much time you wasted, Kaiser. I'm out. <laughs> God. It would have been like us with Dune. Uh, Dune had a us? zero. That us is just you. Yes. Yeah. I know. Okay. Goodbye, Kaiser. <laughs> you will stay that way. I was about to say, I'm still abandoned. Nothing will change until... I'll uh, I'll use a, a new medium to catch me up. I watch a movie. <clears throat> I ain't doing that either. So, Next category: cool. combat. I'm just giving it a five. I I did not love any of the fight scenes, but simultaneously, I don't have any of the fight scenes that I'm like. This one was the bad one. <laughs> Like I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of here. Like, yep, the fight scenes happened, and like I could maybe take away some points for what happened at the very end with the Imperiate, and you know him. I'm trying to think about how to describe it. The whole like I'm gonna get to the key, but that wasn't really combat. I'm bringing it down to a four. I don't like the way that the last couple of fights were done, where it's just. Ah, uh, yes, the fighting happened, and they died, and Gregor is sad about the people dying because they died. Also, the monologuing of, yes, Gregor was not the kind of person to beat an unconscious man to death, as he's beating an unconscious man to death. It's like, what the... F Why are we using words if they don't mean anything? Words mean nothing. Why is the narrator lying to us and then telling us about how they lied? Who is this narrator? I'll fight you. <laughs> Maurice. Uh I'm giving a five. I, uh, a lot of the fights were creative, but I think my favorite fight would have to be If you gotta think that hard, just don't even force it. <laughs> I hear the one thing I, I normally like to say as you work your answer is when a person is doing contemplation, I call it love seeing their gears turn. In Maurice's example, his gears are actively stuck with adhesive glue. <laughs> they are they are jostling, trying to form a simple cohesive thought but it is damn near impossible see times i have like the same thing except for it's not gears there's a hamster in my head except for i've been told i have two hamsters and they sometimes run in opposite directions keeping them perfectly still oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure it, it has to be the rooftop assassins because they turn the man into a meatball also it's just the fact that like I just really didn't expect someone to just be standing on the side of a building like, what's up? If only they were 
not incompetent. It would have went better. Hmm. But instead, uh, apparently every time they got the heads up that something bad was going to happen was just the exact time where the person was like, oh, now I ain't. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, a lot of the fights. Oh, they weren't bad. They just weren't. Ooh, especially the fact of once again, Satya, one hundred and fifteen pound, five foot nothing, tackling and defeating and punching and grabbing and pulling grown large muscular men is it impossible no wonder woman can do it but that's in her lore with her world for Sanchia, yes she follows by basic world physics it's it's a lot of work pulling around anyone over two hundred pounds at that height who works out you can't really just grab their arm and yank them because they're not going to want to go with you yeah. shit you could barely do it to people who are my height and muscular mm. so for me to believe Sanchia can do the feats that Gregor should have been doing it kind of takes you out of it real quick and you know it, it's it's sometimes whatever i've seen movies where fast and furious letty jumps up and knees a whole man out of a window and i'm just like sure whatever that's letty but you know what fast and furious does the other sister can't fight so she grabs pots and pans and hits them upside the head with it because she can't physically choke slam a grown ass man but a iron skillet works on everyone right so if fast and furious could do it you have no excuse yeah oh, and we even mentioned some very easy solutions to some of the issues while we were talking about them yeah so uh, that's a five yeah and now we are down to the final one. The oh. plot. The plot. Now. The word boring comes up a lot in reviews. And I've always mentioned that I feel like when you call a movie boring, it's just because you're not patient enough to deal with the buildup. This story was boring. Like, I'm here for build-up. I'm here for a lack of action. But man, just so much of this book wasn't necessary and could have been left on the editing floor. There were just random bits that just didn't need to happen, were unnecessary. The world building was patchy. There was a lot of repeat words. Just a lot of stuff came up over and over and over again to the point of it being at nauseum. Like, I'm gonna... It, it was a bit like reading a college textbook. And not only that, but for plot-wise, the 
characters, I mentioned it, it almost counted as plot, like a romance plot. The romance plot didn't exist. The plot itself, the main villain, only showed up for the last couple of chapters and she barely did anything. There was not a lot of buildup to her actually shifting. It was just that, you know, she did a couple of things where I was like, oh no, you're evil. You're actually not a good person. Well, that sucks for Orso, I guess. I don't really care. And it was just not fun. Like, all all the reviews that I found while we were talking about it were like, ah, it's such a gripping, action-filled story. I'm like, where? Where was it? I don't think we read the same book. I'm feeling a three. I want to read your story. Whatever the one you saw, I want to read that. <laughs> Mr. Reviewer? Yeah, I'm feeling... <laughs> you, you start taking other people's eyes. Let me see what you see. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going with the three. Right, Maurice. Ooh. Plot. The plot. The plot. As the Kaiser happening. said... It was boring. Did I find it boring? No. I found it exhausting. It was... The book was tiring. The book should not feel like work. This one felt like work. And I'm sad about that. Because I've never felt that before. It was... Slow. It... It was slow paced at every part it didn't need to be. It had info dumps at the randomest times. Like sometimes they'll explain it as world building. Other times the story would just stop, just stop. And the narrator will explain something to me. And I'm like, Sanchia? Gregor? Who the fuck is talking to me? Who is this? That and uh, because it's a part of the dialogue, I I'm happy I did it three because I was kind of torn between a three and a four. The weird fucking cringy way that they tried to shove in the philosophy of the book instead of interweaving it with the narrative hurt me. Uh, then um because. The plot is pretty much a heist to, to, and this is going to be as fair as possible, but also sound mean, break into the same place twice. The second time was barely a break and they fucking strapped a black hole to the roof. All for a... Uh, and the bad guy's plans were asinine like the the person who had the best plan but was still the dumbest person was Tomas if I have a bunch of these EMPs I win right and they're like yeah boss oh yeah yeah you will win should we really be helping this fucker get EMPs like, my clock runs on a lexicon. That's kind of crazy. Nope, no one's like that. He just, you know, because he's rich, 
everyone just listens uh, to him, even when he's spouting active bullshit because he doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. It's just that that's the one bad guy's plan. The next bad guy's plan is I'm going to become a Hierophant by killing everyone in my own clan so I can become an immortal. And it's like, wow, the Hierophants are immortal? I thought they all died. It's hard to be immortal if you're fucking dead. Like, she's trying to become something that she doesn't even know about. Like, she knows of the Hierophant from ancient tomes. That's like me trying to become a Mayan because I heard they did cool shit in the past. I don't fucking know if they really did it. I don't even know if this shit's gonna fucking work. Be pretty cool if they did. So her plan is also asinine. It's not even like bringing back an, you know, an ancient god to give you power. No, it's, well, my father's book says it should work. My what the dad fuck? wrote some pretty smart stuff. Your dad went insane, you lunatic. I see it runs in the family. But then it just the hero's motivation is Survive. and also also the part where once again, as I said, everything at the start happens by fucking coincidence. It is a coincidence that it's the scribed human who is hired to steal this key. It is a coincidence that she burns down Gregor's dock. It is a coincidence that Gregor just also happened to make the dock his stomping ground for his new security thing that he wants to work. It is a coincidence that they decide to just not pay the girl for the key. It is a coincidence that she wants to open the box that contains the key, even though it goes against her code of doing the job properly. It is a bunch of fucking either coincidence, mishaps, or people doing things they state that they would never do. And it's like... Harry Potter just got a fucking invitation to the school. This bitch stumbled her way into the plot and drug us with her. Yeah. And I... Uh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy, Bob. <laughs> not you can't, happy. You can't get jiggy with this? I cannot. So this plot has to get... Uh, Sorry, you gotta get a one. If you like the book, I'm glad for you. I cannot. I could not survive. I I will die <laughs> before I read this again. I'm glad I didn't have to actually read read this. I'm glad this is an audiobook club because I would have probably torn my book in half. Oh my. Not the vandalism. Just out of pure frustration and rage. I have I'm our very, results. Very glad you didn't have to do that. So. Funnily enough. Essentially, 
very similar scores, which is not surprising for me and Maurice. Overall, final scores. I, because the math was weird, ended up giving it a three and seven eighths. Oh, nice of you. You gave it a 3.5. This is so sad. I hate, I hate giving low scores. You worked really hard on this nah, book. you're just like Gregor. You hate that you have to kill this book review. No, unlike him, I'm not mind-controlled. I'll do it because I have to. Uh, He's mind-controlled. I'm sorry, young one. Crack? You... You deserve this. <laughs> and with that, uh... I believe that draws this way to a close. Woo! Give the book you read yourself. See if you like it. I didn't. Just remember that while we do have strong opinions and we are a review group, our say is not final. No one's ever is. Never trust a reviewer to have the same opinion as you. You could like the room, and I could think you're a lunatic. Both is fair. Uh, gotta go absorb your own media and come to your own decisions. That way, you can go. Wait, 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 let's, let's parse the logic of that last sentence. Never trust, a, never trust a reviewer that has the same opinion as you. What if you had the opinion first? That's not what I said. What did you, exactly did you say about reviewers? Never trust their opinion of a review. I said, I believe my statement was their their opinion is never final. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> what was uh, Kevin? What was my we're not the same comment? It's not the same. Is it not I put simple? it in the whammers. Give me a second. Super curious. You put it in Story World, isn't it? No, put it in the whammers. No, that's just Thomas dying. I know I started with us, but really the issue is is that some people listen to people review something and they go like, that's definitely how it is, but yeah, get things wrong. One of the people who does reviews that I like recently, there it is. Uh, I'll send it to you. I see it. Why, did you want to say it out loud? No, I just, I forgot, did it involve this book or not? No. I figure out what the hell you were talking about. I, I know exactly. Oh, I remember. Um, oh, I remember. That was hilarious. Now, that's it for now. Don't trust a reviewer. Do your own research. And then if you agree, hooray. It's a good feeling. Yes. Vindication! Yeah. Maybe you'll like the book. Or maybe you'll be old, crotchety maybe people like you'll us. Maybe come to us with an amazing argument and change our mind. You won't. You won't, but, you know, I would love to see the attempt. Oh, trust me, you won't. Well. This book hurt me. I've never been physically hurt by a book before, but now Uh, I know I can. I... You have. That... No? You... We've already made it clear that I'm the only one here that completed Doom. Oh, Doom didn't physically hurt me. I just you literally it. begged me to allow you to stop. No, there was no begging. You literally ah. said, "Please tell me I don't have to finish the book." That doesn't mean I'm begging. That—that's literally <laughs> what. It, please tell me I can stop. Is it begging? No. 
the the daily recommended dose of copium for the night. I was wondering where it was. That's not begging at all. <laughs> I was very much wondering where it's it was. It's just a little please. Can I say Our please? The collective doctors were watching this stream like, oh no, they haven't taken their copium today. They'll die. <laughs> all I said was please. <laughs> it's more, it's not just the please. It's the please tell me I can stop doing a thing that I have full autonomy to stop doing that's giving begging. See, now this, this hurt me. The difference is, Dune, I was like, Did whatever. Tribe not hurt? No. Tribe was infuriating, what I believe was the word you used, right? Yes. Tribe was more like, man, this Michael Bay movie was weird. I'm glad I don't got to watch it a second time. This, this was my, uh, uh, the Dark Knight, um, the third Dark Knight movie. Right. Where I fell asleep, woke up, and it was still playing, and I was like, "I think I'm hurt." This book, I wouldn't say hurt me, but There's I was not enough very Tom cool. Hardy in this movie to make me care anymore. Like, I hate saying that. I hate saying that this book was boring, but that's really just how I feel about it in the end. And again, I'm a person that likes a slow burn. But the fight scenes weren't interesting. The characters weren't interesting. The magic was kind of interesting, but you kept making the major parts about it that we dealt with wavy. It's just... I wasn't engaged. Your puzzles were stupid and easy. Your character plot twists were simple. I don't know why I'm saying... I'm sorry, Mr. Bennett. I realize I've been saying this specifically as a you statement instead of a thus. I mean, to be fair, though, you he made it. He, he did make it. It's not an attack on you, sir. I merely just did not enjoy these characters. It's an observation that I hate uh, your characters. Damn. Look, well, maybe your staircase book. Like, maybe your staircase book is will be better for it, us, but this one wasn't it, Chief. Here's the thing, though. I don't even think I would say that I hate most of the characters. I just don't I like do. any of them. Like, Sanjia, okay, I hate. But literally, the rest of them did not have enough substance for me to develop any emotions towards them. Except the for the two rapists. Just... Those two rapists can burn in hell. The fact that I just don't have a favorite is the thing that really gets to me. That should... That's... Like, like Cecile in the Flash, that's impossible. <laughs> not scientifically she'll, possible. She'll keep saying it. Like, she will not stop. I can go down my favorite characters from media. You can see that you can do the bare fucking minimum to where a character doesn't even need to speak to make me like them. Who's your favorite the character fact... in the Princess Bride? Uh, ooh, damn. It's a close tie between... Wesley and um whatever Andre the Giant's character name. I honestly thought you were gonna troll and say the opening narrator in the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but actually it's um yeah, it's a tie between those two I can't really pick. 
Second place goes to Anego. He will get second place. Whoever is not the favorite gets third place. That's because Anego gets to stay permanently second place, which is always a better rank than first. Because first place can change. But just like in Ruby, uh, Pure will forever be in second place, and that will never change. Okay. Because it it's hard. That in in Pyrrha's case, that spoiler, she's dead. So there's not yeah. much to change. But, you know, it's like, oh, man, I love Neo, but Penny's right there. Ooh, you're right. Right. Now, Penny keeps coming back to life. So, you know, if she comes back a third time, she might just do it. Third time's the charm and all that. Third time's the charm. With that, though, we finally. have been going for five hours and 15 minutes. Look at that, Kaiser. We finally got that long content you've been wanting for a while. We've already been technically in the long content category. Guys, <laughs> I have a question. Longer, what? Does it feel like a weight's been lifted off your shoulder? <laughs> I feel so relaxed. Burdened, right unburdened. <laughs> Marisa's dark, just sitting there. The like, dark clouds have parted. Like a lover from the, the 1980s smoking a cigarette. Just, ah, uh, it's over. It's over. <laughs> Isn't it? You know what this book is? Isn't it over? It gets a dark green. I don't know what that means. <laughs> for yes, our, uh, our thing. We rate people by colors. Oh, right. I do. <laughs> That's what I thought was. I was going to get a black. No, this was what it was. <laughs> Alright, look. A 3.5 may be one of the lowest scores I've ever given. Nope. I can't bring myself to hate the book. It just physically hurt me. <laughs> Cringe. And that's that's the hardest part. This book has exhausted me to the point where I was like actively having to lay down and look at the ceiling while listening to it. Just so I can stay in a calm state and not yell at Sanchia. Did well. Both did very well. Next week we don't have a plan. I'm just... Don't worry, we'll think of a plan when we all get some sleep. We're gonna actually next week is Thanksgiving. We may not do a wham. What the? Um, I'll be working through Thanksgiving though. I'm going back through, and so far, technically, you're not entirely wrong, but you did give tribe basically zero. How did I give tribe? You gave tribe a two. Ow! What did I say? Like that was you were the angry. total score, by the way. You were angry. Oh my god. You gave, I think, Kenobi a 4.5. That's not that bad for the trash that I had to endure. I know, that's why I was surprised by it. And then, yeah, today was a 3.5. Yeah, your overall yeah. score for Tribe was a 2. What happened? You gave Besides it a 3 for setting, hatred. 2 for character, 2 for combat, and a 1 for story. To be fair, I gave it a 1.5. Wow, Tribe was the worst book we've ever read. We were so angry at Tribe. And the author showed up for that one. That was fun. E Look, you did shaky cam. You made all the characters not likable. The setting was the real world. The real world is not Don't interesting talk to, to me. Like this. No, I will. Oh, I. It was shaky cam, the real world four assholes actually let's make it six assholes 
a bunch of nameless, faceless thugs who apparently had enough description to feel like they were a part of something special just to die moments later. Especially you, Motorcycle Man. That was Motorcycle Man. And the plot. Oh, the plot. If you want to know oh. more about that and you haven't watched it already, go check out the tribe video on the YouTube channel. It's just called Wham. And with that, Roz, Thomas, any final words? What do you guys think? Do you guys want to listen to Foundry Side by... I won't pay for it. Uh, Mr. Benedict? Robert Jackson Benedict? RJB. You already, you already know where my cup of tea lands in uh strong character writing and character growth and exploration. Hopefully psychological on a natures. Well certainly on the coaster. And <laughs> since none of that is here, I'm not interested. There are no coasters in this dystopian future. The tables extra, are just scribed. Extra dystopian. Extra dystopian. My god. Roz? I don't think Ross is asleep. He sounded too awake from the last time he spoke. I think he's actively working right now. Probably. And just his ears are turning off. You and him are workaholics. You It would take one to no one. Probably. For now, then, I will say good night. Now go make something. Or make something in the morning if it's late like it is for us. Or, you know, make something now if you're a night owl. If you work at night. Just... Make sure you go back and do a reread of it before you send it to people in the morning. Make something that actually shows uh, MP, HP, and SP bars. Because that sounds fun. No, that's my idea. You can't steal. <laughs> do it before he my does. My OC, so don't steal. <laughs> but do it well. Otherwise, he'll just rag on you. Which is not what you want. Yeah, I'm going to literally show up at your house and make fun of you for doing my idea, but worse. <laughs> Don't ask me how I'm going to find out, but just go make something. and Don't make me make fun of you. Remember, Goodbye. everyone, consequences oh, aren't always bad. Consequences is just the results of your actions. So if someone say get ready to face the consequences, that doesn't mean it's bad. And that means if you're going to set up a system where you're uh, going to have a, uh, you know, a point in time where your power is supposed to hurt your characters, fucking hurt them. Not this whole, ah, my head hurts, or ah, there's blood coming out. Hurt them. I'll be scared. Hurt your character. I break my character's bones. Just give them He's time evil. to heal. He's evil to his characters. I hurt one of my characters for jumping too hard. Did I tell them to do it? Yes. But I tell all of my characters what to do because I'm the author. And so are you. Hurt them. Sometimes emotionally. But you don't have to do that one. That's kind of up to you. Go make something. Bye. Yeah, well, Bye. that was goodbye. I got very, <laughs> very.